Magos, we are receiving a transmission. It appears to contain vital intelligence from the Warfront. From whom is this transmission? The Loyalists or the forces of the Warmaster? Ascertain this, Adept. It is a vocal transmission. It appears to be three remembrances. I cannot tell you to whom they are loyal. Where is it coming from? It is from the Galactic Northeast, from the edge of the Empire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of our third year. Um, and uh, tonight on the show, I'm joined by the ever. Uh, oh, it's me doing the introduction, so I get to mix it up a bit because it's always Chris. It, it, you know, it's always the brothers. So I'm still introducing one of the brothers, aren't I? Yeah, the, you, you, you can't yeah. help. Yeah, I can't help. Tonight on our show, we have this <laughs> bottle of Pepsi Max. Which has got uh, <laughs> very good, more, some more intelligence, on it. yeah, <laughs> than, yeah than, than a bit of bit of mold and penicillin at the top. Yes, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that, that's that's sounded painful. Anyway, so we also I am joined by uh, by uh, the ever reliable Chris. Well, reliable's a reliable's a bold statement, but thank you. Yes, yes. and the not so reliable Graham. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> about right. I wouldn't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. To be honest, no. with you. have you guys been this month? Yeah, pretty good. Toasty, good. Not as much heresy as I like, but then I just remembered we did a whole event as well. So yeah, I yeah, think it's been I'm, pretty good. I must admit, it has been fairly hot though, hasn't it? It has. Once, so, I mean, once it gets over twenty degrees, I think that's you know, heresy stops, doesn't it? Mm, like the, the resin just melts yeah so i'll quickly run through what we've got coming up so we've got a yes. quick a brief look at this month's new releases because they are thin on the ground um an update of what we've all been up to this month um run through of this month's news um we've got me and chris are going to talk about um the two two books that we've read i don't have you read angron slave the new series chris no no just nope. just solar okay. war so no, just no. me so me and chris are going to talk about solar war i'm going to talk about angron slave the new syria i think graham and... wants to talk about a book doesn't he yes he does betray uh, betrayer, isn't it yes i haven't finished stay, it yet stay uh stay tuned listeners graham there will is... be awake during the book well, section betrayer until next month when no michael don't don't waste this chance don't waste this chance okay no. uh, well actually to be fair, it was it was in retaliation uh, you you shamed me michael shame upon my soul besmirched my good name in front of the listeners when you said last month that the only books i read have pictures in yes i was deeply shocked when i came across that when i was listening back to the podcast as only i do because i'm a massive narcissist i don't i don't listen back <laughs> <laughs> it's quite entertaining the podcast actually if you it can. It. <laughs> says just, the man on it i, yeah. I know right it's quite it's bizarre also, yeah. it's a very strange thing when you end up laughing at a joke that you said not funny really guys is the word i'm looking for problem. conceited <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's fair i think it's I, usually uh, fair enough i you know laugh at your jokes honest gov anyway conceited um, excessively proud of oneself vain <laughs> maybe there is a certain resemblance there you know and again maybe we are imitating our very own primarchs in certain respects potentially that's quite what you and valder have got in common chris i'm well, yet let's uh, <coughs> be honest oh he's all about <laughs> dawn now there's a there's a trio of primarchs and, and special characters getting involved now so it's all getting a bit sketchier yeah. at the end of the, of the line okay. yes. 
So, so yes, I will, I will talk about Betrayer. I, I'm very near the end of it, and I just thought um, a very little observation about the book. Though, yeah. to be fair, I've listened to the audio book. I haven't actually read it. I've been listening to it in the car. But it's been excellent. That's but fine. anyway. Um, okay, so we're also going to dig into the generic HQ choices available for Legion armies. Because mm. um, we thought, why not? We, we why not? Dug into, we dug into Fast Attack. We've done Fast Attack. We've done Troops. Did we, we do done... Super Heavies? And we did super heavies, yeah. yeah so was... we've got elites and heavy support to do next. Oh, was it Lord of War? Yeah, it was. yeah, we've done Lord of War, yeah, yeah. Except for Titans, ah. knights. Mm. Okay, so um, and then for this month's list challenge, uh, we we sort of had a bit of to and froing on this one, and the only idea that seemed to stick was doing lists for legions that we're less than fond of. Yes, it's for controversial. Yeah. Controversy we caught, don't we? Really, we're not ones to shy away from controversy. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not pulling bloody bones about it. I absolutely detest the Legion I did the list for. <laughs> oh well, there goes all those what listeners. What they did, what they did to 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 to, the, to one of my favourite characters, I'll never forgive them. Clearly, they're still raw. Still, I can still feel still, the burning. It's, I still Fury. feel it right here, Graham. Right, right in here. the feels. Right, right in the feels. Well, anyway, so yes, we will um, attempt to put together a competent list, even though the legions that we are making them with are not ones that are our favourites. So we have to list the reasons why. So we probably expect to lose at least, bearing in mind there's, what, 18 legions? So we're going to lose three, <laughs> yeah. three lots of that. So that's, what, about 10%, slightly more? I'm trying to think, 18, about 20% yeah, listeners? 18. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 20% yeah. of our listener base will disappear overnight exactly. after we lambast the reasons why we don't like these three particular so leaders. That's, so that's listeners down to four? Five. Five. The cats counts. Oh, the cats. <laughs> okay. Uh, didn't the cat make an appearance? The cat was actually live, wasn't it? I believe. Yes. Yeah, it was. And finally, we're going to look at uh, what list events are coming up in the UK. So, yes. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what we'll do is we'll run into the new releases. new releases and this month we it's fairly thin on the ground to be fair um although there might be something released tomorrow but we're too late for us to record we'll talk about it next month are we, um, we expecting anything um uh, there's quite a bit still to come from warhammer fest there's quite a bit still to come but yeah, yeah. thing like things like the golden keshig um and uh you've got the uh dark angels um praetors and dreadnoughts and stuff Oh, yeah, uh, there's, still yeah. a, there's still a few things left to go and the white scar speeders i see that looking at the new releases not spoiler alert folks there's not even the the manatee based um scenery no, this not month even a, not even the a scenery release. clearly on on strike not getting enough kelp uh, yep. whatever they eat we, we've so, seen them on holiday yeah we have, we have. they're on holiday so yeah we've got a lovely picture of uh, from robbing of the Imperial Truth with some lovely manatees. Mm. Um, or or dugons. 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 Also I... known as the manatee. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so the first <laughs> release we had was um, the... Just manatees eat turtle grass, manatee grass, shell grass, mango, mangrove leaves, various algae, water hyacinth, acorns, and hydrilla. 
Acorns. Kelp. Acorns, yeah. Sh- floating shoreline vegetation, but not uh, not kelp. kelp. That's fair enough. Where do what... they get acorns from? Squirrels. Bring them to them. They yes. homage, homage like gods. They worship them. <laughs> right. They're okay. very similar in like biology when you look at them. The manatees stick up for them in arguments. Yeah, yeah. they're very nice. They give them piggybacks when they get lost. Mm. Very strange. Uh, okay, so uh, the first release was um, the White Scars Ebon Keshig Terminator. £60 oh. for five of these. Um, what do you think of these guys? I'm going to have a little look-see now. I like... I, uh, Pete, Pete Reese was... Uh, uh, he, already had, he already had some. Yeah, I know. I, he was I think they're really cool. Fest. They look uh, really, they're really good. Yeah, there, they're, they're... There is always one, though. There's always one guy that I just think, oh, that's a shame. Go on. Um, Which one is it? It's uh, depending on which picture you're looking at. It's the guy with holding the, the two handed at the back. Two handed at the back. Oh, oh yeah, he does look a little black. bit. I just think it's just oh, the other it's... guys look really cool, and then he's sort of there going, "Oh, hi guys." I don't know. I think he's all right. I mean, the the interesting thing. I'm about sure you can is... pose him differently. You know, just move his yeah, arms. Yeah, I mean, what what they were saying, the reason for these guys are because their armor's quite generic for white scars, really. Mm. And the reason for this is that. This this armor doesn't belong to these specific warriors. They are it's armor that they don when they've done something, you know, when they've when they failed, when they've you know they they they're not doing what they want to do. They're sort of the um, seeking redemption for. Are they on the metaphorical naughty step? Yeah, they're on the naughty step, but sometimes they put themselves there on purpose um, so they can sort of uh, come to the attention of the higher ups and say, oh, he he might be a good officer. Um, okay, so hang on. So they get themselves in trouble, so they can get into so more they fights. Can, so they can get into more. Well, fights they can say, "Look, I'm, I'm really rubbish. I want to go in the Ebon Keshig." And okay. they're like, "Yeah, but you're the best warrior in the group. Look at all these orc heads you've brought us." Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I failed. I didn't. I, I brought one less than I meant to. Right. I see. So they're a bit weird. Okay. It's a bit Emperor's enough. children, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's sort of like flagellation, sort of. Yeah, but they're so one, one step away, isn't it? They're, they're really, really cool. I love them. Is that, is that me, the man who has a legion with a pain glaive thing going it on. Is, anyway. It is Tartarus armor, um, yes. but I think you can also take them in Cataparachi. But obviously, you'd have to make your own. There's a bit of a sort of samurai esque thing going on there, isn't there? With yeah, the, the legs, the leg yeah. armor. Yeah, quite cool. I That's love what the, I love the fact they haven't just taken inspiration from Mongol um, stuff. They're mm. also looking at you know the Japanese and other Asian. Yeah, that is very good. Really nice. They do look very good. I must admit. I think they're yeah, pretty yeah. cool. It, it, it makes me think maybe I could do white scars, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing white. Not doing white. You're gonna have to do it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't not do white. At this I know. Point. I know. Okay, so the next two releases are. Oh, actually, um, before we shift on, go on. Yeah. In on the forger thing, there's obviously the painting, the picture of them with the big dreadnought, the Leviathan dreadnought, right? Yeah. Just a quick question. You might be able to help me with, you know, the on the Leviathan Dreadnought, uh-huh. it's got it's got like a sort of uh, light brass esque, the beaten copper. Yes. What paints that? Do you know? Probably Valdor gold. I've got no idea. Yeah, possibly Valdor gold or Retributor armor. It's, no, it's, it's, it's too, too yellow. Too, yeah, yeah, it's too light for Retributor armor. I would probably think it's Valdor oh, it gold. It could be Skullcrusher brass. Okay, if you know, folks, let me know, because I really like that colour and I want to use it on other models, but I don't know what paint it is. It might, it might be Skullcrusher Brass washed um, with Agrax Earthshade. 
Okay, fair enough. You, Thanks, mate. You also you might not get the same effect because it's got those um, yes. the, the the hammered effect. Yeah, the, also, the light will play differently on it on a flat surface. Also, they might tell us because sometimes if you email Forgeworld and ask what paints were used in this, they'll they do send you a list, but they'll only send you a list with Forgeworld. Uh, oh, sorry, a Games Workshop. Games paint, Workshop but, paints. But yeah, obviously, yeah. we know that in the Heavy Metal Studio, and obviously they won't tell us they do use more than just Games Workshop paints. They use okay. Scandal. That is scandalous. How dare you, Michael? <laughs> How dare you? He's blown the doors right off this. That's what... Right. You heard it here first, folks. I don't think... I, Shock us. That's probably not true, but okay. Yeah. So anyway. So, anyway, so... Um, yeah, because they used to send out the lists when they talked about the old paints. They would send yeah. out lists and they sometimes they had to... You know, they some had Tamiya's on. Tamiya's and... on there. Yeah, they totally did. They totally yeah, did. yeah, yeah. So. Okay, go on, next. Okay, so the two next packages are no longer available, so I'll mention them. But Are, are, they, not... are they sold out already? They're sold out already, yes. Yeah, so you had the Astra Militarum Spearhead Detachment. Did you just swear? I said flip. Oh, I thought the man's a professional, else. Michael. The man pro. is a professional. Come Fair on. enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you had two, um, you had uh, Astra Militarum Spearhead Detachment, which had three mm. heavy weapons teams. Don't yes. think you can use them in Heresy, can you? Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Do, oh, awesome. do you want oh, some, Graham? Just out of interest. Um, a never say no. Command squad. I've heard yes. that a three Lehman Russes and a Chimera. Absolutely. Um, Part of the Chimera is kind of useless, but the rest of it. You well, you could not... use. You could kind of use it as that Rhino, you know, as a Rhino stand-in for the um, Grenadiers, I guess. For the Grenadiers, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. That's um, what I would do because I because I think rhinos look too space marine-y. But I, if I was going to do grenadiers for uh, for uh, is it the survivors of the dark age to get the rhinos? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I would. I'd use chimeras. I like. I'd like to point out this is a lovely conversation about this kit. This kit. It is no longer available online. Nope. Can't. Have, yeah, no, I know you can't buy we, it anywhere. We spiraled into a wider thing. Anyway, was I was just saying, I like. I've got rhinos painted for my grenadiers because I do things proper. <laughs> they were a hundred. They were a hundred pounds or eighty-five pounds at Element Games, and the other one was the Imperial Knight Super Heavy Detachment, um, which had the Castellan, which cost a hundred pounds on its own. Yeah, so you were I mean, essentially I... getting two lots of um, Helverins for free. I know. I would have. Where did I, I start? Was I, I starting? <laughs> if I if I was starting my um, cults and militia army from scratch, that Astra Militarum spearhead attachment thing, would, I would have snapped your snapped yeah. your arm off to get that like snappy the snapping turtle playing it, snap. It was still available until a couple of days ago, but okay, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't need it. It's always the way, isn't it? You know, you yeah, spend you don't need money it. and you don't need it. I, I tried to get this super heavy detachment. I was in Games Workshop at ten o'clock. Uh, oh, I was yeah. on the terminal, and it was yeah, because I got your objectives. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I was there on time for opening. Nice. I was like second in the I was second in the line. I was a very sad person queuing up outside Games Workshop from like nine thirty. Nothing sad about that. Well, the only reason I was in, I, I, I was there was I intended to go to the Durham store, mm-hmm. but my bus got late into Chesley Street, so I couldn't get the bus to Durham, and it was like another hour until the next bus to Durham. Uh-huh. I was like, I'll just get on this express bus that goes to Newcastle. So I got to Newcastle, had me breakfast, and and it was like, I've got nothing else to do, so I may as well get in the queue. Got you. Very cool. So, um, what, so this had the, what was it? Let me have a quick look at it. So it had the, did it have the normal knight in it? And... Uh, no, the 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 knight, the, um, the Dominus, uh, sorry, the Castellan, the Dominus Castellan. So that's the one with the plasma. <laughs> 
Canon and the Lance. So that's a hundred pounds on its own. Because I was thinking I need one of those and so, a couple of those little fellas to make up a night. Exactly. So that is a that was an amazing buy. Uh, wow. So um, yeah, that sold out within minutes. I bet there's a billion of them on Scalp. Oh, well, they're not going to be that much. You know, it's only 40, 45 quid is still a really good saving. It is, um, yeah, big time. But you're not going to get people selling them. There's nothing special in the box other than no, health. So you're not yeah. going to sell them for much. I mean, if you go to a discounter to buy, you know what? Let's do this as an ex- a thought experiment here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to see what a scalper could realistically sell that box for. Go on then. Anyway, while you're there, you could have got the eighty-four, 84 quid. You could have got that from Element Games. What an absolute bargain! Eighty. Sorry, 84, 85. 84. It was the Imperial Knights one was eighty pounds. I'm looking at it for a second. Oh, I think I worked it out based it's on the um, yeah, yeah, no, on the fifteen percent. It was absolutely I mean, that's, that's absolute. Yeah. Yeah. You bought it from so bought it from Element and then shifted on for you know. <laughs> Don't encourage people to do this. It's crazy. It's killing our hobby, man. <laughs> anyway, while no, you're doing I, that, free market economy, Michael. Shall I talk about the Bane Blade? Yeah. So that is still available. Um, an old kit, a bit of plastic, so it's quite nice to put together. Right, it's um, been re- reboxed. It's been reboxed. So do you, I think, have they changed? So you get a few more options in it, or is it still just Billy Bane Blade? The, the... Uh, Bane, oh, the... Bane Hammer, Bane Sword, Doom Hammer, Hell Hammer, Shadow Sword, Storm Lord, or Storm Sword. Those are all your options. Yeah, it still that's... makes still makes everything you know it, it said before. Right. Okay, that's not bad, I suppose. So, but it's again it's just, just been reboxed. Ma- Manatee naming convention for Storm plus Doom equals Gun plus Hammer plus Hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. you can make so you can make the yeah. It's got the Vulcan Megabolt in there, isn't it? Yeah, so it can, you know you can it, make it could have been a, a Stormbane Hammer. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so I just added those two items, the Helverins and the uh, Castellan, into a basket at uh, Element Games, one hundred and twenty-three twenty-five. So if you wanted to scalp it. You've got to get it for under that price. Plus so you're going postage. to make yeah. plus postage. So what are you going to make? It's not really worth it, is it? 10, okay. 15 quid. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Just, just a thought experiment. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's obviously just a really good bargain. So people would have gone for it anyway. So, uh, okay, okay. So the next three items. Wait, that... wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what in the name of all that is unholy have you put on here? Have, you ever, had a horde... have you ever had a horde army? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, talk about it. Yeah, so movement trays. Um, some people want them, some people don't. Um, I thought it was worth mentioning. They're there. Mantic nonsense, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <coughs> but yes, you can buy movement trays for your round bases in 25 mil, 30 mil, and 40 mil. 25 quid from Games Workshop or 21.25 at Element Games. Um, What's what, what do you think that there'll come a time where someone just has a movement tray on the table and says it's a squad of five. Oh, don't even down. Go there. Just little bl- just blank things in them. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, five. I wouldn't have that myself, but I can see it. I can see it in the future. Did so, they have this? They had this problem, look, didn't they? With, um, they had this problem with uh, Fantasy Battle, didn't they? But people yeah. would, would, would basically create a tile that have like a bit of scenery in the middle and have like three models. Yeah. And yeah. then say that's a 20 man thing of this. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't accept that in an event. I don't think anyone else would. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, I suppose from a heresy point of view, 
the problem is in obviously in the other system, um, blast templates don't exist, do they? Yeah, yeah. So these are nicely spread out in order for you to kill an entire squad with a um, yeah, yeah, a, uh, a nice five-inch blast. So I, said, I can't imagine they're going to be taken up. In the, I mean, the crack is they're there. Mm. If people if people want to use them, yeah. If if you're having a massive game like an apocalypse game, which is obviously what this is designed for, yeah, um, maybe you know if you wanted a quick way of getting because it does take a long time to keep moving this about. But whether it's exactly. that much of a saving, I don't know. It's the options mm. there. Not my not something I will personally get, but it's there. And then the final item that's new this month is the Crusade Case XL. £95 or £80.75 at Element Games. This is a massive case. Um, I'm going to get one. Uh, I can't afford it this month, and I hope it is here to stay for a while, because last time they did a big geese, it didn't stay It didn't stay that long. But, yeah, I really want one of these, because I, I can move big armies in this. Mm. I'm trying to think if I need one. Probably, uh, out of all of us, probably, yes. Yes. Well, I've got the big tool case that I use for the... Yeah, yeah. But I think <laughs> but... this takes... It's got here, you know, you can get four Bane Blades in that. Yeah, that's quite tempting. I do actually need something for my now massively expanded solar slash um, cults and militia army. My, my only thing with it is, wouldn't it have been great if they'd stuck some wheels either side of it and a pull-out handle at the top? That's what I've got already, though. I know, but that's no, that's what they should have done with this, rather than have it as a... Isn't no. there a KR case like that? Quite possibly. <sighs> yeah, but I should think so. I suppose the only thing is that, that where this... The good thing about this is the, um, yeah, is the foam inside, isn't it? The zigzag. I like the zigzag you found. I've, I don't know if I do or I don't. It's okay for small models. I find it a bit awkward with bigger models. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like the zigzag you found, especially for figures. Um, yeah. And I prefer the fitted foam from KR Multicase um, for um, for actual um, what do you call it um, oh, vehicles and stuff. Vehicles and stuff. Yeah, I prefer yeah. the fitted cases uh, from from K okay. particularly from KR um, for that. I have not okay. used battle foam before, and the reason I like KR is because their foam size fits perfectly in a Citadel case, and the Citadel cases are really good. Um, they're, they're nicely sized. They're very, very good cases. And I'm just, there is a, I'm sure there was a, a, a metal, um, KR case. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Um, the KR, um, they've got here, it's the WH, they've got two of them. The WH4S carries four standard cases. It's wheeled. And then they've got one that carries six. And there's another one here as well, though. Uh, that carries a 4.2. Oh no, that's just a that that is a wheel case, but it's a it's a slightly different format. And oh wow, they have a wheeled case for the Manta now. Oh, for the towel thing. Yeah. No, that is like a coffee table. Yeah, they actually have a case for the. This is really going off um, off kilter, but yeah, they actually have a case for the Manta. It costs four hundred and ninety nine pounds um, with the custom foam and uh, the case. So, okay. wow, that okay. is um, that's something. 
Well, the Manta's a thousand pounds, so you know, pff, in for a penny. You might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's. I, I, yeah. Um, okay. Never mind. We've we've gone really off kilter. Anyway, totally. so I don't even see how are at this point. Let's be honest. I mean, they're just some, you know. Yeah. Okay. Exist. So what we'll do now is we'll go in and talk about what we've been up to. Cool. And now we move on to the what we have been up to. This is where we go through the fun and exciting bits of hobby we've managed to do over the last few weeks since we last entered your brain. So as I'm doing this section, I'm going to decide that we're going to start with Michael. Oh, me. Okay. I've been yeah. talking a lot so far, but... No, we'll start right with you. Then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to start with me, we'll start with me. Uh, what have I been up to? Well... My commitments last month of what I was going to actually paint was that uh, I said I was going to do the um, STC Rise of Pattern Ruins, half set of those that I got with Conquest, and a Sector Frontierus Kill Zone. So that's the sort of like the um, the, the kill zone with the um, STC Riser buildings on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as predicted, I got those half set of STC Riser Pattern Ruins finished during editing of the last show. So... Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I can never understand how you like when we record a show. Mm-hmm. You're always doing like painting something at the same time, aren't you? I'm not painting anything tentacles. right. I'm not painting anything right now. Not right now, but I, I know in the past you have. See, I just tried that, so I just I just went out with contrast paints, and just tried to put some paint onto one of the guys that I've started, and it's all gone wrong. Mm. And it, and that was like one color. Don't so, do it, kids. Yeah, I know, right? He's like Dr. Octopus. You know, he's got like things come out the back that can be painted away. He partitions off a certain amount of his brain power to this, and then the rest of it goes on to creating stuff. It's very clever. It's genius. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's just when I'm editing, it's really easy when I'm editing because you just sort of, I'm listening to it at like a bit slightly faster speed. And all I'm doing is listening out for bits where Graham goes off on a swearing rant or. What? Or we drop I mean, something. To be honest, I'm sure you're not the only person to listen to it at slightly faster speed. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, we'll go so... straight to what events are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I got those done. And then um, we've got some... I think I mentioned last you know, last month we got a bunch of terrain off um, Scottish Graham. Um, Graham, if he's in Scotland. Yeah, Graham, if he's in Scotland. Well, I started painting that. So he's. Uh, I've got three... Munitorum armored containers. Well, I had three, um, but one of them was already painted up in an Imperial Fist style. Um, so I gave that to you, Chris. Did I leave it in a yes, car? Yes, it's in the back of my car. <laughs> oh, well, it's in the back of it's in the so back I, of Chris's car. Uh, Graham's I, uh, car. Yeah, I got. I was like, oh no. It's a, it's a really nicely painted one. It's just mm, I didn't it, want to strip it down and. It looked very nice. It was handed to me in a car on on the Sunday after thing. You know, I think I just didn't have. I forgot to put it in my bag. Yeah, I couldn't okay. bring it in the house. Well, I don't know. I can. It's sitting outside, just sort of in, in, the, the, in the garden, sort of looking if, at. If the I door. bring it through the doorway, it'll just melt because of the iron warriors that guard my front room now. Because <laughs> that's that's where I've got my cabinet. So Gee, unfortunately, it's that. Got... Yes. But what would happen is the heat would be reflected. <laughs> it, would, it would take that and party. <laughs> take that and party. Yeah. So um, yeah. So. Um, didn't want to strip that down, so I just bought 
a secondhand one that someone's obviously had from the Conquest magazine or or from one of the Kill Zones and um, uh, just got that and built that and painted it. So we've got three of them painted up. Uh, did them in traitorly traitorous Legion colours. So I, okay, uh, I got the Sons of Horus green um, and these uh, and and uh, what you call it? Um, what's that other colour? Lupercal green. Uh, for one of them, and the two Empress Children's uh, purples, so I could do them because it's sort of like Megan was sort of like really sort of saying you need to do a purple one, and I did a purple set, and she was like, no, that's too dark a purple, I don't like that. Right, so the light like, purple. Yeah, so I had to do a light Empress Children purple. I'm so, never going to use those paints again. Okay, probably. Is it a? Is it a so this is contrast painting, is it? No, no, this is uh, oh. this is actual because in the in the paint range they released. Um, mm. last month some of these paints that well the forge world paints that they did yes. so you've got um iron warriors which i love by the way uh really really nice it's got good nice reviews. dark metal um and uh C cacophony purple it's one of right. the layer paints and phoenician purple and there is um what's the other one uh, yeah, Sons of Horus Greens, Lupercal Green. There's a few other bits like that. Heresy Paints, Iron Hand Steel. Okay, cool. So I might I might go and get these because I, I I like a dark uh, silver and lead yeah. brush is a little bit light, so yeah, I, usually, but... I, I usually mix it in. Um, God, how many men are out there saying lead belcher? It's too bright for me. Well, what I what I have done with <laughs> orcs, what, I have, what I've done with orcs in the past. Uh, for an orky metal is I mixed warp lock bronze yes. and lead belcher one to one. Yeah, I do something similar. Yeah, it makes a really nice bronze. Anyway, so I painted those. The other one was painted in forty k thousand suns colours. Right. Um, was that I the was... blue. Yeah, the blue. I yeah. liked that blue. It was a nice blue. Yeah, I was thinking of do. I was thinking of doing them in the um, in uh, you know doing it in silver and then and, and putting some chevrons on it for Iron Warriors. But then I was like, you know, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, I can understand that. Can't be bothered. Um, okay, so I also got painted two sets of Alchemite stacks. So they're the um so that you know the uh what you call it, the round domey domey things that you find on um the, from the sector mechanicum stuff. Um and then I, I played around contrast paint on that one because I was sort of like I had Griff Charger Orange and I was like, well I sprayed this silver to start with, so if I put this Griff Charger Orange on a lead belcher undercoat, what's it going to look like? And it comes out this really nice coppery colour. So mm -hmm. I was quite happy with that. Um, I'll just send you it in the... I'll, I'll send you a picture of it in, in, in Messenger in one second, if you if you give me a moment. But So I painted up with them, and they were really nice. And also playing around with contrast, I painted up um, some Plague Bearers. Um, because uh, I just wanted, because uh, you know, I wanted to try the contrast paints, and they are really, really good for stuff like Plague Bearer. So it's like Plague Bearer flesh, dry brush with I think it's Ushabti uh, bone. I mean, it's not the best painted job. The eye, everything else is all right apart from the eyes. The eyes are awful, um, uh, but yeah, these Plague Bearers are all right. And um, yeah, so I like them. And then what else did I do? Okay, so the, yes, I actually got the. Um, Sector Frontierus kill zone painted, and uh, I also painted a Sector Sanctorus kill zone. So I did two kill zones. It's good to see the, the, the manatees got some work in before they went on holiday. Yes, yeah, they obviously had a... <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at your um that 
a copper thing that you've sent through. It's very nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. really nice coppery, yeah. coppery color. What I also did as well, it, it, I know it's 40K, but I was playing around with, I had Death Watch, uh, Watchmaster, and I was like, you know what? I want. I wonder if I do him in the black armor, um, how that will look with, um, as a lead belcher blaze within the black Templar over the top. And it has come out sort of this like slight metallic black, um, which is really quite cool. Okay. Um, cool. So I'm so I'm thinking that's that's an interesting alternative scheme that you could potentially use for say iron hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, contrast paints, lots of cool uses with those. Um, yeah, so I, I painted the Sector Sanctorus kill, kill zone, but I also got from Mr. Frost of uh, Mark Frost of Frostfiend Studios. Um, he sent me some guns for a because Megan wants a um, Blood Angels Leviathan, and right. we weren't sure if it comes with like the heavy flamers and the um, uh, or anything. Okay. So. Yeah, but we want the heavy flamers because she wants to use it for forty k because she right. doesn't want to play heresy, you know. She 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 just doesn't. <laughs> um, she keeps getting tempted every time she sees some nice blood angels models, but okay, um, maybe one day I, I, can, I feel that I feel that pain. Yeah, and um, but she wants a leviathan for forty k, and it was sort of like, well, um, I was just sort of saying, yeah, well, I'm not sure if I've got them. And Mark was like, oh, I've got some spare heavy bolters. I'll just send. Uh, sorry, heavy flamers. I'll send them to you. Uh, and then, um, and then it turns up with some extra statues from the Sector Sanctorus uh, kill zone. Oh, nice. So we've got two more sets of those statues, oh, cheers, fella. Uh, which I failed to get photos of. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're painted just exactly the same as the other statues. So. Uh, and then a yeah. So what we've got there with that is I put those together with the Derelict Factorum, the Kill Team starter set buildings, uh, an extra set of Sector Imperialis ruins. And then I've got a brilliant set of um, what you call it, um, uh, a, a, a table that's uh, right, okay. on the sort of like the Sector Imperialis ruins and uh, with a bit of a factory in it. So cool. Sounds awesome. So that's that's another table. Yay. Yeah. Yes. I saw we're not too far away from how many have we got now? Um, if I get everything painted that I want to get painted by September done. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, we will have enough for 12 tables. So we're only five short of a full event then, aren't we? Six, yeah, five, five short of the 17 tables that we want to run at future events. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think, well, I, had the, I showed you guys those bits that I'd uncovered. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So there's, you know, a fair, there's probably about half a table there. Exactly, exactly. And I've got... So. I've got a few days. I want to do. I, I was thinking. I was looking last night, and I was thinking. Yeah, I got a plan for tables going on in the future, and I was looking at some of the Star Wars Legion terrain that people have been three D printing. Printing, you know, the Tatooine buildings. No, so, right, yeah. You know that combined with a nice uh, desert mat, that wouldn't look too bad, would it? No, because these, these aren't the tables you're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Something slightly, something slightly different. Anyway, um, so um, building wise, I built the kill zone sector mechanicus. Um, Because I had that lying around for ages. Um, And I had some stuff that's going to be made into a um, what Megan is calling Sector Slytherin. um, Because it's going to be sort of dark green buildings with silver trim. Mm. Um, So I built the ruins that are going to be part of that. The Imperial Sector and Manufactorum. So um, and based in black. And we're going to crack on with them um, megan's going on a holiday this weekend so um after that when she gets back we're going to crack on and painting those together so um, cool. i'll make the table up by itself and um then i also um trepped myself this month i shouldn't have really but uh, i said why not um 
um i had a little bit of money spare and Lindsay gave me some money so i bought a um um fortress of redemption is that the one with the missiles yeah, the missiles in yeah. the big, the big tower. The big, of the the big, yeah, yeah. yeah, the big. Um, yeah, so I thought that would be Dark Angels really, thing. Really cool as sort of the centerpiece model for a table. Yeah, no, it's a cool looking thing, definitely. So, so I've got uh, this the Fortress of Redemption with um, two bastions that are already painted up and some um, Aegis defense lines and some craters, and I'm like, ah, yeah, cool, that, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and there's some Promethean pipelines as well in there, but of course. Wouldn't be a not? table without Prometheum. With at least one. One thing called Prometheum. Yeah. STC, Prometheum, no, Maxorium. It's, it's thermal plasma. Imperialis. It, it's, not pl- it's not plasma. It's thermal plasma conduits. That's what okay. okay. Two sets of thermal plasma conduits. Oh, and some thermal plasma regulators. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm working if we, on paper. If we do them on a Tatooine table, can we call them power converters? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. We will put some thermal plasma regulators on there, and they will be power converters. Yes. And the and and we will have to say a special mission for that is to uh, pick up the power converters. Yeah. Okay. This stuff writes itself, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's so does, easy. Does write itself. Okay. So, what about you, Graham? Then, what have you been up to? So this month, I've been actually finally I had a bit of a pivot pivot moment, I suppose. Um, so when I did the uh, Cavus Minus Irregulars, I painted 30 um, militia and had a lot of militia stuff as well as the solar auxiliary. But over time in playing them, I've started to have more solar and less militia, which is fine. So now I've got a full 3,000 points plus militia army. Sorry, solar auxiliary army. So All complete. Right. So I bought some stuff. So I've so I just finished that off. So I've painted or finished painting the last storm section which came out really well actually uh these models are really tough to paint because they're quite a, they're quite fiddly there's a lot of detail on them they're not like a you know just a, the marine where you can just sort of dry brush it and hey job done awesome there's lots of little awkward bits that you have to actually paint which you know it always is trying for me um but you know what i, I think i've done all right with them they look okay um i'm quite pleased i was really it wasn't until I started putting the kind of washes on that they suddenly started to look good, if you see what I mean. So up until that yeah. point, I was like, these look terrible. But luckily, Agrax Earthshade solves all things, and they look all right now. So it, once you pleased. get that definition on the on the detail, it, it always lifts the model, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, totally. And they're a nice colour. They're not bright, and which I don't like bright models, as you probably guess. Um, so they are quite dark, which is great, but they're dark metallic, which I like. So I got them finished. I then started and finished the command section, which again was super fiddly, uh, way probably pushing the limits of my painting ability to almost near breaking point. But um, got those done as well. I was quite happy with those. Um, put some sort of differentiating marks on those guys so you can tell they're definitely the command squad, but still keeping the overall kind of colour theme of the army. Um, I was going to do some freehand on a banner but shied away from that quite quickly because that looked really scary and i was quite pleased with the banner i didn't want to ruin it um but i did use some transfers which i don't usually do um and after michael kindly gave me a a, a link to some uh, advice i managed to get that one up with microsol and microset and then covering with lamia medium at the end seems to do the trick as you said so yep. 
yeah. quite pleased with that. Um, I'm going to see what that Storm Shield uh, is like in the future. I, I, I've been using Storm Shield instead of Lamia Medium for matting down at the end. And I, um, whether it's better or not, don't okay. know yet, but it, it does mat the down and it's, I suppose it is a varnish. So, yeah, okay, cool. But yeah, it nice. looks it looks good. I mean, so I'm quite pleased with that. So the only thing I have still have trouble with is getting um, transfers off of the transfer paper without ripping them. Which I don't know if that's just me being particularly heavy handed. I did actually buy some tweezers from, um, you know, some I feel inverted tweezers. So they're around the other way so you can pick things up and put them on quite easily without them sticking to your fingers and causing me oh. to swear. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I, I would have thought you would have had a pair of tweezers as a standard. Yeah, well, I didn't. And that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I could just chuck it on there with my fingers. It'd be fine. It wasn't. No, no, no. They're really used to the inverted ones as well. Yeah. For that very reason, because not having to apply that pressure. Yes, exactly. So I've, I've still got a pair of tweezers that I bought from Poundland like seven years ago. Okay. I think I got some old ones from work, from the workshop, and just uh, they were a bit charred and everything. I just fired off the ends of them and they were... Perfect. They've been all right since then, actually. Cool. Yeah, so I've got... So I've got, my solar is now completely complete. Uh, I also painted the two um, Cyclops demolition vehicles that I had, got from Warhammer World. Um, or not got from Warhammer World, but saw at Warhammer World, didn't buy, and then had to buy them afterwards. Um, so they're all done as well. So basically everything is is done. I've got another complete army, which I'm really pleased about. So I am that... supposed to mention stuff we buy, aren't I? I bought the... Um... <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you. I also bought something from Warhammer World. Not Warhammer World, but from Ford World. I bought the... Um... Adeptus Titanicus Quake Cannon. Oh, right. Okay. For... Um, yeah, and I used a free shipping voucher that I had since... Uh, do you remember that heresy event that Joss um, ran down at the first Battle Bunker? Yes, I do. I want a Thank free you. shipping voucher there. That and was I, years ago. I, it was like two years ago, and I still had the free shipping voucher, and it worked. Wow. Incredible. Nice. Um but yeah, so I've got those. Uh, I'm going to now, I've had a little bit of a pause. I was I was going to bang straight onto my salamanders because I've got some stuff undergoing ready to go, including the Cassius Draco um, Dreadnought um, undercoated in green and my Zaphius Zer model, um, which is also undercoated and ready to go. But I've had a little thought going th and I did promise Michael that I would start to paint my Titans. So I'm diligently... Uh, cracking away at my titans getting them in legio mortis colors so hey. hopefully we'll have some titans to play with each other soon so that's good so but yeah that's the plan um so yeah quite a busy month um nice. like I said, I'm, I'm very pleased that i've got that solar army finished and it, it looks pretty good so i'm well happy yeah your, your solar army does look does look really good Thank you. And it's 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 the same problem I have whenever I see a solar army. I, I just want one. They're very addictive because you just want a bit more bits for them. Unfortunately, there isn't a huge range now because obviously they bloody um, you know made a lot of stuff. They don't make it anymore. But is you, it know, the, you can find. Is it the rapiers? The rapiers, yeah. Which is actually I'm, I actually want some, so I'm going to try and find some on eBay. Um, if I can, just even if it's just the crew. But what I might do is I might see if I can use. I have started to use because I couldn't find any, so I've started to use the Death Corps of Krieg 
artillery model because mm-hmm. um, that's not too bad and they look su- suitably different from sort of Cadians um, so that I could say they're just like um, solar auxiliary artillerymen because you can't get them any other way so I'm going to try and find some rapier um, with the laser destroyers because that's actually quite a good unit yeah yeah cool so yeah all good nice very nice indeed right uh right i've done stuff for a change which is nice yeah what's going on here i know right um so i i said last month that i start my blood angels which i have done i bought uh about 25 marines of heresy trading blood angels that were um sort of pre based and every uh, not pre-based pre-based coated um from a guy called chris fletcher i thought i'd say hello if you're a listener um which is useless i'm going to start sort of doing things with them i'm going to strip a few back change some of the weapons on them because they're all with bolters right um and i'm going to do half a dozen of them with melter guns mm-hmm. yes that was that's my that's the plan for for them so i'm uh, going to get some melter guns ordered and then get those started. So yeah, that's that's in progress. It's, and then I built um, ten phalanx wardens that I had. Ooh, hello! He's really for the, to town for the fists. Yeah. yeah, I'm just sort of. I had a little clean out of the um, of the drawers of the hobby drawers Crikey, next no. to my desk, and there's all sorts in there. There's there, whole armies in there. They're, they're, you're not far wrong, actually. <laughs> when I was going through it, it's just boxes of like forge roll bags of marines, wow. of, like in, in bits and pieces, various different states. You know, just, isn't, like, it, isn't it lovely though when you find stuff like that? I've done that beforehand. I've been rooting around and thinking, oh my god, I, I completely forgot that I even bought this. Yeah, I mean, that sounds terrible. Like we've got pal- palaces full of forge roll boxes. It's, it's, it's not. not true. It's not the case. I have four drawers. Uh, <laughs> one of them is is full of custodies sprues, and I still have that Caladius in the wrapped box at the back of that drawer. Oh, you haven't put that together? I've not, no, because I've, I've not needed to use three at any point. So I still have one that uh, uh, that's going missing, that's going begging, rather. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just going through those, and, yeah, I, I found the, the phalanx, and I was like, oh, okay, let's, uh, should, let's should... get them assembled, because I'm sort of revisiting both, the, both of my... Uh, you should bang that own. on the eBay, shouldn't you, and then use that well, to get Blood Angel bits of those. I might do. I keep... Offering it around to various people. Okay. I am, yeah, I'm a bit of a hoarder. There you are a bit that. of a hoarder. You're not like me. But like I said that, I have now four armies, possibly even five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll, even I'll six. Be, I'll be on three. So, um, <laughs> well, I'll be on four, actually, won't I? Because I've got the little bit of Mechanicum. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, sort of, that's when I found the the Imperial Fist tack Marines that were on the white bases that I had, and I hadn't converted those over to 30 mil um sort of mars bases so uh yeah, did those which is quite good fun and then it's just been yeah trying out i bought the contrast yellows the um, what ones i can't remember uh nasdreg and iandon that's the one yeah so just seeing what they were like because i realized that when i did my um fists originally i was using the glaze mm. that was one of the steps that i was using to so i built them up with layers Yep. of washes as opposed to using a one yeah, base coat yeah um and now obviously the glaze doesn't exist no so uh it was just i'm just seeing what they're like um sort of yellow wise going forward in comparison to the rest 
but yeah, I'll be just let's just put the contrast on. We'll just see how they go once I put a few more washes and things on. All right, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the two Derrideos that I've had languishing that I bought for the fists that I have used, I think, a grand total of once. No. Uh, yeah, I yeah no, they're such a. They're I, think great, I, I think they're a great. Unit. I know, I know, absolutely. I, I know you love them. That's why we'll have two of them for the Sons of Horus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the Lunar Balls, so I've, I've stripped them off and I've based them um, in the in Corax White. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't used the contrast on them because what I'll do, I'll airbrush the white onto them. Right. As opposed to using the contrast on them. That, cool. I, I don't feel confident enough using the contrast on that, um, that hull. That- because it's, it's a lot of flat surface that hasn't got any it's detail. Flat, it is flat surface, that yeah. Point, Whereas I can airbrush it on and get a nice uh, yeah. flat finish on that. So that's yeah, that's the plan. But that's yeah, I did things. You did nice. things, big stuff. I know, right? Scary. But did you play any games? Oh, of course not. Oh, I did send my Primarchs out off to be painted as well. Oh, they've been dispatched, have they? Oh, to they're, the, they're, the, tame, they're off. Tame pro the, they're off. They're off to the uh, to the gentleman to. Uh, to have a liquor paint applied, so uh, hopefully. So, so that's Dawn, he, he, uh, that Dawn that's and Sanguinous? Dawn and Sanguinous, yeah. Oh, wow, I can't wait to I, see what he does with those. I, I did specify to Adam that, because he was talking about contrast paints at the time, and I was like, if you contrast paint them, I will be disappointed, and I will oh, be a bit annoyed. Disappointment. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he was like, I won't, don't worry. Yeah, he, he will. He and won't. Never, and you'll never know. I will. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> you won't know if it's used to say i mean um i i played with gullum and flesh um on some blood reavers um i've just put down the gullum and flesh um i haven't done any other colors yet but as a first step for flesh that's absolutely amazing yeah i think flesh tone i mean i've i really just started playing with it the the contrast but hopefully i think he's a blood angels 40k player Mm-hmm. So I know he wants to do a good job on Sanguinius. Yeah, but even if he uses oh yeah, you know, but if as he, a first step, yeah, as a first step, that's for yeah. say the flesh or, or the feathers, shoved a load, of, shoved a load of contrast on it, and that, and then gave it back to you. I'd be like, okay, uh, yeah, no, he wouldn't do that. He's too no, much I know. Um, it's interesting though that you know, I said that color and flesh. I'm, I've Michael kindly picked some up for me the other day. Um, I haven't used it yet because I've really struggled with getting proper flesh tones. So I'm hoping this is going to make my life a bit easier. Because it's it's it's, it's, all, it's always hitting missy, I think, when I do it. I mean, it's I'm... a great start to flesh. You've then, okay. I think, all you really need to do after that is just highlight it and Got pop it. on pop on some storm shields. Okay, yeah. You were saying you have to put storm shield on all on everything. I I really recommend. I mean, just based on those um, models I had knocking around um, mm. from Warhammer Fest and from um, UK Games Expo, definitely want to varnish them because they're not gonna. They, they, they're, they're a little thinner than yeah, okay. most paints. Well, I'll give it a spin. I'm going to go out on a limb here, mm-hmm. which will probably be a controversial, not popular um, opinion. I'm not sure I like contrast paints. Well, hold the phone. Different horses right. for different courses. That's just, fine. Just, just from this, just putting the yellow on these guys. Right. Um, yeah, I, maybe it's just because it's a new, it's, maybe it's a new technique. I'm just not, I'm not keen on it. Yeah, I was putting it on and I was just sort of looking at them afterwards and it's like, oh, they look okay, but they don't, it didn't knock my soul. It, was, it wasn't magical. It, yeah, it wasn't sort of, yeah. It's another tool in the box. Oh, I no, mean... absolutely. Absolutely. I just, 
I just thought I would express, as I said, it would be a controversial and probably not a popular opinion. Well, I'll give it a spin and let you know, because I'm a bit 50-50 and, I'm, and I haven't got, you know, like you've got Testy, the Test Dreadnought. Yeah. Who's like got more colours than Willy Wonka's Chocolate oh. Factory. He is, um, he is all the colours of the rainbow yeah. at this point. Which um, is appropriate coming up for Pride. I, I need to find a uh, suitable test victim. Well, um, so I'll, I'll, I, I, I'll I can probably hold Marines. I'll, I'll, I'll find another dreadnought. Sure <laughs> I mean, I mean to to be honest, um, Chris, as you were saying, your your main, um, your, as you were saying, you you were talking about the the glazes that you were using in the mm. um, the phases. Contrast paints are perfect for that because you just turn the um, you just turn the, you just get some contrast medium and yeah, fill it I've, down. I have bought. I did buy some of the medium at the same time for that very, that that very eventuality. So that that, but just applying them directly on, as a base to paint. Ma- to marines, I don't know if it necessarily would work because too many flat surfaces, and these don't really work for flat surfaces. Yeah, no. Um, okay. But for the plague bearers, they look amazing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then orcs, orcs I've seen in green look incredible. Yeah, but because of the sort of flesh arms and stuff. But yeah, you're probably right. I was going to try the salamanders in them, you see, but I'm not sure now. I'm, I'm a bit 50-50. But I, I say... If, you, if you've got an established... <clears throat> I said It might just be because it's a new technique and maybe I need to spend more time doing it. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't spend like, hours going over it, but that's not really the idea, is it? Um, yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, it was the whole, the whole, the whole point. point is that it's, it's much quicker and you get a, a you know, walk over the happier result. But I wonder if it's yeah, as I said, maybe it's be me having to get used to a new way of doing it. Yeah. From from what I've been doing for years and years. For, yeah, which has you know been washes basically to build up colours. Mm. Yep, we'll see. So yeah. games played. No. Games played. So obviously Chris is a nil point. Well, that, yeah, I am. I am a <laughs> nil point. But I was thinking because we are now at July. Mm-hmm. And we have no information about Blood and Glory at this point. I yes. did wonder that as well. We do. Do we? Oh. Yes. Other than uh, the dates? Uh, well, just the dates, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, we do know a I'm little sure, bit. I, I'm sure by now, normally, we've bought tickets. If you listen to the um, Imperial Truth, uh, you know, Greg has been saying that, that the full information is going to be out, should be out any day now, really. Um and his event will have will have Titanicus in it as well. Okay, that's right. So I was, just, I was just thinking today. I was just saying, am I going to actually get more games in this year? Uh, and Greg has asked me again to be a gopher. So that's awfully kind of him. Mm. Uh, I just wish he stopped making you wear that outfit. That's the only thing. I, that's the only problem I have. I can't get. I don't think it's, that's right. It's the nose. It's the nose that upsets me with the little whiskers every time. <laughs> I think it, right. it takes it too far. Yeah, I think but, I think it is taking it too far. But we we just need to book just, our hotel. Just some little ears in the tail. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort it. Don't worry. I'm not doing oh, it. I know you're not, not doing, doing it. it. Jesus Christ, we'll end up in blooming <laughs> God knows where. I, I just I, I just can't afford to pay it all. No, so I'll, yeah. I, I'll I'll sort. I it might be when I get back from Barcelona in a few weeks, but yeah, it'll get done this side of August. Yeah, but I mean, I'll have a look. I mean, maybe something. Uh, I mean, there's a there is a uh, place. 
a bit further on and you know down the motorway services that might do it but uh, no it's fine we, we should discuss our travel plans in private perhaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> <As opposed> to... <laughs> we don't want all those fans you know outside Wait. our hotel no. like rihanna no, 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 we don't want people with pitchforks outside going, <laughs> these are the army wearing various t-shirts, <laughs> Legion t-shirts that we'll, we'll discuss later on in the show. We'll be um, down like the yeah. curs we are, exactly. banned from cities across the, like, yeah. the country. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, right. yeah, no, that, just that thought crossed my mind, obviously, because... Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, gaming-wise, I only played one game this month, and it was a, it was a short one, very short. Uh, Graham and uh, Graham held his uh, event, uh, Centurion event at Durham Raiders. Um, mm. It was only a small one, but it was still pretty good. He's a bunch of lads. Um, Not the size that counts is how you use them. Um, it was a good. It was it was a good uh, good afternoon. Um, I, I was going to go for the whole day, but then it turned out that Lindsay was a bit sort of like, no, I don't want you to go the whole day. It was like the first time ever, the first time ever that that, that I have ever been told by one of the girls. No, I don't want you going to this wargaming event oh. all day. It would have meant hanging out with Graham, and he's a bad influence. So I can it's exactly what it is. Uh, I can absolutely understand that 100%. But yeah. I negotiated. I negotiated. <laughs> and um, they let me uh, go in the afternoon. The reason why it was a bad day was because it was um, we had some work done in the bathroom at, uh, our, at, our, uh, at our flat that we own. And we rent out to my sister-in-law. And we had to ship, that was the day we had to ship them two hours um, because they couldn't stay in the house while the bathroom work was being done. So Lindsay was like, no, I don't want you being at, uh, 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 playing games all day while I need. Totally do, you, do you fancy a trip to Brussels? Because there are some negotiations that need to be sorted out, I understand. <laughs> and you seem like the kind of man that could get things done. <laughs> if, you just... can, if you can negotiate yourself to a... To a game after, of heresy, after, honestly. After having your, you know, sister moved in or whatever, sister-in-law moved in, um, you know, that is quite impressive. And I completely sympathise with uh, Lindsay and Megan in this one, as with all things, if truth be told. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so I was sort of like, okay, that's fair enough. And they were like, okay, well, why don't you go for half a day? They're so they're so reasonable. You're such a lucky so man. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then Graham sort of asked, actually, it'd be better if you went. It came in the afternoon for the big game, and I was like, that's fine with me. Yeah. And Gosh. I came in for the big game, and I tell you what, how about Graham talks about the event? Why no, don't you I... just you just played in the big game, didn't you? I did, but I, you know, I I did write. Yeah, so if you want to talk Some... about your stuff, and then I'll talk about my my experience. Okay, I know what Chris is going to say now. When he says you wrote. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna, I'm just going to address that. No, no, that, little, sure. that little slip of the tongue there, Graham. I enjoy... you wrote. I understand. I wrote the missions. Okay, yeah. I enjoy. I enjoyed it, but for reasons that you will soon hear, it was not the my, my most glorious hour. Okay, so. So this was, uh, because we can't bear the thought of a really good event going to waste, this was actually probably about the third time we've run this particular one, which was the same Centurion event that we've refined since um, Blood and Glory last November. It's the, so the one, time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we ran you, this You one. refined it. Let's, let's, let's be honest, Graham. Actually, you refined it. I did, much to your chagrin. Um, so we, <laughs> we looked at... Uh, uh, this because it is a good it's, i like the story on this one a lot actually i think it's a pretty good story um and so we 
and we had it all prepared. It was it's there. It's in a folder. The whole event is basically like a pick up and go. It's got everything you need. Um, so if you are interested in running a Centurion event, by the way, and you need a ready-made event with story and spreadsheet and everything, Graham's done one for you. Don't yeah, you worry. You Graham has it sorted. Out the box. Graham has it sorted. Oh, shut the shut the front door. Um, so that was that. You've really confused me now. Anyway, so this was Centurion event. We upped the points slightly to 1250. I think we did it at 1,000 points at Blood and Glory. We did, um, yes. So, because I had all day, and even then, I I didn't I didn't think it would go quite as long as it did. So we kept the time scales to an hour for each game. So the idea was that these were, were quick skirmishes, and the story was all about kind of quick skirmish-based stuff. So uh, in the end, I think I had six people. Let me just get the details up. Yeah, uh, six it, people. Uh, six people, which uh, we had a smallish room anyway. I think the maximum we could have taken was 12, so it wasn't too bad. And we had That, that would have been a squeeze. It would have been a squeeze. So it was it was pretty good. It was a great atmosphere, even like I say with small with even like with uh, that number of people it was a really good afternoon or good day actually started quite early. Uh good days gaming. Um played on four by four tables because um for smaller size, which meant that the games were much quicker. Didn't go overboard on the scenery as well, um, for that reason, because I didn't want people I didn't want these games dragging on for too long because we had quite a few to get through. So um what we had is we had three games of Centurion in the morning and in the afternoon we had a big uh, multiplayer game. So people who came along, so we had uh, Paul, uh, uh, who comes plays at Durham um, with his Space Wolves. We had Derek uh, with his Space Wolves. He's from Heaton, I think. Game yeah, I think so. And uh, Daniel as well. I think they were both from Heaton um, with his Salamanders. And then Daniel, we had... Daniel's from down Oh, no, Daniel's. Daniel's uh, sorry, Middlesbrough way. Yeah, Daniel, sorry, is from that time this way. Uh, we had John, uh, the uh, John Dermansey of uh, Rolling Ones fame, but he was bringing his, he brought his Mechanicum out. It was the first time we saw that. Dean, who I've been playing a lot against his Iron Warriors, and Ed, he's the other guy from Heaton with his Night Lords. And it was really cool. I really enjoyed the day, actually. It was, it was good fun. Um, however, the... The, the loyalists were were pretty rampant it must be said so they won every round unfortunately um in the of, of the game so uh they won all the games in the morning in terms of the rounds one i mean i think it was like two one on most games if you like and then in the afternoon like i say we had a rather than having more centurion games because we only had six people we decided and michael was coming along we decided to do a, a 4v4 with uh, just using the same armies that we had. And I think it upped the points total to 1,500, I think, and you could now bring tanks and things. So people had the cho choice to bring, you know, bigger units if they wanted to. And for game four, we used a custom mission that I'd, I'd written. So this sort of serendipitously came about because we got a, a request from another event organiser to um, submit missions for their event. Um, I don't know how much I can tell about this really, but um, I've been playing around with this mission concept for some time and we're sort of talking it through with Chris and Michael. Uh, so we put a mission together for that and I wanted to play test it a bit so it sees how it works. I mean, it's not designed specifically for multiplayer, but it seemed to be okay. I think there's a couple of things I've probably changed for multiplayer, but I've played it a couple of times since um, and it's sort of got better and better each time by refining it, which is always good. 
So the mission um, was this one that I'd called Nuclear Assault, where basically you had to get on top of objectives like you would do in a normal, I can't remember which the particular mission is, uh, in the red books where you have to get on an objective and for each turn you're on the objective, you score a point. The slight twist with this one was that uh, if, if you managed to capture all of the objective markers uh, in a given turn, you got additional points. So I think you got one per turn if you were controlling it uh, at the end of your uh, beginning of your turn. But if you controlled all three, for example, the, the side got five points rather than three points. But there was also a, an added twist, which is that uh, from game turn five onwards or the end of game turn five onwards, if you controlled all three of them, uh, you could actually launch a nuclear strike against your opponent. Um, the idea being here is that if, even if they uh, get onto the objectives early, so they're going away with like a huge score because you can't get on there quick enough, uh, there's an option if you want to try and take those objectives late on in the game for you to actually score a load of victory points by destroying the rest of the army that's on the board. So it seems to work okay. I've played it a couple of times in the um, where it has worked, and when I was on the receiving end of this uh, particular barrage, it, and I, I had done that, I had managed to get on the objectives uh, in my game versus Paul. Um, in, in Space Wolves, he then proceeded to win the game because uh, even though I got on the objectives earlier, he managed to get onto them uh, at the end of the game and launch this uh, retaliatory strike. So the mission was pretty good. I think people enjoyed it. Um, didn't have any problems. I thought it was a pretty good for a one-day event, it was good fun. But yeah. anyway, Loyalist won. Uh, as Chris said, we used the same story that we'd written before, though we did, I think Chris rewrote the ending um, yeah. for this one. Uh, we And I had to edit it a little bit, but I think, generally speaking, it's pretty good. So we've got the whole story there now ready to go. So I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, yeah, I, so I came along, played in the afternoon, and lasted um, three turns. Three whole turns. Three whole turns. My army was rubbish. I took a Leviathan because I thought, you know what? I want a Leviathan. I've, I've never, I've, I've not played this particular. No, I have played it once before. I just like it. Mm -hmm. um, foot slug and Leviathan um, with chem munition flamers and um, the storm cannon and a claw. And um, a Pravian with some multi-melter um, Castellaxes because that's all I had painted up and I just wanted to play with a Pravian. And some uh, tactical squads and um, and a predator, yes. and uh, yeah, it went uh, very very badly for me. D didn't you get um, salamander dreadnoughted? From what I understood. Yes, yes, I got um, I got uh, I got absolutely destroyed by that salamander's you know the reborn dreadnought. It was. Yeah. Um, it's a nasty piece of work that one, isn't it? So... It, it was um, phenomenal. Um, just you know how how badly i did against that 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 dreadnought it, it just ripped me apart it was it, it was um see i thought a leviathan would have probably taken him to be honest with you nope he's got all sorts of cool rules though, hasn't he didn't do uh, did i think you can only use one dice for armor penetration against him um but what was the loadout of the leviathan was it like storm cannon and storm cannon and a, claw, and, a, and, a, and a claw claw yeah okay fair enough i suppose but then again, even if you had the the, the um, siege drill, you'd still only get one dice for it anyway, wouldn't you? Because it, yep. it ignores double dice in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, and the melters did nothing, could do nothing, and yeah, no, yeah, it was enough. it was just a it was just a um, yeah, that was a tough. That's a tough dreadnought. It really is quite tough, actually. But then again, I think it depends on what you're shooting with. 
I mean, he's armor 14 on the front, which makes him really tough for a Dreadnought. Yeah. Um, and so in close combat, you're hitting him, you know, even if with power fists, you're hitting him on sixes to try and just do a glance. You're not going to get double a dice from armor bane from chain fists so he's a he's a tough cookie yeah he's really really tough really really I think, tough i think um, last will probably do him and he hasn't got a great invulnerable save either but i could be wrong on that one i can't remember yeah but um that kind of that kind of tore through much mm. of my army um and i was just outmanned um you know my rhinos got knocked out before i could get across the board um I think I had a disadvantage because the position I was in, I was facing two of the armies. Um, and yes, Dean you were next, right, you're right Dean, in the middle, weren't you? Yeah, Dean next to me was... Well, I was facing two equivalent of two armies because I was facing about half of John's Mechanicum, all of um, Daniel's um, Salamanders, and about half of... Uh, oh, what was his name? The, the Space Walls. Um, uh, that would be... Was it the Baldy Chap? Derek. Derek, yeah, Derek and his Space Wolves. And, they were um, a yeah, handful. They were a handful. They really were a handful. They, they, were, they, were, they were superbly oh, painted. Lovely painted models, but they were a real handful. And, yeah, yeah and um, uh, and I was essentially facing two armies uh, while Dean was facing, um, you know, pretty much yours and the rest of, um, the rest of Derek's army. Yes. So, you know, me and me and Dean, poor Dean, uh, were really being taken apart. Yes, and I think uh, Paul and John were having their own kind of private game, weren't they, in the corner of the other? Yeah, objective. yeah. But there was enough of um, there was enough of uh, John's army to take out enough of mine to go ah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was like I say, it was. I mean, as a multiplayer afternoon, they can be a bit hit and missy, really. Multiplayer games, I think. Oh, I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I thought it was, it was really good. People seemed to enjoy it. It was, it was a really good atmosphere, and it was a lot of fun. So that was the main thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a load of fun. Um, I definitely want to do it again, but it sort of got me um, thinking. You know, I really want to do a big, a big, big, big game. Um, and obviously, we've talked about that, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with having a multiplayer game is, I think if you have smaller armies, it's better for a multiplayer game, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the level that it was at worked really, really well. I think yeah. those points level one and a half thousand points each. Yeah. I think that was absolutely perfect for a heresy multiplayer Afternoon. battle. Yeah. Um, I think. Didn't, um, I, I I think at most, if you were going to say, oh, do we want to up the points level? I would say maybe another five hundred points, but that yeah. would be the limit. Um, I think it, the, uh, what you had was great. I wouldn't want to make any higher points than that, no. except except the only one that I would say is any any anywhere near acceptable is two thousand. Yeah, I mean, I think with with eight players, which is what we had, you don't want you know people waiting an hour, an hour and a half for somebody from one side to finish their turn. So that's you know, so this at least keeping those points down means that you know you're only really facing an army of what was it 15 or so it's only six thousand points i suppose per side so but it was totally manageable and um you know we had no trouble with time at all so it was good and we had all afternoon pretty much so we had it, it was it was good pace so yeah really good yeah. so that was so yeah i would i would run that again i think we probably need to write a new one at some point but um it's i really like that story i've got to say chris i think that's one of our yeah. better stories it, yeah um, I mean, it's then you know you and i have voted a couple of times it's it's a shame that it's used for that event. If that makes sense. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, I 
I enjoyed writing that story. I enjoyed oh, I enjoyed the ending that I'd sort of come up with. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really good. But yeah, it's, it's I think there's things in there that we can like story wise we can use for for the future for things, but yeah, it's just Did I mean, you not did you not play a game on Tuesday, Graham? Sorry? Yes, I did. I played I played pool on Tuesday. Oh right. Oh which you've already just mentioned. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about that a bit more. Um but just in terms of that, we put the there is a link to the entire story as, as it played out um, on, we've got the document, which has got basically the story that the players created by, obviously, because we use branching narratives for all of our stuff now um, that they made. So we can put that in the show notes if you want to read the story um, and, and follow how it went. Yes, send me a link. I will put it in the show notes. Yeah, no problem. Just so go, yeah, Just look at it and go, rubbish. The thing is, it's, it's, as, as you know, re- recently... You know, getting some heresy done by professionals, you're like, wow, <laughs> that's yeah. why they do that for a living, and why we don't. Yes. Um. But yeah. So, and then on the the Tuesday, I think after was definitely after. Um, I had a, a game against Paul Briggs, uh, Space Tools, which was really good fun. Um, so I took my solars all painted up, nice and shiny. And played that mission, the um, nuclear assault one, uh, which which worked really well. I thought um, I would do. I suppose I wrote it, so it's a bit strange <laughs> trying to be slightly more objective. I mean, I think you said this is really confusing and really complicated, and I took that on board. I, and yeah, completely rationalised it down. The first, the first writing, the, the first layout you did of it, it was just when you were reading it through. It was just like, okay, well, and uh, but that's it's sort of a. Um, a, a, a thought process isn't it you're, you're writing it out and you're kind of planning it out as you're writing it at that point yeah. so it's only until afterwards when you sort of sit down and you sort of a bit like your yours and mine writing because that's yeah, what I mean, tends to do it's, basically it's just <laughs> it's, it all comes out yes you know, a creative process and then because it's really easy when you're writing stuff to forget very basic things that only somebody else notices when I mean, you read it the, the thing is also by the time you'd seen that I'd probably gone over it about three or four times myself. Right. And changed yeah. bits, tweaked bits, added bits, taken bits out. And then it got to you and then you did <laughs> another sort of, sort of two or three hours worth of it was, it, was, it was quite a lot, yeah. The, I think the, it's problem just... is, the problem is I have a fleeting relationship with punctuation. Um, <laughs> you know, we yeah, we have an on-off kind of thing. On-off on kind of thing. We can't work out whether we, we are, we aren't. It's like you're on, you're off. Like Ross and Rachel... For most of the series of Friends, except we'll, we'll never get together because you'll, I, never be, you'll never be on a break. We'll never be on a break <laughs> because I, I don't know which one to put in half the time, comma or full stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be honest, the whole idea is basically just uh, if I can make the reader pass out, yes, uh, before they get to the end. I'm hoping that they'll just think I enjoyed that, yeah, because they're alive at the end of it. No, what? No idea what's going on. So that was that's true. I mean, the thing is, it's one of those things where you went as a writer and as a writer <laughs> when you're writing stuff. As a man in front of a keyboard. Yeah, as a person hitting the keys in a certain barely a chimp. Yeah, um, you tend to forget that the things that you know in your head, the people who are reading it don't. Yeah. So where you have, you know, this goes from here to there, and then you suddenly got this gun or something. It's like, well, where did that come from? And then, yeah. so you have to then read it back and think, oh yeah, actually, there's no makes no mention of that at all. But I knew he had it in my head, so those kinds of things. But anyway, slightly off topic. But 
Um, so yeah, we had a, I had a good game against Port. I really enjoyed this game actually. So this was with Masola, like I said. They did okay this time actually. We managed to like get ahead. The Space Wolves are tough. They really are a tough army. Uh, Paul had some javelins, and I had a reasonably the things that were really good for me actually were the things that the guy I can't remember his name regrettably, but you know the solar army that we played up against at uh, Throne of Skulls, Chris. Yeah, uh... the one with with uh, Wyoming Ben, the other Ben. Ben. Ben, obviously, yes. <laughs> ben, but not from Wyoming. No, no the London Ben, I believe. London Ben, yes. So, we may uh, be wrong. So I picked up a couple of uh, hints and tips from him, from his army. One of them being how flipping awesome the uh, quad rapier batteries are, uh, just with shatter shells. Because they're, you know, each one fires four strength eight shots. There may be AP4 or something, but it doesn't matter. You know, that, that's a really good unit. Albeit the fact that they're Ballistic skill isn't as good as Marines, but with a, um, the command squad that you give for Solar Auxiliary, you, they've got a Cognos Signum and you can boost their ballistic skill up so you're hitting on threes. But all of those things were what he was doing uh, against us and that I took some notes of. So, yeah, it worked really well. But I said, I managed to uh, keep the filthy Space Marines in check uh, right up until the last turn or the second to last turn. And then Paul got onto all the objectives and then triggered this nuclear assault. Um, thing which then basically every unit that had on the left on the board that wasn't within a certain radius uh, he could put this uh, strength 10 ap1 blast template two of them on per unit and just basically for each one he destroyed he got a victory point so although i was leading up until that point he managed to turn it around so it was good i, I was quite pleased how it played out but we had a really good good fun game he's a really good opponent uh, a lot of fun so very balanced game all, all told nice. unlike michael who took a blooming <laughs> absolute beating absolutely the worst you know poor lad was still mortified he was shaking michael he said you haven't brought a typhon have you i was like no you're okay don't worry about that i'm not that bad you haven't brought a, a, a typhon a leviathan <laughs> yes and, and an arcus and an arcus. An arcus. <laughs> i couldn't remember what the final piece of the, the doomsday template was the evil yeah. triumphant or <laughs> the triumvirate of evil triumvirate of evil that he brought so yes yeah. but anyway we had a cracking game i really enjoyed it um that's the death swarm were in there which which I, I like them as a unit i think they're quite cool and um nicely painted really nice army and a really great opponent so thank you very much for that game paul did you not play kit no we called it, it was cancelled Ah, uh, so I was going to play him on this Tuesday, um, but it was cancelled. So for for another time. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyway, God, we've talked loads about what we've done. We have done quite a lot, actually, more okay. than I remembered. Awesome. So shall we move on to the State of the Union? Let's do it. Okay. Next up, we have our regular rundown of all things in the world of heresy. And on today's recording day, which is the 4th of July, no less, we will be talking about the state of the heresy union. So we're going to start off with an army showcase from Warhammer community. This time it's Harry Halward's Imperial Militia. The fluff behind it and the models to build his this warrior elite abhuman helot army which is very nice indeed. Oh, so it's amazing. Community uh, article on this. 
it's very nice it really is so yeah um lovely bits of conversion all the story and everything in there uh, it really is the the business those uh what are those models are those kashakim or something uh, sorry, or are they Necromunda things or something that is used for the Grenadiers? Uh, uh, Gene Steeler cult models. Is that what they are? Yeah, the ones where the um, they, I think a lot of them are Gene Steeler cult models with Skitari heads. That's it's the heads, isn't it? Yes, that's a cracking idea, isn't it? See, this is I've always one of the reasons that so militia are a bit weird insofar as that you can actually give them what effectively turns out to be power armor with sufficient upgrades and um. Getting stuff in power armor that isn't the space marine is quite tricky, but that seems like a good good way of doing that with what he's done. So yeah, but it looks great. It's lovely, like I say, lovely little bit of uh, fluff to go with it as well. So um, it's got minatory abhuman helot things. I'm assuming he's using those as ogrins, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. So yeah, it's a good army. Good, very interesting. So nice to see. Yeah, really nice to see. Um... Okay, uh, right, so what else was there? There was um, some Games Works financial news came out um, that shows sales have risen 15% um, and profits are up. Um, so as a result, all staff are getting a bonus. There's a £5 million bonus pot. So I think everybody got an equal share, which was a little bit more than £2,500. Very good. Well, well done Excellent, yeah, good on them. Nice that they're sharing it out, not just giving it back to shareholders as well. So that's good. Yep. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, we had the Tale of Fall Warlords returned with uh, John and Bax, uh, which John has added to his Night Lord's army, a squad of Tartarus Terminators, armed with Lightning Claws, one with a Heavy Flamer and a Chain Fist. And um, Bax has added two squads of Crimson Paladins. Okay. Yeah. So very sexy oh. Both looked really nice. Um, I must admit, though, that uh, I think John must have added something more or he's put something back in that he painted and took out later on because one squad of Tartarus Terminators is not 500 points. And this is a very big squad. Yeah, this is a big squad. I think it was just a five-man squad. Mm, That's weird. Okay. Or was it a nine-man squad? Might be nine-man. Why have I got nine nine in my head? They all got... Um, twin lightning claws, except the odd one with chain fist. Yes, because lightning claws is twin lightning claws is twenty five points if I remember mm. off the top of my head. So each I one. I suppose he be... might have just taken some u- mo- options on some other units. Then it might have been like fifty points model, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be about right. It's been, a, it's been a while since I saw the game, so they okay, may have thought about it then, and I can't remember. Um, I will have to rewatch it. Oh, this next one. Oh, so uh, the uh, next thing I've got, uh, I, I dared yeah, click. I, I, dared I, hadn't, click. I hadn't even read this one. This time, somehow my brain had filled the gap between end of live stream uh, game and the mm, subject after this. Yeah, but in between lurks Wild Bangarang, those people who brought us the Blood Angels very tight fitting um, leggings are back and they're back in a Big or short way, if you like. Um, both, they, big and that, both, both big and short. They have got pairs of basketball shorts. Now, I don't even know what basketball shorts are, but I'm going to click on them and find out. No. They have them in Space Wolves, Dark Angels, Sons of Horus, Ultramarines, and even a second pair. So you can have one for two days of the week of, of, of the well, Ultramarines. Well, we're, we're covered there. Well, yes. So let's have a little look-see. 
uh, and see what delights the internet's got to show us. I'm concerned that I'm basically just staring at a man's groin. You are basically staring at a man's groin. Yes, that is a full-on groin shot. So uh, there you go. I am tempted by some ultramarine shorts. Oh, you to, like, what? I don't know what to say to you, my friend. Neither do I. Neither do I. I yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, shorts I'm, go. I'm the idea with, of, of buying the, uh, the tight leggings just give them as a surprise <laughs> gift to Annie and seeing uh, how bad it's punched. <laughs> just, just, I, I just want to photograph the look. That would be the beautiful thing. Wait, whoa, 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 bro. You're going to go in there with what is a very figure-hunting pair of things with a camera, are you? <laughs> That's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. You're right there. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, just that moment of capturing the, the face. <laughs> what do they I'm get never out. wearing those. Get the, get out of my. I mean, yeah. they are quite nicely detailed. The Blood Angels ones are quite cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, would I pay twenty five pounds for a pair of shorts? Is what we always come back to, isn't it? Um, I mean, the answer is, is what, two almost, thirds of Karen. It's what two thirds of it, exactly, exactly. Three pairs of shorts or a Sakaran. You know, I don't wear shorts that often. It's certainly not not that often. The thing you haven't got the calves for them. That's the problem. I did have. You are very. Sha- I know you did, and you know you have very shapely legs, but you know. yeah, not 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 for those type of shorts. I'm, I'm better in a pair of lycra cycling are, shorts. Absolutely, the tight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> David Bowie grumpy style. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. On that. Yeah. Uh, on that, on that note. That. Yeah. So. Uh, so we got a insight into the manatees. Uh, Thought processes when it comes to name uh, pe- choosing paints for names. Oh, did we? Yeah. They, they finally, com- they finally fessed up that they are keeping tame manatees. No, basically. Well, they, no, they don't mention the manatees at all. You know, of course, because they sent the manatees on holiday. Oh, uh, right. They've only used this. And Rob is looking at. They wanted everyone else to start making up the names of the paints for them, so they gave uh, it the D sixty six method. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. Hate-filled burgundy. Wouldn't that be a great? I'd love to see that paint. <laughs> what would that even look like? It'd be like the it'd be like sour tear disappointment beige. <laughs> it's just it would be, be burgundy, then, would it? No, true enough. Job uh, center dawn. <laughs> um, I I imagine the hate-filled beige, hate-filled burgundy would be. Along the lines of the Vallejo black red, where it's very dark red. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, thumb, thumb activation rune turquoise does sound fun. In fact, no, no, no. Thumb activation rune eggplant sounds even better. Eggplant, very good. <laughs> oh, there you go. Anyway, um, that, that's quite amusing, you know, as as these things go. Um, Bring back the manatees. That's what I say. Oh, I agree. Fist off yellow. That sounds like a. Yeah, very peculiar. Anyway, into aggressive about the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that is cool. I've got a little generation table. If you follow the link, and you can roll a D sixty six and make your own paint name up, or also works with Sector Imperialis SDC Promethean Ruin. Imperial. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty much covers all of them. That's all. Yeah. So. Uh, we had some articles from, or oh, we had some more articles from pro painters uh, and their experience with the contrast paints uh, in the run up to their release day a few weeks back. Uh, we had Pete the Wargamer, uh, John Blanche of. The legend. Uh, the legend. 
legendary status. Uh, Sam Lenz and Andy Wardle. So pretty, some you know, pretty good names there. There's John, the John Blanche ones. I did uh, look at those. They are almost off the page of his artwork, aren't they? They really are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the browns and the leathers and the beiges and stuff from that contrast really suits his kind of painting style. I mean, I know not everyone likes it, but I I would love to go for a drink with John Blanche. I bet he's such an interesting fella. Just saying. I really love his artwork. It was like an open invitation. (laughs) John, if you're listening. He sent me a friend request a few months ago on Facebook. I hope you. Uh, yes, I accepted. Yeah, I, I accepted. Well, there you go. Be taught, I'll be putting the phone down right now. There's, the, there's your in, Graham. You can have your, yeah, have have your mandate. <laughs> I really like his artwork. As oh, those of you who, who listened to the interview I did with uh, Miles last month, it, we were both talking about how influential uh, his particular brand of artwork has been. Uh, in terms of setting the scene for the a hobby that we play. So, anyway, that um, just looking at the the Andy Wardle one, that winged. Uh, oh. I'm not sure what it is because it's a AOS thing. I think uh, Silver Neff, I think Silver yeah. I mean that that wings absolutely stunning. It really is, isn't it? It's absolutely knockout. I mean, yeah, that, that that's what you can do with contrast paints. As I said, they're another tool in the box. If you're better than me, considerably better. Than me. Is that you must have airbrushed that surely? The back of those wings. I think the wings are, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It does talk about the process in the thing, and I can't remember. But I think they have, you know, a few of the articles mentioned, you know, we're airbrushing this. And it's like, airbrushing doesn't get you that contrast effect, but you have got that glazing, Mm. the glazing medium still. And just the number of glazes, essentially, that you can make now. Yeah. They're just so versatile in that. Even if you don't use them for even if you don't use contrast paints for the contrast method, I'm with you. Um, you've got suddenly you've got flesh glaze. You've got a, you know, well t- three different flesh glazes. You've got a white glaze. You know you've got all sorts of there that you can really change up paint, yeah. paint, painted models with. And I think that is uh, a beautiful model. That really yeah. is. Okay, yeah. beautiful. Uh, uh, some of the exclusive merch for Warhammer Day was revealed. The first being uh, the release of the first new plastic Sisters of Battle, which is very exciting, which you can totally use in a militia army as a Lord Commander or something along those lines. Um, in fact, you could probably use a solar army for the same thing. And you can also uh, paint, you can you and a paint your own, no less, Funko Pop Intercessor. Whatever that sounds like. Funko Pop Intercessor. What is that? Is that that? Oh, these are these. It's the Primaris equivalent of a tactical marine. But the Funko Pop thing is probably the bit that's confusing and the most. It's the big head action figure thing. Yes, I'm with you. But you can paint your own. Yeah, paint your own one. Yeah, it's just a blank one. Wow. Blank unfinished one. So. Okay, very good. So. Okay. That, well, that's that's cool. I I guess <laughs> that is that is a man realizing that the, the world has passed him. It's by. moved moved on so fast these days, you kids. It, it was kind of funny uh, when I went to to Warhammer Day because I mean, well, I'll talk about it later because Warhammer Day is going to come up again. So okay, cool. Okay, so um, Andy Hall went onto Warhammer TV to cover the White Scars Legion uh, on a show which looked at the background of the Legion 
it was a great show. Um, really touches on some deep stuff about the uh, book, uh, 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 the Legion stuff that's in the book, and uh, you wouldn't really know some of this stuff unless you were really diving deep into there. So it was sort of really interesting to see, you know, how they've how they've really looked again at the, the you know, they've redeveloped, uh, properly developed the history of what the White Scars were like before Jagatai Khan and what they are, you know, what they've become. It was mm-hmm. a really, really cool book. Really, really cool um, show. And they sort of, you know, as they said at the end, you know, this is a new uh, experimental format because we want to keep having heresy content on Warhammer TV because Tale of Four Warlords is coming to an end. So they're sort of just seeing what, what works. And okay, I thought yeah. that was a really nice show. Um, they showed off um, Andy's personal army, which um, he shared the painting method for, which sounds really, really, really simple. A lot yeah. simpler than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, yeah, perhaps maybe I could paint white scars one day. Okay. And I'm like, no, I don't want to paint white. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they also had uh, Pete Ree's army on there. Um, so good old Pete, um, friend of the show. He had his army showed on there. Um, and they like, showed the fact that, you know, Andy collected um, an army that's very much a generic Space Marine Legion army because all all things were represented in all legions. Yes. And then they showed how Pete's army had started off as, you know, the the jet bike and speeder army and flyers, but is slowly transforming into a more, you know, um, uh, his collection is slowly turning into a more, um, what was the word I was looking for? A more varied, yeah, multi-purpose, varied collection. I think now that he's getting, now that there's specialists like Leviathan, the, the, the Ebon Keshig and things, that, yeah. that there's more reason to, and Book 8 coming out as well. Yeah, but it's interesting. It was interesting because Pete was also on um, Imperial Truth, uh, doing a new episode where they were talking. He's going to bring on uh, people who uh, are champions of a particular legion, and talk about talk about that legion and what they do with the armies. and And Pete was saying, you know, I've got two, I've got two or three different lists in my head that I'm planning to build that are completely different from the list that I've built right now. So. Okay, yeah, I can get that. Including that, an arm, including an armor breakthrough. Well, yeah, I know he's been I, toying I, with an armor breakthrough, and, and when I played him, he had a, quite a few tanks. I was and, a, and a, a reasonable and a breacher list. Yeah, I'm less excited about that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was lovely. I mean, the thing is, Pete Reese's army is spectacular. It is. It's beautiful. It really yeah. is a thing of beauty, and a very talented painter, and. Um, just great army to play against. Okay. Isn't it? Really All good, round nice, nice guy as well. Love, really nice chap. Even though I do disagree with him about whether the White Scars need another right of war or not. <laughs> we had a. Anyway, that's another. Uh, I've heard his argument. I've heard his argument. It's compelling. Yeah, but there's a lot of other legions that could argue the same thing, isn't there? Yeah, I there think. are. There are. Okay, so what else have we got? Um, Sorry, I pressed the wrong button on my mic then for a second. Okay. Uh, the Citadel Paint app has been updated. I know we were saying last episode, oh, I wish it had been updated. And then suddenly it was, which is good. Uh, so it has um, a lots of new techniques, all the new paint schemes, all the new colours and things like that. And there was an article with the top five reasons we need to download it. Okay, I'll, I'll which, download it then. I mean, I have... I, I've, I've got it on my ipad it's quite useful i don't use it an awful lot um, no, I, I really should, I but it's it's good now that it shows you the difference um when using the contrast like the different base paints got it, yeah. and things like that it's, it's quite a good, cool little app actually 
Yeah, it, it's it's all right, but um, they've removed dry brushing methods. Yeah, which I don't like because dry brushing is just as good a method for painting as um, you know any. And for some things, I think dry brushing is actually better. But There's another dry, way of painting. Dry brushing. <laughs> you know, just base coat and put it on. Um, but dry brushing doesn't paint, uh, doesn't you know um cell paints does it true enough it's all blending these days um it, it, i must admit i should probably down even i don't know about you but sometimes you I mean, considering it's free as well yeah, yeah they've got a, they've got a hobby log as well so you can like log in your paint schemes and got it i mean so I, got, I mean i keep a note on my on my iphone for that so <laughs> oh, I, I wish i did because when i should have worked out how to do my fists again i was like did i use this did i use this so i, I, I have written it down somewhere now I've only recently started doing it because when I came back to doing Death Guard after the initial three and a half thousand points, um, I changed the way I did my gold. But it's been a tough couple of weeks, hasn't it? Let's be honest, in between that three and a half thousand points and the next three and a half thousand points. Yeah, <laughs> twenty five minutes. It was. It was actually. It was you actually stopped for lunch. These things happen, you know. Yeah, I mean, you stopped for lunch. A, it was a couple of months break um, okay. between doing that, and I went from using Gehenna's gold um, to uh, make the gold a bit brighter. And I went, you know what? Psychorax bronze just as a highlight over over Balthazar gold washed with um Agrax Urshade looks really, really good. And That's what I like about you. You're a and rogue. I, and I thought it looks good, and it's sort of like that must be the way I did it before, because that's the way I do it with my 40k death guard. And I was trying to keep some of the some similarities between them. And then uh, mm-hmm. when I looked at the older stuff, it was like I say older stuff, stuff that was just done less than a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like no no that was that was not the method i used for it okay i mean i think it's sometimes i don't know i'm trying to think whether do i generally think oh i wonder how what color i should paint that because usually i've got in my mind what color i'm going to paint everything as i go if you see what i mean um which is i, I mean i don't usually i don't usually follow a sort of prescriptive way of painting stuff i kind of think oh, that i'll do that and then i'll do that and i'll do that and i'll use those colors seems to work okay currently but yeah it'd be useful to say oh you know actually how do i paint you know flesh how to get this particular flesh tone for example and i expect that's probably in the app somewhere if i look for it or at least it's somewhere where i could find it so So, yeah you can particular models it it hasn't got the whole range yeah the acolyte that's there you can just say he's all flesh tone like clearly visible yeah you just tanned flesh and then it tells you uh, there, there are there are some aspects of it which I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. For example, it's not being updated to cover a lot of the fact there are new paints for, ve- for for newer schemes. Like, for example, I think on the Dark Flesh, it's still saying use Rhinox Hide. And it's like, yeah, but you've now released a specific dark skin flesh tone. Oh, so I thought uh, it had... Um, just... Oh, I hadn't, hadn't last time I'd done it. Because you've got Catacan Flesh now. Let's find a dark flesh tone. And um, for Grey Knights, it still says you start with Lead Belcher and then uh, shade it blue when there's actually a blue shaded steel um, available now with, uh, strangely enough, Grey Knights. Okay, um, so Grey Knight. Yeah, Grey Knight, there we go. Here's the chappy, just as, as we're discussing him. Uh, I don't have... So it's Iron Breaker... Yeah. Um, oh no. Yeah, the Grey Knight one. They just have the classic. They don't have. 
Yeah, so it's sort of like there are loads of new colors now. If you want to sell them and we want to keep them in the range, you know, you need to tell, you know, you need to tell people about these paints and what you can do with them. I thought because yeah, most of them have got now they've got the contrast ones on them, like the Army of the Dead. Yeah, they've got the contrast stuff. Just they've just that's all they've done. They've added contrast, but they haven't added. Um, oh, I see. Okay, I'm, some yeah. of the newer layer and base colors. Layer and base, yeah, I do. So, I mean, hopefully they will go about round and do like say, this is how you do a Sons of Horus uh, Marine and do it with the Lupercal green and the um, and and the uh, what you call it, um, Sons of Horus green. Okay, because they're great colors, and I would like people who aren't just Heresy players to be using them because there are things you can do with those paints that that, that you know the the colors that simply aren't available elsewhere. Fair enough. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um, the full the, sorry the full rules for for the ever chosen, which uh, alas isn't some cool demon from the ruin storm, but is a competition to paint stuff, were put up and they did confirm, as we very strongly suspected, that only Citadel models currently available for sale on the Games Workshop website uh, can be used in this competition, which obviously limits us as heresy painters unless we're using some of the plastic models. Uh, locally, uh, the um, Battle Bunker, um, which is in Sunderland, they are participating in the event if you want to enter in the did, local area. Did you but, see the making of the sword? Video? Yes. I, I did not. I sort of came up, I didn't didn't click on it or anything. Was it good? Uh yeah. Did I not mention this in, do I not mention this later on in the notes? Because I, I don't know. Uh, you wrote it. I, I, oh, I yeah. did. If you do, it's there. I do yeah. I was okay. too excited. Okay, yeah, maybe. yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Slayer of Kings. Yeah. yeah, okay. We'll come on to that in a minute then. Yep. Talk about the sword in a minute. I should have put mm. those together, really. Okay. Bit late now. <laughs> uh, the store anniversary goodies for this coming year have been unveiled. There isn't anything for heresy, unsurprisingly, uh, but there is some cool stuff in there. There is a storage box. I mean, that's not. That's not a great starting point, is it? No, not really. Uh, a book of short stories, which has it as its a title story. Box. <laughs> it says it's a plasma uh, gun, you know, power cell storage tin or something. A storage box. <laughs> you're not. You're not sounding wow. good. Um, yeah. It's, okay. Is that is, it, is that where you can put your um, Horus Heresy sketch pad in? Yes, obviously. <laughs> uh, which has there's a book also a rose water with blood by Aaron Dempsey-Bowden. The uh-huh. backpack looks pretty cool. Uh, there are some art prints and some models for 40k and AOS, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. And there's a chart of all the store anniversaries coming up for the next twelve months, including wording. Worth well, see, it's not a store anniversary. They're uh-huh. moving the store. Okay, right. From where it currently is to somewhere slightly more prominent on where things are somewhat run down at Delaplane. Okay. Convenient, I believe, it would be opposite the Tesco's Express. Right. Very nice. Yes. Um, Yes. Okay. Um, So next out the bag is Michael. Uh, Yeah. So um, we had two interesting episodes of Voxcast this month. That's the official Games Workshop uh, Warhammer 40k podcast. Um, We had the first one, which was with um, the intellectual property archivist, uh, Tim Molloy, um, who discussed a bit about his role. Um, So so what he does is he catalogs all of the intellectual property, all the stuff that they've made. 
throughout the years, all the artwork and stuff like that. And he's sort of cataloging it for uh, future reference to make it easier to, to look stuff up and that. And uh, that it was like interesting. Job. Mm, it does, doesn't it? <coughs> oh, I'd love that job. Mm. Um, it'd be really cool. But he was talking about, you know, some of the some of the um, some of the early artwork and some of the early inspirations behind things like the Horus Heresy, the first mentions of events like that. And it was really quite an interesting little episode. So, oh, um, I bet he's got some privy to some great. Do you reckon it's a bit like the sort of uh, papal library, you know, where yeah. there's you're certain things in. that are, yeah, you're only allowed into this particular thing, you know, by decree, by the Holy Say, you know, that lets you go into this particular room and read some of these, you know, heretic gospels or whatever. I bet in there somewhere there's what happened to those two legions. It's lurking and he knows it. This guy knows it, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, we all we all know. Horus said to the emperor. We all, yes. know we all know the two missing legions are. Good. The the the, the rainbow warriors. Are one rainbow warriors. One of them. Oh, and what? Um, I don't want to call now. Oh, neither can I. But yeah, the, so, yeah, we know what we know what they are. The, the unfortunate thing is that my, because I'm wearing headphones, it, they've actually knocked my glasses off slightly. So my my ability to read was somewhat impaired momentarily, and I read that as intellectual property activist. I was wondering. I was like, well, "That's a funny job description, isn't it? Activist as a job. Like, does he go around like petitioning people, saying free the intellectual property? Clearly not. He archives it, which would yeah. make much more sense." Now. Yeah, he, he, he actually, he actually he used to locks it away. He actually used to work in the studio, so he's also got some stories about you know writing forty k stuff. But you know, but yeah, intellectual property um, stuff. So uh, the second interview um, episode uh, was uh, an, an interview with Heresy author Nick Kime. Um, so he talks about you know how he got into to writing for for Black Library and um, why he ended up specifically writing Salamander stuff and how he developed some of the IP. Um, for that because it, it was surprising how much of the of the actual what we know about the salamanders he actually put together himself through his books oh right so um yeah that was a, that was quite an interesting interview so um go. yeah if you if you are interested in anything like that uh definitely some interviews to listen to nice um the much publicized and previously mentioned slayer of king's blade so this is the sword that will be awarded to the eventual winner of the ever chosen contest. And when they've been unveiled, they shall hold the, this blade within their grasp. It was made by Tony Swatton of Sword in the Stone Studios, whose work you will have seen in Star Trek. Apparently he made a, a variety of Klingon weapons, Hook, Thor, Pirates of the Caribbean, Hellboy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, etc., uh, Michael, as a Trekkie, as they referred to themselves as, uh, he kind of nerded out uh, when he saw he was making this because he made some of the most beautiful, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation as I would do with all things, uh, Baleth. No, uh, no, no, it's a, it's a strong T. Baleth. Oh, I am sorry. Kapla! Whatever I say. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that is Klingon, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's Klingon for success. Yeah. yeah, very good. Actually, you sound like Angron now. I am Angron. Um, anyway. You sound like Angron's nan. <laughs> Angron? Come on for your dinner. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, never mind. These, these are very beautiful babes, and there's a whole video about how they're made and what have you, and you can watch that at your leisure. Yeah, a really cool video. Okay. Perfect.
so I, I guess excuse me. Uh, Warhammer Day happened. Not a massive amount for hairy player, heresy players, not hairy players, but I suppose uh, may well be. Um, astute players. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, astute. I don't, don't want to say anything yeah. correct and get sued. But for general Warhammer fans, it was pretty cool. If you weren't aware, this is to celebrate the rebranding of all Games Workshop stores to Warhammer and the new logo. I uh, think I quite like this new logo, to be honest with you. I think it's quite cool the way they've amalgamated two brands into one thing. Nice. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Really, really nice and simple. Mm. And uh, it's already started appearing on Heresy stuff. So uh, if you get the new um, Taz Hanukkah's weapons, it appeared on there straight away. It's on the back of Doom of Moloch. All right. So, wow. yep, yep. Really, quite fascinating to see. You know, it's 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 a it, it's it's gotten into the system quite quickly. So, well, I mean, companies don't just go. No, let's just change the brand. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's, been it's, it's probably been in, it's probably been in the, the pipeline for for at least a year. I should have thought, if not longer. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's very oh, cool. Yeah, they they've been slowly rebranding stores um, for for quite a while now. I mean, Newcastle store moved what three years ago. Maybe four. Was that how long it is? Wow. Yeah, and that was and that was Warhammer. That was Warhammer. Yeah, was it? Edinburgh yeah. was rebranded just before that, and Durham got a uh, Durham was a weird one because before they were holding you know big um, big events for the rebranding of stores where you got event exclusive models and stuff like that. But Durham was a weird one because they just um, they just did it overnight. Okay. You know, one day you were there, and it was sort of like um, it had the the, the games workshop stuff on it and then the next day it didn't and we didn't get a party or anything oh. she was like, we didn't get we didn't get one for when newcastle moved we didn't get one for when uh for, for when durham rebranded and brighton getting one if that makes you feel any better sorry uh we did get one at uh, sunderland though mm, I, and I went, I went along and got the exclusive i went along and got me um store branding guys because they refitted that store uh just before they did the uh, whole rollout of rebranding everything as warhammer um, so they were lucky, and they were. I was able to get the store founding dice. So, very cool, nice. Because I like me dice. Absolutely. So we mentioned you could pick up the the first of the new Sisters of Battle models. Yeah. I suppose you could argue that the, they did one previously, didn't they? Um, well, it's the first and... of the new. It's the first of the new range. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, very good. But yeah, you want to use her as a <laughs> militia model, don't you? I, 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 you could. I, I have. Um, Use Commissar, I can't remember her name, but she's my um, commander. So, yeah, I'm cool. Uh, the Funko Pop. You can we get talked that. about that one, haven't we? The objective markers that you... Ah, I've got them now. They're in my grasp. Thank you, Michael, for dropping yes. them off last but, yeah, It was actually rather funny because I, I was there. There were, there were um, a few people behind me who clearly weren't Warhammer fans. Mm. Not saying how I'll know, but... Uh, 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 and I just sort of asked, you know, so what armies do you play? And they're like, oh, I don't play anything. We just collect pop vinyls. I was like, what? And like, this is the only place you can get this particular pop vinyl, and we need it for our collection. So, like, all right. Then. <laughs> well, it was about a dozen of them. Um, really? So, yeah. Were they, were they teenage girls? Sorry? Were they teenage girls? Predominantly, yes. Yeah, I thought they might be. And it was sort of like, oh, okay, so that's. That's that's a thing. People then. collect these things. Well, then, they do, and they don't they're unbox. Not. They don't unbox them, and it's weird. I mean, they're, they're like, like action figures, and they're like convinced. It's like you remember Beanie Babies years ago. Vaguely, yeah, people were all convinced that the Beanie Babies were going to make massive amounts of money on the secondary market. You say vaguely, but you had the second biggest collection in the whole of Europe, if I remember correctly. That is what I heard too. 
What, me? Beanie Baby? Yes, yes. You had that plush thing as well, didn't you, going on? That spec special market that you used to run out in the back of your, <laughs> back of your Robin Reliant. The, right? o- the, the only the only plushy things that I actually own personally are um, these pillows that I got off. Yeah, okay. I can hear it now. Uh, they are pillows that I got off um, um, a Kickstarter a few years ago. They are um, they shaped like meeples. Okay, right I'm with you. Plushy pillows. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> no, sorry. So anyway. People yeah. do collect these things. Yeah, absolutely. Serious collectors, I'm assuming, because they're and I'm, I guess you get some weird ass thing where they some bizarre only printed a couple of these because they weren't very popular and they you know probably go for lots of money. So. Yeah, they do. They do. But the the, the Blood Angel one, I think, was uh, was it the Blood Angel? Might be the Blood Angel one was re- has been really really popular because that was the 500 pop ever made or something. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Who would have thought it? Anyway, maybe we should start podcasting that because it's clearly, you know, the future. Future. It's got a market. Yeah, I have the objective markers. I got myself a set. I don't know why because I've already got the um, Warhammer community ones, but these were five pounds cheaper. What's the difference? They've just got these. Have got the Warhammer store logo on them. Yes, and the community ones have the community logo on them. So it's sort of like the uh, eagle with the crown. Right. Just so you're aware. Yes. There is a Funko podcast already. It's called the Funko Funcast. <laughs> it just sounds so much fun. It uh, does. It does. Yeah, it does. Hey. Yeah. It's got some sort of K-pop, you know, theme tune or something. It's bound to have, isn't it? Oh, there's also loads of them actually. There's I thought the, there'd be more than one. Talk, talk and pops with Mike and Josh. The Funko Files podcast. Pop Collectors Alliance. I mean, well, Almost as many as Heresy podcasts. Yes, I was going to say that yeah. well has been well um, yeah. but we, yeah. But I, I had to show my messages between you, me, and Rob um, to get away with two of the bits because oh, Rob really? wanted a Funko Pop as well, yes. and you wanted the thing, and he was sort of like um, the store manager was sort of like it's one per person. I was like, all right, but if I show you this, if I show you this, um, the, the, the messages uh, to yes. show you, I'm not scalping. I'm literally, I'm mm. picking them up for someone who can't get here. Yes. He was like. All right, and seeing as it's you, I, I, <laughs> I was just like, do whole, not go. Seeing as it's you, who I am. Yeah, you know, don't you know? In fact, he does know who you are because eight, <laughs> if it's the same store manager at podcast. Yes, I think last time I went in there, in fact, we, I got talking to the store manager, and he did know you because you are known to every store manager in the northeast. I think from Darlington to Newcastle, Michael. Yeah. Probably. Legend, a legend. It's only because half of them have all worked at the same store. I have a metro centre at Newcastle, and all the staff there have sort of spread out and become managers everywhere else. Oh, I thought it was like you're, you know, you because you have been to most of them, haven't you, in the northeast? I have been to most of them because if I'm I'm in South Shields, I'll pop along to South Shields because I'm bored shopping for clothes. I don't want to shop for clothes. I'll nip into South Shields. Actually, I haven't been there since they got their new manager, but I think they're getting a new new manager because the one that replaced Chris hasn't lasted. Oh. Uh, Chris, who works at Durham, used to work at um, Metro Centre. Okay. Because um, the ones I go on most often are Metro Centre and Newcastle. Yes. Um, the, son, the manager at Sunderland is yes. the, uh, used to work at Newcastle. All right. Fair enough. Point and, taken. Yeah, it's just... The managers sort of in the northeast, they've spread around. And I don't know who manages Darling now because I haven't been down there for a while. But um, Mike, who was at Newcastle, used to manage um, Darlington. Right. There you go. Update from the GWS. Yes. <laughs> and of North, course, our good, friend, our, our good friend Martin, 
um, um, is the manager now at the Nottingham City store. Who? Yes, Chris. Ma- Martin from um, the... Um, uh, he used to manage the Newcastle store. Oh, no. I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to nod. Do you know, the, a, a Scottish guy, blonde, spiky hair. Yes, he says. Oh, yeah, enough chance that that'll move this along. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair with the TV, just so I can... Uh... Yeah. All right, then, yeah. <laughs> I just talk to them too much. No. Okay, right. is, okay. Moving, on. moving on. Um, okay, so um, yeah, there was a video with the various Warhammer logos on as well. Which okay. It's like yeah. if you're interested in that kind of thing. What? Like, uh, through, through the years? Yeah. Oh, actually, I would be. Roll, okay. Was it played to Simply Red, rolling back the years at the same time? No, okay. but now I'm going to redub it. Okay, very good. I'm going to download that video and I'm going to redo it. Just for you. I'm just probably going to get kicked off of YouTube within minutes because they've got a detection thing for that. Copyright kind of thing. infringement right away. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, Chaos Knights are going to be up for pre-order by the time this video comes out. Only one of the variants is actually going to be really useful in Heresy. I think it's the Rampager. What video? And, uh, which video? You said by the time this video. Oh, time this video. I'm talking about the show. I put video instead of show. Okay. Mm. What am I wow. like? I'm just reading. I'm a bit wrong burgundy, obviously. Um, yeah, so, okay, by the time this show co- episode comes out, the Chaos Knights are up for pre-order. Only one of those variants is actually going to be useful in Heresy, which you can use as a Gallant, because it's got a Thunderstrike Gauntlet and a um, Reaper Chainsword on opposite yes. sides, I think, as well. Um, but you know what the converters are like? And I can see a number of Chaos Knights being converted in the sta- from the standard Questorus kits or the Dominus kits, um, using a lot of those bits in that kit. They're going to be an absolute goldmine for people. Um, just for bits. Okay. Um, I love the digigrade legs as well. They're awesome. Um, okay. It was actually kind of funny because Warhammer community did put up a sort of, um, you know how sometimes they put up a um, a picture of the sprues in the kits and say, right, there's so many heads in this, so many bits. And yeah. they put on, um, and they put on, you know, the, um, I think it was regimental standard or something um, that uh, Chaos Knights have uh, foul digigrade legs. And um, and and someone then put a um, picture, a screenshot from Google, um, doing the um, you know how you can look at various search terms and how yes. popular they are at a certain time, and it was sort of like just the moment after that regimental standard was published, <laughs> digigrade um, search terms went skyrocketed. Um, there you go. But yeah, the announcement also of the knights also came with a little video of Duncan being very upset by them, so it's actually rather funny. Um, and there's also a Studios Insights video, which uh, which in some, you know, they've got some knights, uh, standard knights, which have been converted to chaos them up. So that was actually quite, quite funky. So definitely. Right. Cool. So, yeah, it's not heresy. It's not heresy per se, but, you know, obviously chaos. Like knight. heresy, you could use it. Like heresy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyone cool. is better good. Yeah. Um, also coming next week is a traitor command for Blackstone Fortress. Uh, containing a traitor commissar and chaos ogryn. Wow, useful for traitor militia players. Wow, yeah, I'd like to see that. Sounds yeah, good. If yeah, if you click on the um, chaos knight, it's going to be up to pre-order link there, Graham. Yes, that's uh, just. It's, in the sa- it's in the same article right at the bottom. Oh, lovely. So Very yeah, cool. you've got a traitor commissar and a, tra- and a sca- that ogryn is just amazing. I like yeah. a good ogryn. Big fan of ogryns. Yeah, the the ogryn is just fantastic. Yeah, it's got little mutated hands and um, sort of like the chaos, half a chaos star sort of just sticking out his back and. Oh, yeah, he does look great, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Not I mean, an ar- a full army of them will look a bit boring, but it's definitely sort of like you could use it as like the, the basis for one of your 
Yeah, just a little bit of detail in the army, isn't it? That's just yeah, 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 definitely. And like I say, that the commissar would make a fine um, planetary governor, commander for a militia army, traitor militia, demagogue sort of thing. So yeah, exactly, spot on. Very cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, Warhammer World are running two College of Artisans this summer, which sounds absolutely amazing. My wishes he could go to it. They're a week-long event, Monday to Friday, all day at Warhammer World with daily visits from the Warhammer World Studios modeling team and evening sessions with the, um, the heavy metal team to work on your projects and improve your skills with Games Workshop hobby assistance. Tickets include Hall of Miniatures entry and Bugman's Meal every day. They are running the 29th of July to August 2nd, so a couple of two or three weeks away from us. Mm. And like 5th yeah. August the 9th, and it's £150 for a ticket, it's not too bad for a week, though. No, I suppose you'll pay for, you know, unless you live in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was sort of like, oh, I'm going to Worldcon, and it's not really enough notice. It's like less than a month's notice, and I'm like, if I could, if I'd had a few more months' notice, I might have tried to. I mean, if, yes. yeah, unless you know someone lives, lives there, yeah. area, Derby area. I do. You know everybody everywhere. You're no, I was going to hit up James Brown. He said, "If I'd ever want to be down in Nottingham for a game or something, I can say at his house. Not for a blooming week, you cheeky monkey." <laughs> yeah, I as Banana says, "Shy bands are getting out. Shy bands may well get out, but they're taking the Mick dot com." Shy band. Oh, I'm only kidding. I would have. I would have got. I would have got. I would have. Um, I would have tried to have uh, convinced Lindsay's boss that uh, you know Lindsay needs to be down for a full week, and that probably means you're going to need to pay for a hotel room. Hotel. And... Yes, that would work. Don't they listen to this podcast? Um, just in case you ever try that. Damn it! Again. Yeah, one of her employees, <laughs> one of one of her bosses, actually does listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, now you screwed that particular ploy, haven't you? Yeah. Oh well. Hey, Carl. You know, if you ever want to be nice to me, <laughs> I- I'm famous on the internet and everything. Yeah, clearly <laughs> famous. Um, yeah, unless you live in the area. Squidman. Squidward. Yes. Edge of Empire. Hey, aren't you the Squid guy from Edge of Empire? Um, anyway, how much do you spend DOE t-shirt. We should get Squidward on the back of your one. Just so. Okay, next time I get one done, I'll, I'll say Michael Squidward on it. Mm, very good. Um, so I'm just uh, quickly reading the, uh, the 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 rundown. Costumes must not be compromised in whole or part or any real realistic equipment. Okay, I didn't realize costumes were a thing. I think they probably just copied um, terms and conditions from like Warhammer Fest or something. Yeah. Entry is your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nice. It's, it's, a, it's a cool thing uh you know getting to spend a week working with people from like the the studio painting team and the and the heavy metal team i mean um that's that's pretty good in itself i mean i don't know how much a weekend paint course is but you know this seems really cool and you get a bugman's meal which aren't bad i don't think i mean they're usually a tenner at least aren't they well the meal yeah obviously depends what you get with your meal probably a drink and a, mm. and, a and a thing but yeah i think it personally i think it sounds worth it mm-hmm. i wouldn't disagree if you can, obviously, if you live in Nottingham where you can clip on somebody's sofa, don't just turn up and say, hey, you know, you said jokingly that I could come around your house once. Well, now I'm moving in for a week. Yeah. <laughs> we do not, we do not uh, support that activity. Um, at all. Some I of the pay, things I pay board. I'm sure you would. So you can use the Warhammer World store, running extended workshops, show skills, and etc. Done that. Uh, gaming opportunities, so you can enjoy the gaming because oh, yeah. uh, you'll be right there. 
and undercoating service. Warhammer World will be offering a free undercoating undercoating service to all attendees. There will be approximately three undercoating sessions a day where the models built can be taken and undercoated by the experienced Warhammer World staff. Spray undercoat will be provided. You know, it sounds really good. I've got to say it. So that's like saving a tenner there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is also the other thing is, you know, a week, just run a week of painting with other people who obviously there will be in Warhammer World in that, you know, that lovely gaming hall and then having the odd game as well of a day, of a night, whatever. You'd, you'd be hard pressed to get me a better holiday than that for 150 quid, frankly. Yeah. A guided, I, 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 guided exhibition tour. What was that? You get a guided exhibition tour. Oh, okay. That's, that's pretty good. Sold. Uh, so it's so it's different things on different days. Right, okay. Event schedule right. is this is your chance to in on the Monday. Tuesday is the guided tour. Wednesday is the um, heavy metal team. Thursday is the mod, the hobby workshop, and Friday is uh, for gaming. Brilliant! What a week! <sighs> Damn this working for a living lark! I know. Uh, so I'd probably be tempted to take down a um. Well, no, I was going to say um, I'd probably try and take down a um, something to finish off an army so I could play it on the Friday. Oh, yeah, nice. Sounds great. Yeah, that's the idea, I think, is that you you build something over the week and then play it on the Friday. Yes. Okay. Um, I will admit that does sound better than like um, a week on a beach in like Turkey or something. It does to you. Maybe yeah, we have the same appeal for your nearest I'm, and dearest. I'm going to Barcelona the week before that, so I think I'll. Um, I'm pretty confident in my life choices at this point. <laughs> anyway, uh, I take it you're going with someone, and hence why you are confident. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if I wasn't, I'm. I enjoy Warhammer World. Mm. I I suspect a whole week of it might be a bit much for me, okay. Pat. I'd, I'd like to give that a try. So I, I would have the opportunity to, to hate it. Sens- sensory <laughs> overload. Yeah, I think it could be a bit much. Okay, fair enough. So another newsletter competition is happening. And this time, if you sign up to Games Workshop's newsletter, which if you go to the website, I think it prompts you to now and says you can win a start collecting set of your choice. Obviously limited use for heresy players, apart from the Astro Militarium and Demons. But if you've already signed up, then you're already automatically entered. So who knows? Somebody might win this. I don't know. I'm signed up for the Forge World one, not the Games Workshop one. I think it's the... Yeah, I think either. I think we'll sign up for both. But I think I'm signed up for the Forge World one, yeah. All right. Okay. Yep, okay. So um, Siege of Terror continues this month with the... By the time this episode comes out, the release... I'm probably sold out as well. of The next Siege of Terror novel... Uh, the Lost and the Damned. Hopefully, and I'll my hand. Yeah, that really looks quite nice. Um, really, really nice. Uh, it's got the World Eaters uh, logo embossed on there. Um, really nice looking book, and they've released the Dramatis Personae um, on the website, so you can go and have a look and see who is starring in it. And so, lots of familiar faces. And if it's anything like Solar War, it's going to be amazing because I couldn't see Sigismund on that list, and that does slightly confuse me. Concern me. Okay. Yeah, I suppose it would. Um, but obviously, there's eight books, and there's lots of character stories to cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen the conclusion of some character stories. Um, won't say who, because we don't want to spoil it, but 
yeah, it, 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 I, I've got the feeling based, just based on um, Solo War that these books are going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah. I would concur with that. Uh, so, the, uh, White Dwarf preview is how it starts getting some details about the Titan Legion of your own creation. Um, so that's quite cool stuff. Little, little nuggets there. Mm, Very good. good. And over to you, Yes, oh, sorry. I'm still reading the list of people that's in those books. Sorry. Apologies. Oh, okay. <laughs> apologies. Uh, the Titan Owners Club schism is officially over, not unlike the binary succession. They have decided what it seems over a fight and a um, turbo laser destroyer. Um, King Fluff has relinquished control of the Facebook group he ran. And he has pushed that over to the Blogspot group. And they now have fully taken over. They have been assimilated. Wow, that sounds really like a, a very book in itself, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there was anything um, going on behind the scenes, but it's, um, but obviously, I think King Fluff had sent, I, I, it's The post is now deleted where he sort of says, you know, he's handing over and... Um, it's okay. sort of like, you know, as he, I think he put it, he was running the group on his own. Um, and it's a lot of work for someone. I mean, he also runs other groups as well. He does, he does yeah. things like his, his Xenos um, stuff. Um, and um, so, yeah, I suppose it makes sense to hand over the group, which is pretty large. I think you're in it, aren't you, Graham? Yes, I'm definitely yep. in one of them. Yeah. Hands it over to a, um, you know, a well, you know, people who are going to be able to give it the uh, attention it needs. Yeah, very good. Not the King Fluff wasn't giving it. it was, you know, careful. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, some now this is this is really obviously quite annoying for people, um, and it just happened this morning. But uh, some stuff has gone last chance to buy, and we annoyingly were not told about it. So no one's had forewarning. Very until, sneaky. Up until reading this, I didn't know this had happened. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. Um, should be mentioned on a few Facebook groups, and it's sort of like noticed it last night. And I'll sort it's been of, a busy day. That must be a mistake. Um, and it turned out it wasn't. Um, but I did in a panic buy a few things. <laughs> um, so oh, it's doors. Hang on a oh, second. It's a lot of doors. It's a lot of doors. So the Space Wolves Legion Demios Rhino Doors set two are going. So they're still keeping the first uh, Rhino set doors. Uh, Rhino Doors. That's day. Oh, why, why even bother? Uh, Word Bearers, <laughs> Emperor's Children, Iron Warriors, Death Guard, Alpha Legion, both Sons of Horus sets, uh, the Thousand Sons and the World Eaters. The Mars Pattern Rhino Doors and front yeah. plates are going. Uh, one of the Sons of Horus Land Red Door set is going. Um, the what the first Salamanders Land Raider door set is going, and the uh, quite surprisingly, the oh, and the Imperial Fist Land Raider doors is going. One of those because they've got two sets, so the first one is going. Um, and surprisingly, um, the Mechanica Macro Acrid um, Explorator is gone. It's now completely gone. It's a shame. It's a lovely model. It is a lovely model, um, but yeah, that's quite. It, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really disappointed that they didn't tell us about this. Um, because shocker. normally we've had on a Friday, we've had the email that says some stuff is last chance to buy. There's a category on the website that is last chance to buy. They haven't had a last chance to buy category. It's just people have found it by browsing the site. So mm, That is a bit naughty, isn't it? That's because 
particularly if you were like, oh, I'm, you know, in my army, I've just started this uh, Mechanicum army and I want to get a Macaron Explorer, but it's 93 quid plus 100 quid, including postage or whatever. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, 93 quid then. And you get to the site and realize that it's been out of stock for the last X amount of time. They're not making any more. Yep. It's gone. <sighs> Actually, you know what? I, out of all the Mechanicum tanks, that is the only one that I really like. If I'm honest, I think it's excellent. It's got good rules as well. Yeah, uh, as I said I'm just I'm 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 annoyed that there wasn't even an email that said stuff is up for last chance to buy. It Do you think sort of, this is an oversight on their part, not, or is it deliberate? Who knows? Didn't did we not have a similar problem with this before, though, where a load of stuff went last chance to buy, and suddenly everyone went, "Sorry, what now?" Uh, yeah, is but it? at least at those times they actually sent out an email saying stuff is going last chance to buy, um, and they had a category up on the website that was last oh, chance yeah. to buy. Um, so you could you could see them all there. This time they haven't even bothered doing that. They just put stuff up. Last chance to buy. No warning. Um, no email. No category. It's just gone. And uh, and uh, seeing so many doors going, and it's all the traitor. Uh, it's all the I mean, traitor. It's all the traitor legion doors, and it's all. Uh, like, no, it's not. Uh, Imperial Fist and Salamanders. Uh, we are not traitor legions. Yeah, but they've got <laughs> alternative sets of those Hashtag. particular doors. The doors Hashtag are. The doors that have gone for those uh, are, 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 are probably look like what they're going to be the least popular of the two ones they've got. Right. So they've still got Land Raider doors. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, These are for Mars because, pattern, though, aren't they, mainly? Um, yeah, they're all for Mars pattern. So I suppose... Uh, except one of the Space Wars Demios doors, but they got they had two sets of Demios doors. I'm guessing the logic behind the doors. I can't put any logic behind the Macarid Explorator, but the logic behind the doors may be that most people, and I'm going to say most people with a very big pinch of salt, may be buying Demos pattern um, rhinos rather than Mars pattern ones for heresy. But I guess if you have an Iron Warriors army in normal 40k, you can't now find any doors or front plates for them, can you? That's basically what we're saying. Yeah, because I imagine the, the Iron Warriors aren't going to go for the mutated chaos look. No, exactly. Do they still have the Demos pattern ones? or do not? Yeah, they've still got the Demos pattern ones, yeah. Okay, okay. it's less concerning, I suppose. But the um, Macaron Explorator, I cannot fathom that unless... I think you potentially postulated that they may be repackaging it out of bags into boxes. Yeah, if they are, they're doing, they're doing it differently to the way they've redone that for everyone oh, really? else. Okay. Um Because with everything else, it just went temporarily... You know, sold out online and then temporarily unavailable. Whereas this yeah. one is sold out, no longer available. So, um, if they have done it, they're doing it, doing that. They're doing it in a different way. It would just be very disappointing to see that model not on sale because it is a beautiful model. Maybe there's a problem with the mold. I know you know occasionally they have issues. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. But anyway, I I, I, I suppose have... the thing is it's the communication, isn't it? Which which again, you know, then they've got so much better at. And we've, you know, we've said it before, a, a number of things, you know, their, their communication has got so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, you know, stuff sometimes has to go away because, you know, <clears> they <throat> can't keep everything in stock forever. And perhaps, you know, that is, but again, an email to warn us that this is going out of stock. Do, <coughs> do we, I don't and I don't know, website design, when they're, does someone just like put in a like change the code so it changes automatically like one minute past midnight on a particular day that sort of thing? Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe so. maybe someone just <clears throat> maybe someone put the wrong date in. Well, these went up last night, so yeah, it was so in the middle, it it was maybe, in the middle of the night, yeah. So so maybe it was meant to be for 
tonight, if that makes sense, for Friday. Possibly, mm-hmm. but Maybe. it's it's That's a little good. it's a little right. annoying. I've I, I I must admit, I, I as I said, I, I panicked last night and bought some stuff. Um, you bought all the macroid things, didn't you? This yes. Um, yeah, going on eBay for three hundred pound each. <laughs> no, no, no. I bought two of them. Did you? <laughs> yes. The thing is, did you actually, did you um, did you actually buy two of them? Yes. You, you vagabond and rogue, you. You really are. I, I, I'm working on Mechanicum, and I'm like, I keep playing around with the idea of putting Macroacrid Explorators in, and I was like, oh, if they're gone last time to buy it, if they, if they are gone, going, going, because they've never put stuff that has been reboxed on last chance to buy. It's just suddenly gone, sold out online, yeah. and uh, and I was sort of like, well, this is this is di- this is different. This is weird, and um, I was like, said to Lindsay, I'm going to put some macro, I'm going to put 200 quid on the uh, credit card. Uh, I'm just looking down at the uh, Heresy Trading <laughs> group already. And there's uh, already three posts of would like to buy uh, uh, for that particular vehicle. I think they don't realize when they do put something out of stock like this, suddenly people are like, actually, I really want that. Can yeah. I Can I buy it again? And it's sort of like, if the mold is broken, that's a big difference between um, it needs redoing or whatever, or we're just not going to sell it anymore because it's not a big seller. If you are going to do that, it'd be good to do a, essentially a made-to-order. Like we're gonna we're gonna take this off stock at such and such a time. In the meantime, it's going to be available as made-to-order, but then we're done. Sure. I mean, my only to play devil's advocate a little bit for this particular model is in game terms. Every I didn't find this in too many Mechanicum lists to be truthful. It's, it's not a it's not an auto include in the Mechanicum one because there's so many really good units in that you you probably struggle to fit the 300 points or whatever it is for this unit to go into it it's when not, you've got the cheaper not, options it's not as good as what it used to be um, because when it first when that model was essentially first there it was the Mechanicum Land Raider and it was a really really versatile model with loads of uh, loads of stuff you could. It did have, yeah, loads yeah. of upgrades and different weapon loads outs and stuff. I think I heard someone describe it today as it was a builder bear land raider. Yes, you could give it um, those horrible flamers, couldn't you? Yeah, you could give it loads of stuff. There was loads of things you could do with that model, and it was really fantastic, really versatile, um, brilliant unit. And I think the argument they were making was rules sell models, and the rules for this just weren't as good as the as the Mechanicum land raider. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I I liked this model to look at. I think Brendan had one um, from yeah. Sons of. Yes, I think Heresy. he had one or two. Yeah, really nicely painted as well. Looks spectacularly good. Um, and I think John Dermans he's got one. Yes, he um, does, and he he was disappointed because he wants a second one. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, you don't see too many of them because, like I say, there's an awful lot of really good units in the Mechanicum that compete for space, don't they? So well, anyway, it takes that. Isn't that heavy support slot? Isn't it? It is, and you've yeah. got the the Krios and um, what's the Fantas. other tank they've got? Yeah, yeah. Also, and you've got the um, conveyor one, which you use for transports, yeah. which is yeah, just which is a really good transport as well, quite cheap points wise. Yeah. I've I bought two. Oh, this is the one that could have the servo rig, wasn't it? Where you could just rock up beside a vehicle and fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot where I covered that. Actually, is that yeah. is it? Was there one? Because there's the other variation. I oh, know that's the one. That's the Armoured conveyor the one armored with, conveyor. with the guns on it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I have picked up two of them because, as I said, I I, I paranoid that um, it was going to go. It has gone, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I picked up two. 
Oh, and please, sh- please don't approach me and ask to buy one because I'm not going to sell them. Okay, fair enough. There we go. Uh, sorry, I, I when I when, last time last chance to buy stuff went on, I got a bunch, I, and I said I bought some of these because it was before just before some of the Death Guard stuff went up for, and I'm like because I it's a Death Guard as the Legion I was thinking about. Um, yes. I got inundated with emails saying, "Can I buy these stuff off you? I'll give you, I'll give you twice as what you pay for it." Mm. And I'm like, "A, I don't do scalping, and B, no, no I actually want no, these for myself." As it, we buy, you know, we buy Harry's stuff for our own personal projects. We're not buying it to to yeah, shift yeah. on at any point. It does no. mean that I will be probably looking at putting these into lists. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Oh, painting, painting videos. Yes, we had the painting videos for everything, basically, didn't we? Pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, we had, yeah. If, if you want a technique, you want to learn technique, there's a, techn- a, a video for it. But I think what Ranging they've done is, they, they, because they've relaunched the web, they've put up that website. It's got a bunch of videos on there now. They've just put these out as tips of the day. Right, cool. So it's going back to the basics. Yep. Very, so, yeah, very nice. undercoating your models, undercoating by hand, mm. how to do verdigree, rust well, and slime. Verdigree is a video that personally I think they didn't need to do. It was absolutely pointless because they just said, we've got to paint for this, slap it on. Yeah. And, okay. sort of, and it was sort of like, you know, I was hoping for something a bit more like, you know, would you, would you, do, would you, you know, would you add something like this to a dry, would you dry brush it with anything or, or highlight it with anything? Or would you try and make it deeper with some down Sotec green or anything? And it was like, nope, just one color, slap it on. I mean, that alcock side is good, but. Okay. Very cool. And then for the, um, the cracked earth stuff, um, this is interesting in, in white dwarf this month. They do talk about some bases, um, basing stuff. And one of the things they've suggested for some of the cracked earth mediums, like uh, Mordiant Earth, uh, that, that's a new black one, and um, Agrellan Earth was put down a layer of PVC on top of the... Um, so if you, I don't know, Agrellan Earth, you put down Rhinox Hide, mm-hmm. and they suggested if you put down PVC um, glue and let that dry, um, it actually gives you better cracks. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. So it's like they didn't even integrate any advice like that. It was just sort of like, right. yeah, just put down this paint nice and thick. Fair play. Um, so, that, yeah, it's always nice to have helpful videos. PV, but... PVA glue, you mean, not PVC. Yeah, PVA. Glue. I've yeah. got PVC on the mind, obviously. <laughs> Enough of your fetish purchases. Let's let's move on. Indeed, indeed. Let's so, let's, let's move on to Graham's post bag. Graham's post bag. In the post bag this month, so a few things that have caught my eye and those of my respective uh, hosts. So the first thing was um, got, saw this group on Facebook, which is uh, run by some people in Australia, I believe. Uh, this is the Omega Celia conflict, and this was a global kind of campaign over a particular weekend um, where you could submit your uh, game results. Uh, to um, their global campaign and they would run the whole campaign from there which was very cool so 
as this happened to uh, coincide rather surreptitiously with um, the Centurion event that I wrote, uh, ran, wrote, I've got it on my mind now, Chris, um, the Centurion event that I was helped run, um, <laughs> we put the results on that as well. So I haven't seen the, the full map yet. But they sort of had this ability to sort of from where all the map things where they could see whether it's trader or lawyers and stuff. So it's very cool. So um, really good. Um, so I will try and do more of that next year, I think, because I quite like the idea behind that. Maybe do something a bit more official. But um, yeah, so that was the first thing. Uh, second thing out of the bag was have a little look see here. What do we have? Some oh yeah, this Iron, is Iron Warriors. This is another Iron Warriors classic. I'll leave you to make your own judgment to, on on this particular one because a lot of people waded in. In fact, ninety-two people waded on, and this is in on the thirty k Iron Warriors players corpse grinders page, um, which is which is very good usually. Um, and this is where there was the big debate about whether Tyrant Siege Terminators could fire their combi bolters as well as their um, missile launchers which there was no evidence to prove it until they changed it in the FAQ. Well, in this one, this month's uh, brain scratcher was whether Perturabo, if you take him with Forge Breaker, okay, does mm-hmm. he have to use the Forge Breaker in combat? No. Can't he just use his bare hands? Well, yeah. yes and no. Because <laughs> the choices are he doesn't he has a weapon or he doesn't have a hand to help and weapon. He, you know, you turn him into a shooty Primark or a shooty slap plus melee primark uh, well it's a it's a hotly to- it's a hotly debated topic because if you give someone you don't have to use their a particular weapon do you it, that's the it, whole point of yeah i can't hurt it however he doesn't have hammer he doesn't have um he doesn't have any power fists or anything like that so okay. it'd just be his bare hands and to be honest i mean what's his strength it's so st- strength is six and it's ap2 um so here's the thing right this is from uh, John Grenville. Uh, oh, oh yeah, here, John, we here, here we go. Yeah. What? Usual, like, usual internet nah, we like, troublemaker. We, 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 really like, like we, like, we like John. We like He's John. always, I think his comments are very sensible, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, we, like, we like John. I just like to take the nick. Okay. He's not mentioned as having a close combat weapon in his profile, which is true. All right. He isn't. Um, so as per page 42 of the big rule book, he's assumed to have a close combat weapon to enable him to attack in the combat phase, right? Ah, uh, yeah, so like his pistol. Whatever. He's got something, he hits them with it, his bare fists, which the Logos makes his attacks AP2, right? He's a monstrous creature. So AP2. No, no, that's not a monstrous creature. He's not a monstrous The Logos gives, gives his attacks AP2. If you decide to give him a forge breaker, this replaces... That whatever you had there previously so he hasn't got another weapon to hit them with that's kind of where the argument comes in it's one of those things that actually comes down to a set of grammatical when you say replace do you mean replace kind of thing so anyway that is uh, the battle raged quite for quite some time i don't think anybody um ever really uh got a sensible answer but it's probably one for an faq to be honest why would you not take the because the hammer is um, unlike when unwieldy, uh, oh, isn't it? I suppose. So it goes at initiative one. So so it's the last thing that goes, which means you're going to get ganked by a whole raft of other much faster pro, um, primarchs or or even you know special characters. They'll be able to slice you to bits before you get a chance to hit them. And so uh, the odd, 
I mean, for me, it would be, as you say, yeah, a close combat weapon, which I would assume, based on, you know, looking at him, um, he's bare hands, because I'm sure that a Primarch in that armour uh, could tear you a new one with those hands. And in fact, there's you know, documentary evidence of that in Angel Extern Artist, where he kind of smacks somebody's face off. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. It's one of those things where there's no real rule, and it's one of those areas that it's a bit could be a bit grey. Obviously, people may have a different view. But anyway, just to let you know, it was raging. Battle commenced and was joined. Um, I don't know which side of the fence I fell on, but I think I was kind of with uh, John on this one. Um, it's, it's just a weird area because whenever you have these kind of grey areas in these rules, right, they can sometimes you read it one way and I read it another way. And the reality is that neither of us can categorically prove the other one right or wrong. And so the only people who really can are the people that wrote the rules. So I think it is genuinely um, something that needs to go to an FAQ because it is, you know, actually important. Does that because he does get smacked about? I, if I'm running Perturabo, I would never. If he's got the Forge Breaker axe, then that's what he uses, and that goes at initiative one. I don't swap it for a close combat weapon that he doesn't actually have on his profile. But yeah, there is a lot of argument around it. Okay, but anyway. Hopefully, somebody listening to this will decide to change the FAQ to say, yes, you can absolutely do that. The next thing out of the, um, out of the bag was uh, Heresy Scott's uh, report of their um, – I really like their way they were doing the reporting of their event in a sort of similar way to what we did, but I think they sort of took it to a bit, bit more um, next-level stuff. I quite liked that they got pictures and stuff in theirs as well, which was quite good. So, yeah, um, I think they were going to write the event, write what happened after the event rather than during the event, um, which is what we kind of wrote it in advance, didn't we? But it was quite nicely done. Um, it looks like quite a good event, so I'm hoping to go to that the next one they do in November. And finally, the last thing that kind of um, piqued my interest was, uh, this was really, really good, actually. This was from, um, where was it? Uh, one of the Games Workshop. So it was Warhammer Chelmsford and their handy chart of all things um, contrast paint, which seems to be very much a theme of the uh, thing today. Basically, what happens if you you know apply this base coat with this particular paint? You get these. This is the effect you, you get. I thought that was really informative and very useful. This was run out along around all the stores. Right. Okay. So um, yes. I, I think because I'm pretty sure Brighton had it. Um, as well when i went in there the other day but yeah it's 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 a cool anyway wherever it is it's a very cool thing um so for example i think we're doing for our lunar walls we're doing apocryphy right sorry we're doing wraith bone base spray is that right i thought we're doing grace here i bought the wrong one then we told you at the time curses okay so what so we're doing. <laughs> so we're doing what? Gracie a base with with apothecary white over the top. Okay, Bugger. Anybody want a can of wraithbone? Um, yeah, sure. I'll buy it off you. Um, I think I might got. I think I'm being facetious. I think I might have got the right one. But anyway, that was very useful. And that's something that we'll probably refer back to quite a lot. If you and have, that, I, I will. I will buy the. Uh, I will. If you have bought the one, I'll buy the wraithbone off you. Were, you. you were in the shop when you messaged us. Then I probably got the right one. Probably. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was the, from the post bag, really. If there's anything you want me to cover in future episodes, please, by all means, uh, drop me a message or the podcast a message, and I'll try and include it. Cool. 
so just quickly, I'm just going to um, say congratulations to Chris Carr, who was the winner yes. of our, our raffle. Uh, yes. You all had to suffer me on Facebook uh, fiddling with some balls. Uh, he was the winner, and hopefully by the time <laughs> the show goes out, all of the prizes will have arrived. Uh, um, so again, thanks to everybody again who uh, contributed and sort of put some money in and, and uh, attempted to win uh, the prizes. But yeah, um, it was good, and yeah, again, congratulations. Yes, indeed. So just a reminder of the prizes: they were the lovely Edge of Empires cufflinks. Sorry. Edge of Empire cufflinks, yeah, of which there are four, uh, players, in four players in existence, yes. And the uh, map of um, Ariaxis, yes, the planet that we uh, have. Oh, and Visions of Heresy, I'll get that in the post tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. Yes. Okay, so right. thanks. Um, yeah, as I said, by the time the show goes out, they should have all winged their way to him, and hopefully he's walking around. Uh, a, a, you know, resplendent in cufflinks, reading his visions of heresy and going home and admiring Aliaxis. Yes, on his wall in this front room because it's a lovely map. Um, yes, just thought we'd uh, mention that. Very cool. How much did we raise in the end, Chris? Oh, I think it was about seventy pounds. Wow, that's pretty good. That's just really good. Nice letter. I will take a photo of it and send it over to you guys. And yeah. I'm and that and that's with. Just well, giving, so that all goes straight to the charity, doesn't it? We don't, we don't see a we don't see a penny of it. I think just giving themselves take like one percent or something silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was all um, all through just giving, so yeah, it all went directly to uh, to the Willow Foundation, which is who we were doing it for. So maybe in the future we'll do something like this again. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, I have. A, I do for next time we do do something like that. I've got an entire Titan um, battle group, Grandmaster set. Yeah. No, not a grandmaster set. It's just a battle group with uh, two warhounds, a reaver, and a warlord in it. Well, maybe, um, maybe closer towards the end of the year or something. We'll have a we'll have another think about it. And uh... yeah, maybe in the run up towards Christmas, give away a Christmas present. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So we'll, we'll do now. Let's move on to books. Books. Yeah, books. All right, so uh, books, 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 books. We, we, what have we been reading this month? Now, last month we wanted to do Solar War, but we kind of didn't. I kind of didn't get it finished in time, so sorry about that. So we'll cover it now. So Solar War by John French. Yeah. Um, opening of the final chapter of the Horus Heresy. I realize my review is kind of half written here. <laughs> um, huge void war that forms the opening of the siege uh, is the setting of the book. And what a tale it is. I mean, the void battles it portrays are simply massive. We have never seen the likes of this in, in a heresy or even any kind of 40K before, you know? I think I've read the... Was there a Battlefleet Gothic book? Possibly. Possibly. Not, not that jumps out to me straight not away. jumps out to me. Um, but yeah, there was, there've been. I've not seen anything like this in terms of void battle. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So... Um, You've got Mercedes Ollerton sort of desperately searching for a way to reach Dawn with a message. Um, Abaddon tearing through the solar system from above the orbital plane towards Luna. Um, Sigismund seeking redemption and even an appearance from Araman. And he's sort of slowly turning into the character that we meet in um, his own self-titled series by John, also by John French. And some of the characters from there make an appearance. Um, as a book, personally, 
Um, I think the two key storylines here were Dawn, um, because I think it, this is if if there's any Primark whose book this is, it's Dawn. Um, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd 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 agree with that. The, the thing with this book is there are so many bits going on at all times. It is just, yeah. it's nonstop. I mean, I, I, I didn't read it. I listened to it. Mm, I'm going to be, I'm going to re-listen. I'm going to, I read it, but I'm going to listen to it again. Um, I've got, I'm finishing off some podcasts, but then I'm going to, I'm going to just re just put this on and listen to this audio book in the evenings. It's, I mean, it's just listening to it. It's just constant. There's, there's, the the small breaks in like the action that you get in it mm-hmm. that even they have like tense you know there's there's tension non-stop through this book oh yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's uh i mean the the it's it, it i mean mercedes story brilliant really really very much a john french you know book with all these dreams yeah. and portents and stuff and then you've and then um abaddon um I he's, he's great I, I really like him in this book really love his storyline because he's it, it feels like he's sort of sort of very uh, almost somber um but almost on, but on the edge of rage the whole time and it's sort of like yeah this is this is a little bit like the abaddon we get in 40k and this is sort of like this is clearly a step along the way to how he became the way he does in 40k the um the set pieces i think like he has there's one fight in particular that he has oh yeah, yeah. Um, against the loyalist marine and it is it, it's great yeah yeah and and speaking of stuff like that it's surprising that some of the characters who actually meet their doom in this book yeah it's like i honestly thought that those characters would be around for the whole series i mean but, there are and the thing is there are a few that we know are sort of ring fenced because we know that they appear later on so when they're in, it's that thing that, um, it's like you have that certain element of jeopardy, but you know they're going to survive. If that makes sense. Yeah, but there was a yeah, but there was this one character who you know it was sort of like, oh yeah, he'll be on terror, he'll be at the front walls, and then suddenly like, oh, nope. he's dead. Yeah, that's that that'll do. Um, yeah, it was sort of like okay, so this is going to be this is going to be like Game of Thrones brutal. Yeah, but it has to be, doesn't it? That's the thing. You've got all these characters that. Have been built up over the last decade. Yeah, yeah, Actually and have, have no, you know, we're either unsure about what happens to them. Mm-hmm. Come the next millennium, mm. um, and it's just yeah, there. But yeah, I just I really enjoy. I've listened to it about four or five times now. I think. Yeah, and just, and, and 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 some of the harkening back to the original trilogy as well is. There are some. Oh, it's really it's really hard to. The exchanges that happen on the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're quite interesting. Yeah, those yeah. I really enjoyed. They're, they're, they're very good. And um, I think at the same time, there's um, sort of, um, yeah, it's a really, really, really good book. Um, definitely. More, I mean, Angron's appearance in it, for example, it was just mind blowing. Um, mm. Even though he's sort of like, he's just mentioned for like a line. As in, this is what he's doing, and it's sort of like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there are no no dull half moments in it. Yeah, Everybody it just keeps gets, going along. Yeah, it you know, it's slight little snippet, like you say, just having sort of a, a mention of of someone. It 
if, I mean, I yeah, so I've, three or four times listened through, I keep picking out new bits and just it, it continues. Now, even now, just for me to go, yeah, yeah, I, I, I sort of, I, if I miss a bit, mm-hmm. um, and then just sort of listen to it another time around, I just think, how, how did I miss that? Yeah, yeah, it just carries on. It's just not it's but it's, yeah i've i've it's probably the most fun i've had with a black library book for probably quite a while yeah definitely same here i, I like uh, liked the uh what, i can't what the name of it was now the last one with the uh nurgle and Barry Barry Dagger. Dagger. that's it i mean that was that was good this is on a whole nother Oh yeah, this is a whole novel level. I mean, I know, I did see some people were a bit disappointed when Dan Abnett wasn't announced as writing this as, as the first book. John, John Frank. like John French has knocked it out of the park. Although he does kind of reaffirm that. I mean, I've seen it before. You know, he's kind of the the um, Joss Whedon of heresy. Um, <laughs> the way yeah, he just kills off characters that people like. But I think it needs that. You need that um, th- that trepidation. You need that sense of drama of this could happen to anyone apart from you know, a handful of people. Cause he's had now what four really popular characters and he just killed them off just like that. That's, that's half the fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's why game of Thrones is so popular, isn't it? Cause you, you, well, certainly in the earlier series is people would argue not so much in the latter. Um, because the character, you're never sure if the characters actually like nobody's off limits. Yeah. So you I mean, sort of, you know, you watch a drama or read a book and you think, yeah, they're not going to kill him cause he's, or her, because they're the main character. It's never going to happen. Um, but when that does happen, and it, it's such a shocker that you, it sort of all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, but the the marine character that Abaddon is sort of, or perishes in a fight with Abaddon, it's sort of like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna survive, and his just death just happens, and it's just sort of right, move on. There's no okay, yeah, there no is. drama, no drama. It's just right, he's dead. Next. Wow. Uh, to the point where I actually got to go back and read it um, and say, did did he actually die there? Gotcha. At the end of it, because oh, just okay. Fair enough. It's it's. I know the idea is it to set things up for the next book, which I mean, it, even it's, if it, that wasn't the purpose of it, it's a great standalone book. It's a it's a step in the journey to the to the shells falling on 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 um, terror. And that's uh, the 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 end's perfect. Mm. Right. The end is the end is brilliant, and oh, Sigismund! I loved Sigismund in this. He was just kicking ass. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to see um, sort of that the not the culmination of his story, but that that one particular arc of it. When mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the sort of coming back to the vision that he was given. When yeah, back when. yeah, not quite culminated yet, but it's getting there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a quick review of Angron. Now, I read this. Uh, sorry, I didn't read this. I listened to this, as I have done with all the Primarch books. I've, I've listened to them in the first and then read them. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it that way. I just am. It's complete opposite to why I'm doing the rest of the heresy. Um, but it, it it's good because it gave me a chance to hear a world eater with a Scottish accent. Well, that makes sense. I mean, an angry Scotsman, world eater. That's who makes perfect sense to me. Definitely. Tank-driving... Um, a tank driving world eater with a Scottish accent. Seems fair. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, so this book explores that key moment in the history of the World Eaters, um, the adoption of the butcher's nails. Um, mm. Now, we see from the, the start of this book, you know, right throughout this book, that Angron really is a broken creature. I mean, he mm. is he is utterly wrecked. I mean, some of the flashbacks you get um, of his uh, of his history, it's sort of really... Um, yeah, he's, 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 he, he didn't even, he didn't, he didn't stand a chance when they found him, <coughs> but he's continually comparing his legion to the brothers and sisters that he lost on Nuceria, um, to the point where, um, the, there's one famous battle from his time on there, that, uh, that, in which uh, he conquered this whole city in an entire day. And he expects his, his legion to do the same, conquer a whole planet in that time frame. Um, and and when that doesn't happen, he makes Perturabo seem like a loving father. Well, he is. <laughs> I, I mean, mean what, what... insofar as he had one in ten of his children, eradicated. Yeah, that's, that's... But, but I mean, Angron's done worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Angron literally I mean, has done worse. Let's be honest, that's not a competition that either are going to win anytime soon, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Father so, of the Year competition, mind you, could argue the Emperor. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting actually because um, you know what happened on New Syria and its effect on Angron's character is certainly is writ large later on, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But um, there's two sort of interwoven narrative in this. There's one in which you get to view Angron's past. Um, as a gladiator um, before the nails um, uh, is received in his head. And then one in the present, um, focusing on Major, who's a centurion in the 18th Legion, um, who are the unbroken, they've never been beaten. Um, and sort of like he represents all that's good and decent about the uh, Legion. And he's sort of seeing what the future of the Legion will be if they accept the nails. And that terrifies him. Because um, it's sort of a conflict between the old values of the Legion and what what Angron wants them to become, and it's really interesting because before, when they were the Warhounds and and, and in the initial time that they were the World Eaters, they were a very disciplined uh, and uh, Legion. Their way of fighting was just completely different um, to what you what 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 you know they end up being in the in the late in the late in the Great Crusade at the end and in the Heresy. They just it's just like are we talking about even the same legion here? Because they're they're honourable, disciplined, noble warriors, and it's sort of like when those na- when those nails are hammered into their heads, they um they become you know complete lunatics. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely up there with the best of the heresy books. And in St. Martin actually makes the plight of the world eaters seem sympathetic, showing you know they had little choice but to submit to the nails and become this ravenous you know horde of mentalists um you know they really didn't have a choice in this okay. also garland surlac is a very naughty boy i don't like him yes <laughs> wonderfully uh, self-edited this i may i say I, I i don't like him i don't like him he's, he's not mean, very nice no he's yeah no i yep yeah like i'll come on to that later i'm sure yes uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> so Graham, you wanted to talk about Betrayer. I did, actually, yeah. So I, uh, in response to last month's scathing remarks about my illiteracy, um, I started listening to Betrayer, uh, the audiobook, 
um, which which is very good. Uh, really is good, actually, uh, to the point where I actually missed my turning for work because I was <laughs> and I was driving, obviously, um, because I was kind of so engrossed in listening to this story. So, um, it, right, I, so now, I now fear for other drivers on the road. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. I just momentarily drove past a you know turning. That's fine. It's fine. Um, I the, suppose it, Lindsay's done it before when listening to an audio book. So yes, the. Uh, what's really cool about this book, I think, is that it's got pretty much everything you could ever want from a heresy book. There are void battles, really cool void battles as well. There mm. are Titan battles. There are Primarchs fighting. There's a really cool uh, sort of story arc about why this is happening. Nuceria and the effects of Nuceria are certainly, which does segue quite nicely into the book that you've just read, um, have a huge impact on the character of Angron, who's always come across as a bit two-dimensional, up and, for me anyway, up until reading that book. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, he's an angry so-and-so, and he's half crazy, and he's taken this legion and turned them into absolute lunatics. But it, it's not quite as cut and dried as that, is it, I think, with them as no. characters. Um, but in terms of how it's written, uh, I think it's absolutely an absolute belter. It really is. Um, some fantastic uh, visionary sort of things that are described by um, Mr. Dembski Bowden. Uh, and it really brings that um, weird alliance between the world eaters of Lorgar and Angron um, to to the fore and why it was important to Lorgar as well. So the inevitable um, things like the Ruin Storm and stuff are all sort of tied up with that. So, if you haven't um, read the book, I really recommend it. It's a very good story and um, very exciting as well. So definitely uh, not one of those that you're going to fall asleep to. You're going to give Khan a lot of respect at the end of this book. Do you know what? There's a bit. <clears throat> I feel like it's very difficult to review, but without spoiling a book. But there are certain characters yeah. and what happens That's, to them. That was the problem a minute ago with Solar Wars. Like people have never read this yet. Yeah. 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 There are some some great characters, uh, even some characters that I've got a lot of sympathy with in the world word the word bearers which is quite rare later on for that particular legion um and their particular fates it's got erebus which he's right up there in uh people you would want to you know he's in the, the what's that garland serlac school of people you would probably not want to have dinner with or at least if you yeah. did you'd want to shoot them first mm-hmm. um so yeah erebus is uh, particularly horrible but the guy who voice acts him uh i can't remember the chap's name it's very Jonathan good Keeble. He's got a fantastic array of voices, really, really bet, good. And there's a bit in when you listen to Solar War, actually, where Jonathan Keeble is doing about three or four accents in this conversation, flawlessly, like one next to the other. I imagine I can't imagine he recorded it all at the same time. Got yeah, but yeah. The, his voice must, if he did do it all at the same time, whatever he's drinking, <laughs> it's just. It's yeah. sort of lubricant for his voice box. Uh, did, uh, he was on the um, he was on BBC News um, earlier this. I think it was uh, late last month. Um, they had um, some um, lass who's been on the Archers since the very beginning. I think she turned a hundred or something. Oh yeah, and he was on there years ago as um, some real bad guy. I can't see my my nana listens to the Archers, but I can't rem- I can't remember any of this stuff. She tells okay. me about it, but I never. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so he was. So I was like, it's like Jonathan Keeble, and it was sort of like, oh yeah, it is. His his um 
his Angron is very good, which I've yep. tried to mimic earlier in the podcast. Um, but also Lorgar sounds like Lorgar. You'd imagine Lorgar 2 sound, I think. And what I really liked was his... So this also is the first time I've come across them, although you guys have ridiculed for me for not knowing who they were, was this concept of the Perpetuals, yeah, which yes. I never came across before. And they, You've never... There's a, no, we've already been down this particular avenue. Um, and the... <laughs> Yeah, his American accent I thought was really cool as well. I was like, crikey, that's the same bloke. So, um, yeah, he has a rather array of voices, really good, really um, seem to fit the characters very well. And, you know, just a really nicely told story. So, yeah, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It's, it's excellent. In fact, I'm almost, you know, one of those things where you get so engrossed in it, you're hoping it takes you longer to get to work. Uh, there is another, there's an audio drama. I think it's only about an hour afterwards that you should re- you should listen to um it actually t- it's actually a prequel to this it's butcher's nails yes i think um, i have it's Cause, have you heard that one yeah it's good is that the one is it the one with um the ship's captain lass uh yeah lotara saren yes. is in it yeah and, um and you've got the uh and you've got the um the eldar uh right. trying trying to kill angle oh, fantastic okay fantastic um but it, it, it's brilliant. But yeah, Siren, uh, the ship captain. Oh, that bit where she shoots the um, shoots the guy who went to the surface. Yes. I mean, oh, the marine, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. And, you know, they just use Ursa's claws. And there's a fantastic bit of Titan combat as well that I won't yeah. spoil for people because it's just so cool. So, um, yeah, all in all, it's got pretty much everything you could wish for, I think, in a book about heresy and a heresy battle. It's yeah. a real masterpiece in that regard. Cool. Nice. Okay, so what we'll do now is we'll go into our main segment, which is the uh, HQ choices. Cool. So, yeah. Next up, we'll be looking at the various... HQ choices that you can take with a standard Legion Astartes armor. Armor? Army. So we'll be going through all of these and just giving you a little bit of insight and our own personal views on each one of them. So first out the gates is the redoubtable Praetor, Chris. It is indeed the the ever ever popular, uh, mm. the, 30 qu- uh, the 30k equivalent of a chapter master. Um, and there are three main reasons you take this guy. Actually, I think there are probably four reasons, but... Go on. Okay, um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'd like to hear them all. It's right, no, there's, I think you might have covered it already, which is useful. Um, so the first is the Master of the Legion special rule, and that allows you to take rights of war, which are very popular. I always forget about them. Mm. Um, they. I don't know why my brain just never thinks, oh, take a right of war, it could be useful. Um, but they're very popular, and I'll, you know... I know you guys use them a lot, especially Graham with his um, armoured breakthrough, and I'll probably start using them more sort of yeah. on, my, on my return to the Astartes. Yep, definitely worth a look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the second is you get to uh, roll twice on the Warlord's chart. Yes. And choose the option that you want, so that's pretty useful. Yes, yeah, I've seen a lot of people use this, particularly if you've got a drop pod or um, deep yeah. striking army, to get the not in the main... Um, sort of the main uh legion of start is warlord traits but in the strategic one i think it is or tactical 
you know, where you can uh, re-roll reserves. So people basically go fishing for fours on two dice. And yeah. it usually works, in my experience. Yeah, you've got, you know, you're playing the dice, you've got good odds, haven't you, at that point? Mm. Um, which is always good. And thirdly is the war gear. Um, he's got a really good stat line, weapon skill six. He has four attacks base, three mm. wounds, initiative five. Yeah. Um, comes with a refractor field, is it, I think? Should buy one, I can't remember now. He um, comes with uh, artists for armor, doesn't he? Yeah, artists yeah, they always have two. Uh, and then you can buy like an iron halo, and that's it. Iron halo. Yeah. I think they come with a refractor field. Then you can upgrade it to an iron halo. No, I don't do think not. they do. Do they no. not? Like, it's so often you choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> these are lasers you can take. Always useful. Big fan. Yeah. Um, a jet bike. It's the paragon blade that I think yeah, is, that's, the, is, that's is the, the real. real. Bonus. Yeah, it's a separate. That. Yeah, it's the one that separates them, isn't it? I mean, up until apart from. Point, now when the champion can take exactly right i mean there's this sort of concept of a fully you know a, a praetor with all the trimmings and that would usually be digital lasers yeah um and melter bombs and what's the there's usually a third thing and a paragon blade that yep. that's the that's the normal you know iron halo either artist armor or some terminator armor um paragon blade digital lasers for the extra attack and um a melter bomb or something yep. just in case just, and he's occasionally runs into a dreadnought. He's a solid, solid piece of work at that as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. He's definitely, definitely one worth taking. I mean, AP two, like say, uh, uh, initiative five, no slouch. Generally, it's gonna. Most people run that. Yeah, and it's for twenty points as well. That paragon, you know, paragon blades are great. You know, they are points for efficiency. Is is you know, they are great for that. If you can take one, I take one. Yeah, absolutely. Every day, every day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yes. The only thing is, you can only take one of these guys for every thousand points. But I think that's not too much of an issue because most games are paid. I suppose generally at least a thousand to yeah, know, at least fifteen hundred. I should think. I I've Sorry, rarely game in front line. I've rarely seen um, lists with more than one praetor in them though. I think they become expensive. That's the thing, because like I said, you want to trick them out. Mm. It's that thing if, when you've got all those options. Might just be me, you know, crazed power game that I am. If I can have all those cool options, I'm going to want to take all those cool options. Agreed. And then you, and then you, and then you're losing boys. Yeah. Um, and for a guy that's you know not cheap to start with, although very good, you know, it will be. 100 points is yeah 100 points your praetor you know you're easy we're looking at 175 point character you know two or three times over that's just not yeah it's quite a lot i mean to be honest with you i generally i depending on the legion depends on the special characters but you know there are people say you know unless they're a very very special character they can usually hold their own pretty well against yeah obviously primark's going to mince them but um, most other things I think are going to be okay. And I think that a lot of times they're a better choice than some of the special characters, to be honest. Yeah. Very much depends on the situation. Like, but, you know, they, the, the gear that they come with and the upgrade you can give them, you know, what's it, four attacks, five attacks, you know, six oh. attacks with two close, with a we- close combat weapon and a, um, sorry, with a bolt pistol or equivalent and a um, paragon blade, you know, it's a big deal. He's going to absolutely kick. Yeah, but, I, I think yeah. I'm going to, for the the Blood Angels, I've, I think I said last time around, I'll be taking a Praetor will be um, Ascalon in my army, basically. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't he? Yeah, and like I say, chuck him on a bike, even better. 
you know, on a yeah. jet bike, give him toughness five as well, just for just for giggles. Fun. Um, you know, absolute monster of a, of a unit. Yeah. So yeah, a really good, a really good sound HQ choice, and of course, giving you the option of rights of war and war traits. Yeah. So next up. Uh, yeah, it's the Praetor Tribune. Um, this was a limited edition release, but it still shows up on trading sites. And I'll be honest, does not stop you from converting your own. Um, mm-hmm. So get out there, convert your own Praetor Tribune, because I think this is a well worth it character. He's a um, basically a Praetor. He's got fixed war gear of Tartarus Terminator armor, mastercrafted Paragon blade, digital lasers, and an iron halo. Uh, no range weapon, but he does cost 15 points less than the equivalent uh, Praetor as a result, because he doesn't have a ranged weapon. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got one. Very, and I've got. I've painted him up for the Iron Warriors. I very, very rarely use him. He comes with a, um, yeah. Has he got a, yeah, the Paragon Blade being Mastercrafted. Sword thing, hasn't Actually, it? that was the other thing that most people do with Praetors. They give them Mastercrafted weapon as well. Just, yeah. that's, the, that's the third and final thing. But He's pretty good. Um, quite a good-looking model. Um, I think he's, uh, you know, for 15 points less, not bad at all. Good with a, you know, an, an assault squad or something. Yeah, I, I take, I do take these quite a lot. Well, not uh, an assault squad, but you know what I mean. As Terminators, or something yeah, like yeah. I, I bought a few. I bought a few of these because uh, my my Games Workshop was like, uh, yeah, no one's buying these because uh, it's for Horus Heresy. I'm like, okay, I'll have, a, I'll have uh, five. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, they're a good, they're a good, good unit. Actually, I think I might strip mine because I never really use them from the Iron Warriors. And it'd be and good in your world eaters. World eaters to be good, or even the salamanders. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. um, I, I like the model for this guy. The blood, the, you know, if you can get your hands on him, that yeah. cool double-handed sword where the handle's actually longer than the blade. But other than that, <laughs> it's pretty good. He's got the mohawk, if I remember right. Yes, yeah, he does. Mohawk. Yeah, he's got, yeah. got a mohawk. Really good model, really good model. Okay, so uh, what's up next, Graham? So the next is the Legion Command Squad. So this uh, is a squad of chosen warriors, which enables the which enables um, them to issue and receive challenges. Um, they all have weapon skill five and have two plus save, and they can dish it out. Uh, the squad consists of two chosen and a standard bearer, uh, who brings a six-inch fearless bubble. Everyone can take combat shields and an Awesome melee options like power weapons, lightning claws, power fists, and charnable sabers. They're also equipped with bolters, which can be upgraded to Volkite chargers or combi bolters. Um, can I be taken by Praetors, Primarchs, or unique characters with Master of the Legion? And if your HQ is similarly equipped, they can take jump packs, jet packs, or Terminator armor. Um, sorry, oh, um, jump, jump packs, jet bikes, or Terminator armor. Uh, you can take a squad of up to five. And they don't take up a HQ slot. So they're basically the bodyguards um, yeah. for your yeah. HQ choice. And even if it's not listed as war gear for a special character, if they're Master of Legion, they can still take them. So that's my understanding of the rule now. Uh yeah, but they can't yeah, but they can't be taken by anybody who's just got Master of Legion if they're say heralds can't take them, apparently. Right. Okay, right, I'm with it. Yeah, or um Delegatuses or anything. Delegatuses, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so that's the that's the pre prerequisite basically. Praetor Prime of any characters with Master of the Legion. So, do we see okay. many of these? I've seen I've a couple. Yeah, I, I think there are some armies uh, perhaps they suit more than others. So I suppose you know. If you've got a Terminator guy and you can take these as a bodyguard for the Terminator guy, they're okay. But 
you're probably thinking the points wise you might just want a separate terminate squad and with um you know with the scoring option because they would get that uh whatever it is i forget the particular rule but anyway we know that terminate is a usually scoring um and that might be better a more flexible choice rather than Plac- these guys but implacable advance is the, the, yeah, yeah. the only thing you would miss out on is the fearless are they definitely fearless with the standard bearer the standard bearer is in the fearless bubble yeah Fearless bubble. That's, that's even better than I thought. Then um, you're right. You don't see him, do you? you? And I can give them if if the characters are in Terminate Rama, they can have Terminate Rama. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple. Around. I wonder if we'll, I wonder if we'll see them for white scars. Um, you know, weapons go five dudes with those. Uh, you know, power dudes and bikes and yeah, power glaives. That's it. On. Um, yeah. I think we'll probably see a few of those kicking around in the future on the, the scars. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things. Whether it's you know whether you're going to put your HQ choice with another league with another unit anyway, or you buy a separate unit to put with him, it's fifty-fifty. I yeah. guess. Yeah, absolutely. Don't see many of them. Interesting to see some more. I think yeah. Is what when I have come across them, they've absolutely minced me. Yeah, I can see they're not they're no slouches, are they? So um, yeah, pretty cool. All right, what's next then? All right, so Legion Centurion. So these are the the captains basically from Thirty K. Uh, these guys can be up, you can modify them. So it's one mo- model basically, but he can be any kind of different chap. So let's go through and see what the different options are, starting with uh, the Centurion with early Crusade honors. Uh, again, another another uh, limited edition model originally available as a web store exclusive when the Forge World site was relaunched. Again, like the Praetor Tribune. Why not make your own? Um, basically, regular Centurion, um, standard stat line, but it's got a fixed war gear of a mastercrafted power fist, uh, bolt pistol, and artificer armor. And if he's the warlord, he always has Child of Terror as his warlord trait. Only thing different, really, between this and a similar kitted out vanilla Centurion is that the, re- the regular Centurion can't mastercraft a weapon. Which I've never ever seen that in my life. So there was actually a specific model for this as well, did you say? Yes, there was. It was a. Uh, it was just basically a variant of the power armored um, uh, Praetor model. Right, but with a power fist. Yeah, but with a power fist. Yeah, and a bolt yeah. pistol instead of an architect pistol and a. Okay. Cool. Nice. I didn't know that. Um, did not know that. Child of Terror special rule. Just to be, may not may or may not be aware. Uh, uh, the warlord, any unit of Legion Astarte special they they join, may re-roll any failed to wound rolls of a one in combat. So that's pretty cool. That's not bad, actually. Um, the other thing, I suppose, is uh, how much? How many points is that additional? So it's I 40, is it fifty works, points for a centurion? I think he works out as a total cost of eighty-five or ninety-five points. That's okay. total cost. So that's centurion plus the upgrade. It's not too bad, then, is it? I suppose, given all that. Okay. Yeah, he's not. It's not, not a terrible. The model's pretty. You know, the model's not that interesting if you do see it. But um, the actual rules aren't too bad if you fancy a a vanilla centurion with a power fist with yeah, a sure mastercrafted enough. power fist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next out the blocks is the um, always uh, a, a great choice for a close combat army is a chaplain. Mm-hmm. So, like the forty k equivalent, the chaplain in thirty k makes. There's, you know, the, the unit that he's with, um, Zealots, which gives them Fearless and also Hatred. No, no, no they, they don't get Fearless from the um, the Zealot. Oh, it's they, from... 
Oh, they. Oh, actually, I think they do get fearless. They do because yeah, it gives he, it makes him fearless, and so if he's fearless, I was too. thinking the other. I was thinking the other thing because he gives them, he makes them. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so he has uh, the hatred roll as well. So re-rolling uh, to hits in the first round of combat. Um, if they, yeah, if they charge, I think was it just in the first round of combat? I'll have to have a look it up. I haven't got the books with me because I'm in I think a it's hotel when they ch- when they charge. Yeah. Okay. But he, like I say, he also does cause fear, okay, which is something that everybody in the world forgets about. I do all of the time whenever I have fear-causing models like Primarchs. Yeah. Uh, he also gets the Crozis Arcanium, which isn't restricted to a power mall. And looking at, uh, at lists online, Power Axe seems to be the most popular. Um, but it's basically a power weapon. Um, the Crozis Arcanium, uh, the classic Crozis Arcanium look uh, is a power mall. Um, and most of them, I think the the figure from uh is it betrayal of Kalth? No? Uh, yeah. Burning, so... Burning of Prospero, I think it is. No, no, Betrayal of Kalth, yeah. Yeah, he has a he has a, like a power mall version, you know, with the classic. Yeah, look. He, he's got a power mall, yeah. Yeah. Um they don't get the Rosarius, as there's no um Ecclesia or you you and your Ecclesiarchy. Yeah, I should know that. Uh, but they do get a refractor field to replace this. So, not, you know, not a bad choice. But they they can ro- buy a refractor field. Oh, they can buy it. Right? Yeah. I think he rocks in at about 40, 50 points, isn't he? 40 points, I think. He's so 35 points. That's not a bad choice at all, particularly the hatred. I use that with my world eaters. He's a great little add-on for them. You know, when you've got raging, re-rolling uh, misses, uh, if, if they charge units, they really do kick butt. So, yeah, good choice. All round. Yep, definitely. Okay. Next up is Chris. Oh, sorry, I do apologise. I was uh, <laughs> we colour coordinated and I completely lost track of what colour I was. Uh, so it's the Master <laughs> of Signals is next, the communication specialist for coordinating movement and firepower. This guy's a great buffing unit for your army. Uh, and that is mm, absolutely geez. correct. He once again, once per game, he gets the orbital bombardment, which is a strength eight AP three D three large blast. Uh, he also has a cognis signum, which grants plus one ballistic skill to a single friendly unit within six inches if he doesn't shoot that turn. And he has a nuncio vox, which enables barrage weapons to use his line of sight and no scattered deep strikes. Also, just everybody forgets this because it's not in Battle Scribe. The Cognitive Signum was also a Augury scanner. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's an absolute. The Cognitive Signum is one of the best things ever. Go on, carry on, mate. That's all right. Uh, he has limited war gear options, but that's not really what he's there for, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, he's got a lot scarier with the FAQ and can now fire the open bar when he moves from a fire point yes. or has disembarked and a different target to the unit he's attached to. Yeah, he's um, He's, yeah, just top-notch. I mean, I generally, I use him a lot for my Iron Warriors. I think I pretty much, he's a pretty much an auto-include for my Iron Warriors. For the Cognos Signum, um, to give it to the Iron, sorry, to give it to the Tyrant Siege Terminators to make them hitting on twos. Um, but also, you know, that bombardment, the amount of things that I've taken out without bombardment is not funny. Because it is absolutely lethal, and he's really cheap. If you don't upgrade him at all, he's ninety-five points. I think off the top of my head, something so like that. Yeah, next to nothing really. Um, you can just stick him in with a set of units once he's used his. Uh, he's, he, he gets a bit less useful late on in the game, but in the early parts of the game, you know, you can just chuck him in with a squad of terminators. He's going to sit there and 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 buff them all, all day. He's great. 
or even a, a heavy support squad, say, um, I don't know, a Laz. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, Laz usually, no. section. Yeah. We usually saw... have two iron havocs, which they don't need the buff per se, but you're right. Um, if you have don't have access to iron havocs, you poor people, yeah, chuck them in with a, a unit of those guys so you can keep buffing away all day and also make all of your heavy weapons. Um, if anything deep strikes in 18, they can unleash hell. Well, we saw his effect with the missile guys at Throne of Skulls, didn't we, in that uh, when we played the Jameses? Yes. He had a master of signals with the um, yes. uh, missile squad, didn't he? And that he did, caused yeah. all, all sorts of bother. Mm. So, yeah, it was a real, it's a real, it's really hard work, you know, hitting on twos. Tough, tough thing. So, yeah, he's a great, great upgrade. Really, really top draw. Yeah, definitely. Almost an, almost an auto include, if I'm honest with you, in a lot of armies. But anyway, next up. Uh, yeah, next up is the Legion Champion. Uh, so as the name implies, these are the combat champions of their Legion. Um, they get uh, Weapon Skill 6, uh, which is really good. Uh, Mastercrafted on a weapon of their choice. Uh, precision Strikes, and they can always reroll Glorious Intervention Attempts, but must always issue a challenge if they can. Um, and thanks to the FAQ, now gets access to Paragon Blades. Don't uh, really know it. Yep. And, I mean, this is the guy you want to send to curb stomp the enemy, but he won't do that well against the, the, the better um, special characters still. He's still just a Centurion. Um, best to keep him, in my opinion, best to keep him mobile and melee orientated. So what I've been thinking of doing for one for my for my word bearers is to give him a jet pack. Yeah. Well, sorry, a jump pack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean him on a bike is also a jet bike. Is, yeah. is again is a great Top upgrade. Five. Yeah, eight, armor two, four plus jink save, and just wait for him to get into combat. Yeah, I mean Absolute I'm going to belter. I'm going to run two of these guys cool. uh, for, cool. as my as my representative of the sanguinary guard. Okay. So that, that'll be the praetor and two of with a paragon blade, and then two champ uh, champions. Oh, nice. That's, that's lovely. Well, and then Sanguinis himself as your Lord of War choice. Yeah. Can they take the Blade of Perdition? They can. In Blood Angels. Yep. Yeah, they can all take a Blade of Perdition as well. That's that's nasty. Yeah. Expensive. But, yeah, expensive, but uh, as I was saying last episode, I want them to... Re- the, the idea is that they are Sanguinis' bodyguard. They're yes, not going to be slouches. They are totally not. You're not wrong. It's a good plan. I like it. Yeah. I don't want to face it. But it's nice. No, no, and you probably <laughs> hopefully you will at some point. Yep. I think it's appropriate that Graham's got the next one because it's yeah. such a it's such a unit that he's gonna love. Oh, it's, sure. it's right up his street, isn't it, Michael? Exactly. That's the thing. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a quintessential unit that you associate with Graham Mills, it is the next one. Which yep. is the vigilator. Yes. Of course. The one that I skip over almost as quickly as I skip over javelins and fast attack sections. It's uh, he's a captain level scout basically who grants scout special rule to attached units and stealth if they're taken ca- camellio line, which sounds like a really bizarre kind of uh fairy company. Uh, what's this? What's it? it does, isn't actually, it? Yeah. Isn't it cameline? I always thought it, it was cameline. Cameline, something you cameline, put on, you yeah. know, burns, isn't it? No, that's chamomile. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Instead of what you've been rubbing on burns, if I'm honest at this point, <laughs> don't have you been putting deep heat on them? Is that no, what you've been doing? Weirdly, you enough, think as the as I, have, I do have a burn and I go into the forest, nobody can see me. Um, the camellio line, you know what? Well, a camomile, camellio line, oh, okay. Cam- 
Anyway, the Camellio line, which also does sound like the Onedian line for those people who are very old, uh, it, it does give you they give them scout armor, um, so basically a four plus save, and they can infiltrate and move through cover to boot. Um, they have the same special ammunition as Seeker squads, uh, the sniper special rule as well, which both work quite well together. They also get a pre-game sabotage attack of D6 strength five AP6 that always taunts the weakest facing on a vehicle on a two plus. So actually against things like predators that's pretty good to be honest with you six strength five shots against a predator you might get lucky who knows um book eight gives them access to the psych out grenades which are cheap only worth it if you're facing psychers or demons uh spoiler alert kids that's probably going to happen quite a lot in the next year (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine so yeah yeah definitely um as a scout captain he's pretty good isn't he i think i I would never use him because i don't play that way but um, he's got a lot going for him, if, you, if I'm honest. Infiltrates to get, um, which gives him outflank as well. If you really want it to be cool, but you know, I, stealth. I, I, he doesn't give the unit he's attached to infiltrate though. No, it doesn't. Oh, it's just him. Just him. He just gets infiltrate. Uh, okay, unless you put him with a squad of infiltrating things like the um, recon squad, for example. That'd be I've, the I've been tending to see him attached to seekers. Yeah, yeah I I think guess that's, that's, that's true. That's yeah, the narrative. Squad sort of way to do him isn't it i suppose okay yeah very good the sabotage tax quite good it's not as good as the alpha legion one but it's still pretty good um all in all a solid kind of um sneaky about character for sure definitely one that's not for me but um what have you ever used one mark don't you have these kinds of i literally i i've never i've never used the vigilator i literally just got the model well actually earlier this year um just after the company original company of legends Right. Did earlier this year um uh, i painted him um i just haven't yeah. used him in a game yet but yeah. i intend to i intend to maybe we should take him to the 750 point thing that we're doing that doubles game i might do because i think i've got a praetor in my list and i realized when writing all these notes oh i can't take the praetor because it, it's not a thousand points so yes okay i, so, I yeah, may yeah. i may very well take a vigilator good to see all right next up then so that is the librarian. Uh, now he is not; it doesn't have the master of the legion rule, so he's a support officer. Yep. So he won't qualify you as a well. A, a support officer is um, someone who can't be. Yeah, a compulsory he, he can't. Compulsory that's, yeah, that's what. Yeah, I was, can't be a compulsory HQ. So I was churning my way through to get to, mm. but yes. Um, so librarians are uh, before the outbreak of the heresy. Librarians were outright banned in the legions. Um, Due to the decree of uh, Nusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusnusn
being replaced by the specialist kind of demonology chaps? I don't know. I don't, just trying to think about the uh, is it the East Esoterist? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got the, uh, they're on this list, so yeah. No, it's just uh, da, 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 da. I should. I suppose it depends what you're looking for. I mean, the Esoterist is slightly better. Yeah, I think because you have more choices, power powers wise. Well, you can only um, take demonology. Demonology there. Yeah. You can only take Santic or Malefic with. Yeah, but there's still more options than just one. Well, I don't know. I mean, one. I mean, you well, no, them... they can only take from one discipline. It's just yeah. that yeah. discipline must be Santic or uh, yes. Malefic demonology. Malefic. Oh, okay. I so... mean, the guy we placed—I uh, I forget the chap's name, regrettably. The one with the psychic shriek, that was really effective, wasn't it? And you don't see a lot of um, librarians, to be fair. I mean, that was Thousand Suns, so yeah, you expect it. But even so, um, I think usually people used to stack up with like a thousand, you know, uh, not summoning dice, but you know what I mean? Powers yeah. dice back in seventh. You know, you had armfuls of these dice going down. If you're limited to a maximum of two uh, mastery levels, and unless you've got um, Thousand Suns where you've got guys with... Um, like kind of group level psychic powers or psychic ability, whatever it is, master of what is that one called? My brain's just not working today. It's Brotherhood of the Psychers rule, yeah. Brotherhood, oh, so yeah. you have so they can generate a single, um, you know, dice and people. So the chances of getting away something like prescience, which is two, um, is quite it's harder than it than it, than it was in seventh edition 40k, I think. Because you can't, you know, really stack tons of dice together, which is good. It balances the game, I think. But yeah, yeah don't definitely. see too many of them. But um, that may change. I think maybe psychic powers will become more prevalent. Who knows? I think it doesn't help because uh, her- heresy players tend to be very um, focused on the, uh, you know, to having the right models. It doesn't help that there isn't an actual heresy librarian. Other than yeah. the uh, Terminator armor one you can get from Warhammer World, um, who's summoning a demon. The decree of Nicaea does you know, hold fast, doesn't it? So a lot of legions wouldn't yeah. have them for no, uh, reasons. I mean, the Imperial you know, Fist so locked theirs away, happened. and it wasn't until events that happen in the Throne of War happen uh, where they may get unleashed. But you're right. I mean, and also, I mean, everybody else was pretty much saying you're going to ban all your psychers. Some people listened, some people didn't. Um, but certainly that was the, the the law, wasn't it? So, you know, you wouldn't see them in a lot of armies. World Eaters, for example, um, Death Guard probably shouldn't have them, um, you know, in early heresy stuff at least. But, you know, yeah, there, there, are, there are fluff reasons why some legions would definitely not have them. Yeah. I mean, I, Iron Warriors never really, you know, I would never, t- I would personally, and it's just personally, I wouldn't take a librarian with an Iron Warriors army just because of Perturabo. It's kind of, you know, fairly anti-Psyker and they, and they never really, you know, there isn't really any narrative to back that up, is there? Do you see what I mean? Not that I can think of. They have the kind of stone wart, you know, the stone wart who can kind of feel stone in some sort of psychic way. But other than that, not really. I mean, ultramarines. You could say you could do that with because of people like Rubio. Um, so they obviously existed, but yeah, yeah. I think we should. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more them. 
Gollumman reinstated the librarius quite um, early on in the heresy. Okay, fair enough. So, in fact, in his opening battle of the heresy, he reinstated them. Really? Well, that makes sense, I suppose. I mean, bear in mind, it was, was his opening battle against the word bearers? Yes. Yeah, half. <laughs> that probably makes sense then. Um, but yeah, usually you do see them in word bearers, you see them in Thousands of Sons, but that's about it. But I wonder whether that will change next year. We shall see. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to yeah. the Forge Lord, um, mm. the 30k Master of the Forge, who gets a huge range of war gear. He has both most of the um, Centurion armor li- uh, uh, war gear list, mm. and he also has uh, lots of options from the Tech Marine mm. uh, list. He comes base with a servo arm, uh, an artificer armor, but not a power axe. Which is uh, a bit interesting. Ah, it's, interesting. Like, it's normally mm. you would associate with them. Mm. If you want them for range support, a common choice is conversion beamers or graviton guns, uh, which a lot of people choose to put on a bike so they can find them on the move. But you can also give them Terminator armor for the same results. Um, in terms of Terminator armor, you can also add a sweet familiar, uh, a sweet cyber familiar as well uh, okay. to get you a three plus. Nice three plus. Can, yeah. he take, can he take a bike? I don't think he can take a bike. He can take a bike, yes, but not in Terminator armor, obviously. Okay, I'm going to have to double check that one. I'm I'm sure it's one of those. I'll, 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 I'll do it while you while we discuss because I've got. Yeah, I stand to be proven wrong quite often, quite obviously. But anyway, Terminator armor, you're right. Uh, yeah, it, uh, he also can take a Cortex controller, which uh, was originally yes. the only way you could get Castle X or Phalax in your uh, Legion list, and right. um, they're unaugmented Phalax. Uh, and you take them as a heavy support choice. Now, being a battlesmith, that does allow him to heal the Castlexes as well. Um, nice. Now, don't forget, these guys can also take rag grenades because I, when I've come across him, he's not that bad in combat. He's got three okay. attacks plus the servo arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the configuration that I've played against him a couple of times in was uh, a jump pack, squad of phalax with heavy chain blades. Uh, which were the red rag grenades, basically, the, you know, the, the heavy chain blades are strength seven. So uh, it basically yeah. doubles Marines out because of the rag grenades. Rag grenades, yeah. So, uh, and he can also take servitors, Nuncio Vox, yeah. and an augury scanner. So he yes. got, there's an absolute ton of things you can do with this guy. Um, I can don't take a bike. Yes, he, I thought. You can. Well, yeah, I'm, he can. Well, I'll be jiggered. I didn't think he could. But yeah, there's there's so much you can do with this guy. It's unbelievable. There is, but I'm, the, the question I would have is, why don't you just take a tech marine? Um, well, free up and vulnerable. He doesn't. Yeah, free up and vulnerable. He doesn't take. He doesn't take up a. Um, doesn't take up an elite slot. Elite slot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he and he can take the phalax. Cortex controller. Um, yeah. 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 All right. Fair and, enough. Any uh, any further? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can take phalax. In your heavy support choice. Well, I'm, I'm never going to take those. When I when I are you not? Because I'm sure not so long ago you were asking me if I wanted to sell my mechanicum army, but it will yeah. When I when I when I come across him <laughs> to burn it. When I <laughs> when I've come across the Forge Lord, he's absolutely knacked me up really badly. Don't see especially him with the I've only seen it, him twice, but okay. I mean, is the um, Iron Father, an upgrade to a Forge Lord for no, it's no, an upgrade. It's a separate Praetor. Is yeah. a Praetor. Okay. Same with the Warsmith for yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what w- what about the Primus Medicae, uh, Graham? Right. So this, I was going to say just quickly, Graham. Yes. Do you want to swap this one for the next one? 
because I, th- I I think your expertise would be better suited to the next one if I want to. Well, go on then, as it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get the so I'll get the Primaris Medicaid out of the way. Yes. This is the apothecary's boss. He grants a feel no pain to attached space marine units and has the ability to recover lost victory points and destroyed friendly space marine infantry or jump infantry units nearby. He's got a needle gun, which is strength two, AP five, does rending and poisoned. Is it poisoned? Mm. Three yeah, out, four of- plus, four up. Uh, which can be a bit, a bit better than the bolter sometimes. Yeah. Um, the upgrade costs nearly as much as the bare bones apothecary, so it's hard to argue for taking them over the apothecary. The only reason that Michael can think of is that it saves you an elite's choice. I can uh, think of another good reason: Terminator armor. Exactly. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't Terminator armor. Because well, you can't take a bare bones apothecary. They can only be attached to units that Terminator armor. Yeah. The only way you can get Terminators feeling a pain is to use a Medicaid, yeah. Primus Medicaid. And that's that was the whole thing. You know, came out with, with Terminator armor on yeah. for that very reason. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Yeah, I, yep. they're great. Terminator, armored up Primaris Medicaid. Yes. Yeah. Put yes. them in with your, with your um, lovely uh, Fire Drake squad, yeah. as I have done, and uh, you'll be... Everybody's friend forever. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But you do have to <laughs> no. remember he can't do it for the Primark anymore. No, he can't. This is true. He cannot. And why can't he, gentlemen? Go on. Because the question. Primark doesn't have Legionus Astartes. There we go. Bonus points for Mr. B. I think that's I think I I, I think that's the reason. But <laughs> that anyway, is exactly the reason. He can't reason. he can't help a, a a Primark anymore, which is a lot of the reason why you used to see him. Yes, you did it tagging along with yeah. Russ and the like. Just Killing people for fun and giving stuff Just back. Giving I must admit back. that rule about getting victory points from destroyed space marines back. Do you know, I've never ever seen that done. Ever. I, th- I think everyone forgets. I think it's one of those things where it gets lost in the paperwork. It totally does. <laughs> it's just an ex- it's just an extra telegram physical. for Primus Medicaid. <laughs> yeah. God damn oh, don't it! For- I... Do- don't forget to get victory points back. Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Idiot. Stop. Okay. Okay, Candy Graham from Mongo. Candy Graham from Mongo. Not a reference for all the younger listeners out there, because that's a film that probably... Yes. And he's another support officer, so he, he is, can't, yeah, be, sorry, he's, he can't yeah. be a HQ. The other support officer that we didn't mention was the was the Master of Signal. He's also a support officer. Are you telling me the Vigilator isn't a support officer? Nope. Blimey. Mm, I didn't. I thought he was. Yeah, wow. you'd think, you know. I might be yeah. wrong. No, no, okay. I don't. I, you, you rarely are, sir, when you. Every time I've tried to prove you wrong, like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, you know, can't take a bike. I mean, well, just, you're saying they it, can. Michael, remember, you're the man that told Graham the Earth was round, and he stopped being a flat earther ever since, so, you know. I've never, it's never gone back. Never, He's never, never gone, gone back. back. He believes in the Literally, sphere. Literally, I just keep going round in circles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So, next out of the bag is the classic Siege Breaker, a favourite of Imperial Fists and Iron Warriors players worldwide. Um, they grant the Tank Hunters and Wrecker to attached unit of heavy weapons. They also have a Nuncio box, so barrage weapons can draw on a sight from them. They can also take three Phosphorus bombs, which I always do, and then forget they've got them and waste 30 points. <laughs> waste a little point, yeah. <laughs> and they let Medusas and Rapiers take Phosphorus shells. Medusas with Phosphorus shells, meh. Uh, rapiers with Phosphorus shells, uh, that's not bad, and it's actually playable now, now that they've nerfed them, because before yeah. they were just wrong. So many levels they were wrong. Uh, 
Um, so they fit quite nicely with the deaf. Well, they, well, they just took too much time before. They were just too dangerous. I mean, they were just ridiculously powerful, to be fair. You know, Fosfex, four little blast template Fosfexes, you know, was on AP3. I mean, they were just murdering everything. Like, every time I used them, I felt bad. And for me, it's that's... Yeah. too large. A soulless monster. It's two now large twin-linked, isn't it? Or is it one large? It's one large, one large. I think it's twin-linked. I think it just has the, the um, you know, that rule where they can reposition. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is twin-linked. Okay, I'll take your word for it, Mark. I'm not going to sure, question I'm, you I'm, ever again. I'm sure a lot of them ended up getting twin-linked. So I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure it is twin-linked. Okay. I know that the... The normal one's twin link, but I don't know about this. But then three large blast templates with the Phosphorex rule is still pretty nasty. So, again, use with slight caution, particularly if you're you know, starting out and you want to keep your friends around. Don't put three of these in or more no. and just Phosphorex everyone to death and, and laugh. doesn't go down very well. Um, um, the, th- the thing about being a favourite Imperial Fist players, I'm not necessarily sure, like for, for me personally, because they give you... You're right. They grant tank hunters, but Imperial Fist's heavy support yeah, choices anyway. already get tank hunters, and Wreckers yeah. largely pointless yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, Thank you for pointing out how bad my Iron Warrior's special no. rule is. Well, I thought I thought <laughs> I just <laughs> largely <laughs> pointless. It is not, you're not wrong. It is largely largely yeah. pointless. Um, I think that they are useful for a lot of armies. Fists, you know, we can. Spend those forty-five points better elsewhere. I think. I mean, they, what they are really good for is you bang him in with a squad of um, siege tyrants in an iron warrior's army. Yeah, because they're heavy weapons with the missiles, giving those those two-shot missile launchers, um, tank hunter, great against anything that isn't armor fourteen. And even on armor fourteen, you can volume a fire your way through because you're re-rolling, um, you're re-rolling your armor pens basically. So it's an absolute monster. Just uh, and that that's pretty much the common place to see him, to be honest with you. Um is in amongst a set of um siege siege terminators with an with usually a um master signals to buff their blister right. skill by plus plus one, giving them hitting on twos. Oh just thinking about it makes me feel special inside. <laughs> just, you're getting that, that careful, you know. There'll be someone in to clean that room in the morning and let's not upset them. <laughs> Tingling in my taint, as it were. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Family show, Graham. Family, family show, show. Family show. Boo. Boo. Okay, we can we can edit that out. Tingling uh, in my toes. There we go. Better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So what about what, what have I got then? Uh, Moratat, favorite of mine. Uh, Moratat has gone through a lot of rule changes. Mm. Uh, originally, they were downright broken. Then they got hit hard with a nerf pat before being redone in the latest FAQs to become good again. Um, these guys are stone cold blooded killers. They dual they dual wield pistols, come with ballistic skill five, rag grenades, scout, counterattack, and chain fire. Now, chain fire works now by granting each of his pistols six shots, which you roll all at once, unless he's armed with a plasma pistol or inferno pistol. Uh, if he's a Blood Angel, of course, you can take the Inferno Pistol there. Uh, with Plasma and Inferno Pistols, you roll each pistol shot one at a time until you've rolled six in total for a single pistol or rolled a one, uh, which gives you a get-top result, in which case the shots for that pistol end. They can't ride bikes, 
and they can only join destroyer squads, uh, which means that most transport options are closed to them. So you often do see these guys with uh, jump packs. Um, Until the most recent FAQ, the most common loadout I saw them with was Volkite Serpenta and a Plasma Pistol. So you'd fire the Volkite until you missed it, and then you'd hit the Plasma Pistol, because it used to be that the uh, Gets Hot would stop all shots altogether. And it was on the two as well. Yeah. Like got but, hot on a two. Got hot on a two, yeah. yeah. But since the FAQ, it's now dual plasmas and a jump pack, which seems to be the most common one. Uh, model It is. I've used it to great effect. Uh, it's 12. That's basically, you, I mean, you're missing on ones, aren't you? Uh-huh. Because it's weapon skill. So that's, you know, you're probably going to get, let's assume you get four with each pistol, eight plasma shots into a, into a squad of non-terminators. That'll um, do. See, I was thinking with the, with the Blood Angels, the Inferno Pistol guy. Every day of the week. Every yeah, yeah. day of the week. Mind you, the Inferno uh, Pistol's got a short range, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, like, but, you know, you deep strike him in. Yep. That's what, that's all you're going to do, really, isn't it? You, you know, you're just going to chuck him down somewhere, unload, unleash a load of Inferno uh, pistol shots, and go, right, see ya. See, I, I had him with, I've got one for my World Eaters, and I used to put it with a Destroyer Squad, and they just got minced every day of the week before the FAQ. So it'll be interesting to see what he's like playing now with the new rules. I think he'll be a lot better. He's got the Volkite Serpenter and the Plasma Pistol. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Usually they just got absolutely hosed off the board as soon as they jumped in. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I, we've seen them, a, a few of them. We saw them at Throne of, Throne of Skulls. Uh, unfortunately, we dealt with it with the yeah. ruthless efficiency <laughs> with a augury scanner equipped um, uh, which is what we were, we were there to do we were there to do ruthless efficiency we were robots and lion warriors we very, were, you very, know. very efficient that was that was that was beautiful it was a, th- it was a thing of beauty yeah. um anyway like I said, death by jump, numbers you get the yeah. jump pack one which i've got and the other one and comes with dual pistols the other yeah they're, they're, they're serpenters yeah they've both got jump packs and yeah one's got dual as the graham said dual plasma pistols and yeah. one's got dual um but the model is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. model. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice one. Do you want to do the next one, Chris? Being as we're out of order? Oh, sorry. No, go for it. No, you you, you carry oh, on. I've oh, been doing too much talking. Um, so the next out of the bag is the Delegatus. So this is a dirt cheap upgrade, only 15 points. It gives you a mastercrafted weapon, so that's which is 10 points usually anyway. So pretty much pays for itself. And the, these guys are like mini Praetors. You know, they get the Master Legion. I mean, you can have a right of war in the sub-thousand-point game. Basically, um, sort of fluff-wise, I suppose, these are trusted officers that have been told to get it done at any cost. It has a unique a, has a unique right of war called Chosen Duty, which makes veteran tactical squads troops, and you must take two of them, which is pretty good. Uh, it can be taken in an allied detachment. It can't be taken in an allied detachment and must be the army's warlord unless the Primarch is present. So just a little heads-up for you there. So, yeah, not bad, I suppose. Does he get something else now? Is it that it? Just a mastercrafted weapon and right and access to rights of war? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. But he can't take a bodyguard. No. Oh, we can, yeah, but that was the thing. Because only Praetors and special characters with Master of Legion and Primarchs can take bodyguards. So, yeah, yes. it's a good way of getting in a, a cheap uh, right of war if you need one without having to spend 100 plus points on a Praetor. Yeah, I mean, 65 points, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Yeah, which is 35 points cheaper than a, just even just a bod pro yeah, isn't it? just a bod, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we see a common you know, choice, isn't it, really? You know, people like the 
the two Dengars <clears throat> for that reason because he is cost effective, but he's not. It's yeah. not particularly exciting. He isn't very exciting. He's there, for, he's there for one purpose only, yeah. to give you access to another yeah, to then do something else. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He is a facilitator. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he would be He would be like the guy, I don't know, you know, behind a sort of desk or something, wouldn't he? You know, like, you know, checking stuff in and out all day. And then when yeah. war comes, it's like, oi, back from the desk, you've got some paperwork to do on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. yeah, Master Legion, that's me. Yeah, I'll sign this, sign this. Yeah, anyway. Off you go. The bureaucracy uh, right. of the heresy. Yeah, <laughs> right. The next one is the Pravian. This is the another support officer. He is the Legion's master of automata. He has a Cortex controller, a Cortex designator, um, and can't take any equipment which would make him bulky. So that's turning armor out. Uh, he takes with him either unit of Castellax or Vorax. Uh, forming a single unit at any time he hits an enemy unit with a ranged attack he grants preferred enemy to the automata of that type I guess uh, that turn you can also grant enhanced targeting arrays to the automata for even greater accuracy because um, that makes them plus one ballistic skill yes. and gives them night fight or is it the... I can't remember now I believe it does yeah yes yeah is that the one that does the um takes one off their um, cover save. Minus one to cover saves, that's it, yeah. Not knife fighting, well, kind of is. Yeah. Uh, you can choose to confer legion rules onto the automata, and they, there's a whole list of them for various different legions, uh, and some come with war gear options. Uh, we'll be covering those in legion-focused episodes, which we have done. Uh, if you don't give them legion rules, they can be given furious charge, tank hunters, or scouts. Because the Iron Warriors one's absolute nonsense, but tank hunting Castellacs now that's... tank hunt, tank hunting dart fire lances you say yes i do that's something to be that's something to ah. consider yeah i mean the castellacs with dart fire lances are a fantastic unit i think um you can't have yeah. them <laughs> please um but yeah i couldn't possibly have them now i would never live it down i've, I've put myself in a corner when it comes to mechanicum you kind of have yeah I can't kind of go back on my word. So, yeah. No, they're rubbish robots. Just remember, rubbish robots. Don't take them, kids. No. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I love the uh, Pravian model. You do. Brilliant model. Um, lots, lots of love in that model. It's always a, quite a surprise package when you turn up and somebody's got one of these with some Catholic. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, so that's my day ruined. Um, but not really. I mean, but they are good, aren't they? I mean, like a unit of Catholics with him. It's a really good unit, I think. So yeah, it's they're really, nice to see. really, I'm surprised really you don't unit. own this model, Graham, for, as the, like a... Yeah, I know the one you mean, because it's got Nyan Dravax, whatever his name is, uh, who's an Iron Warrior's loyalist special character, isn't it? And he's the one who's part of the sort of Shattered Legion menange trois with the other, um, with the chap from the Salamanders, I believe. Yes. It's, so um, it's something I may do, because now I've got Salamanders, there's obviously a little opening there if you Got excuse on. the expression um but that would mean then taking robots and then we're into a whole world of then uh, hypocrisy hypo- hypocrisy would, would be exactly writ large so yeah unfortunately because of my earlier um lambasting the the mechanica my i can't take him now just saying <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so uh i'm going to talk about the herald uh, who's another support officer, so he can't be your um, uh, uh, your, your compulsory HQ, but 
he does just so happen to have Master of the Legion. So he can take a right of war for you. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, and he grant, But he grants an extra VP uh, if he dies uh, to your opponent. Um, now, thanks to the playtest rule, Heralds now get Implacable Advance and Fearless. And he can take Terminator armor. You would never take a Delegatus again. This guy is fantastic with those rules. Yes, but you've still got to take another HQ to be your compulsory HQ. So, okay, uh, a little bit annoying, but um, you know what can you do? Uh, I suppose you know your battle st- your battle standard bearer wouldn't, uh, which is what he is, uh, wouldn't necessarily be the, the the one in charge, would he? Unless it's Remus Ventanus and he's just rock hard. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the uh, thing is, impeccable yeah. advance, right, with a herald. Get him to join Perturabo and some siege tyrants, and then you've got a scoring Uber unit. Yes, which is a bit fearless in because of Perturabo, but even so, maybe not even Perturabo. But yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, so he's got three different banners depending on which faction you're taking, and they affect the herald and all units within twelve inches of him. So the first one is for the black shields. This is the dark banner. So all Legionia's Astartes black shields. Um, gain fear and plus one leadership so that is in my opinion personal opinion that is really really good Mm. so i definitely go for that uh if you're a black shield player i can't see any reason why you wouldn't i mean fear is just a moment plus one leadership that's i mean that's That's never to be sniffed at is it let's be honest that's a biggie yeah 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 yeah. uh loyalists have the banner of the Achilla. Um, and uh, all the Jonas Astartes, who are part of a loyalist force, uh, gain plus one weapon skill to a maximum of five plus. Uh, sorry, five, not five plus. Yeah, <laughs> thinking 40k there. Uh, yeah. okay, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, traitors, on the other hand, have the banner of the eye. Um, and um, all the Jonas Astartes, who are part of a traitor force, um, add one inch to their charge and run distances and may re-roll um, once to hit on a turn in which they successfully charged. That's very powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really, really powerful. Well, um, what, what would you rather have? Plus one weapon skill or re-roll one? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know which one you prefer because you roll a lot of ones, but... Yeah. Oh, I mean, but that you get both, do. don't you? Yeah. Try it for so they get the charge and run as well as the re-roll ones. So you, yes. get, both, you get all of it chucked in. Yeah. yeah, forces you down a very aggressive path. But given the choice, I would always take reroll ones every day of the week, just yeah. beyond by the sheer bottom of my run. Do you know what? I have overlooked the Herald as a as a HQ choice, and reading that makes me think that actually, this is this is there's a lot of plus points there, like say, making you, things scoring. For your world eaters, it makes sense. I mean, anything really. I mean, you know, yeah, it would definitely make sense for the world eaters, big time. Like say, implacable advance. I think most of my stuff's scoring anyway, but maybe for destroyers, just for a bit of a laugh. But I suppose he can't take a jetpack, can he? No, and he can't join destroyers. No, crikey. Okay. Can no, he not? No, no one wants to join the destroyers. You're right. Only the um, only oh, the Moritak. Only the Moritak can join the destroyer squad. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Well, anyway, um, he, he's very, very good. And definitely something to... Like, fearless is invaluable in this game, I think. Um, and implacable advances where you don't see many things with that. So you could make some, you know, crazy stuff um, implacable and scoring. So, yeah, I'm thinking of you, 
um, fire, fire drakes, whatever they are. Um, mind you, plus one weapon skill. What do you make? What do you make of that, loyalist players? I, think I, can, think of, I can think of loads of uses for it. Um, is it better than to a maximum the, the Black five. Shields ones and the Traitors one? I think you've been shortchanged. I'm just trying to think. No, I, 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 it depends what Legion you're playing, I think. Yes, that's true. If you're um, a shooting deck, it's completely useless. Yeah, I mean, if you're a, you know, an Assault Legion, mm-hmm. I mean, the Blood Angels, that's pretty useful for. Just, you yep. know, Assault Marines. Hitting on threes rather than fours. And also we have our special rule that means is they wound on one less. Yeah, they wound on one less as well. So, um, yeah. So, okay. that's yeah. so, yeah, I think there are certain, you know, Definitely for, the, for, you. For, the, for the Imperial Fists, yeah, certainly you know, right up my street, isn't it? Um, for Imperial Fists, Templar Brethren, I think, if I remember correctly, a weapon skill five anyway. Yeah, I think they may be. Uh, so, they're not going to get the benefit of it. I'm just going just going with the legions that I can uh, you know that I've interacted yeah. with and can remember. Uh, Phalanx warders probably benefit from it, but yeah, I mean there are certainly some legions, loyalist ones that you'd think nah, not too fast. Iron hands, Iron hands would be, yeah, slightly wasted. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, good but it depends how you play your iron hands. Obviously, don't want to put anybody into a nobody puts baby in the corner. No one puts baby in the corner. Okay. So uh, next out of the bag, uh, after the revelation of the Herald, we have the Armistos, which is another support officer type. This is the first of the new ones, isn't it? These are the yeah, new chaps. These, that... these came out in the last book. So he's a captain with a heavy weapon, which can be mastercrafted heavy bolter or mastercrafted Volkite culverin. Uh, hardened armor. That's not void hardened armor. That's just hardened armor, isn't it? So uh, just... I think it's void hardened armor. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I think there is just void hardened armor. If that makes sense. I well, I may be wrong. There's, there's two, isn't it? There's void armor and there's void hardened armor, and I think one gives you reroll blast templates. Say, I, I always thought they were the same thing. No, yeah, the, I'm pretty one, sure the, the other one. Well, I was thumbing through the Crusade Imperialis book the other day, and I was looking at this. The void armor um, just means you, in games of Zone Mortalis, you're not affected by you know being out in space. Because all of the solar auxiliary, for example, have void armor, but they don't have void hardened armor, which is what I think Iron ha- Havocs have, which means uh, I think Breaches. Yeah. Breaches have void hardened Breaches have void hardened armor, but I think it's, it counts as void, as counts as yeah, hardened armor at the same time. Yeah, it's quite confusing. But anyway, something to. to, to um, it's probably void hardened armor. Anyway, he's also got an Augur scanner, which is great. Uh, which we know how useful those are. He grants Mastercrafted to a heavy support squad with the same weapon as him. He's also stubborn, and so he can hold the line together. So he's not all that bad. People kind of rubbished him when he first came out, I suppose because he's only using heavy bolters or Volkites. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Mark, Michael, you, you've got you've got a big thing for Volkites. Would you, would you consider I, him? I'm probably going to make myself a, um, a, 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 a an Armistos at some point. Um, but I can see myself using him depending on the army. But the thing you got to remember is he's going to increase the bookkeeping because you can only you've got to roll each of those weapons now instead of rolling. You know, if you've got a squad of ten uh, Volkite Culverins, you just roll forty dice at once. You've now got to roll four at a time because you can only re-roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it does increase you know the, the length of gameplay, which is a little bit weird because they've been going the other way recently. Um, but I can definitely see myself building one of him with the Volkite uh, covering and giving him a go. 
Just a suggestion. Dun, dun, dun. Couldn't you roll that? 40 dice and then just re-roll 10? Well, the, the line uh, went silent there as we, as we all considered the, the ethics. Would that, that be cheating? Yeah, see, I'm kind of in Michael's camp with this because ah, yes, one of those, all of those could be from like two guys. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yep, I retract that from the record. Get back in your corner. I think Uh, I see. I see your point, Graham. No, no, but but but, but he's right. You could be. It could be technically cheating. And line of sight might make a difference as to who can see and things like that. So one guy might miss. You know, four times we can only re-roll one of those dice, so there would be three misses, but. Whether yeah. that would mean that overall, overall, would you still get the same number of dice, the hits to misses ratio? It's a crazy yeah, So it's, as I say, definitely one I'm going to build, but not necessarily one I'm going to um, yeah. going to do much beyond, you know, experimenting with him. So, well, you got 10, 10 sets of dice. <laughs> four dice each, maybe. Just roll them. Just, ro- just roll ten dice four times. You got. It's not take that long to do it. Yeah, but it's and the, and then you roll the wounds together, so it doesn't make a difference at that point. Uh, true enough. True enough. Um, you don't. I haven't seen him used yet. I mean, I don't know how many I, points does an upgrade I, he is. I I don't see. I don't see the point personally. But anyway, I think I think, think I think he's a bit meh. I think because of his weapon choice, I have yeah. as or, or bolt. Oh cannon. yeah, if he had a, if he had another last weapon, cannon. yeah, not so last cannon, but just something else that wasn't a bit rubbish. it's great. The weapon uh, choice does feel a little bit lacklustre. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm assuming that, 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 that probably in playtesting this came out, but whether they could say right, if you're with a, you've got a missile with you know flat missiles, you can do this. If you've got him, if he has a last cannon, can do this. If you've got a Volkite, can do this. If you've got everybody can do that. So you get a choice. Do you see what I mean? But with that kind of fixed thing that says, you know, makes it mastercrafted, um, I'm going to take these two weapons. I can't see him being used too often. Okay. So we move on to the Warmonger. Mm. Uh, an up-and-coming captain that leads the first wave in attack. Sits somewhere between a centurion and a praetor in rank, grants a unit that they join deep strike, and they come with an iron halo of digital lasers, which aren't available to any other centurion. Thoughts, gentlemen. I'm surprised we're not inundated with these. I thought we would be, because maybe next year we will. I I wonder if we'll see them in September. I wonder if, because that's that's the next time we will see a big list um, of lists coming through. I wonder if we'll see him again. I, for me, it's the fact that it's one unit. It's the unit that they join, get Deep Strike. I mean, I'm going to get one and put my fire drakes with him, to be honest, because, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's an argument that says, you know, the, the Storm Eagle is a good choice, but it's quite an expensive choice, 200 plus points. Um, whereas with him, I can Deep Strike a squad of 10 in if I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. They can't run because they have loads of rules about them running anyway. Um, making them really good. You can give him Terminator armor, digital lasers, iron halo. Has he got? Um, can he take Terminator armor? Uh, yes. Yeah, I should, I should think so. Nice. So he's a great choice for those those things. You know, getting people have been talking about using him with um, iron um, the iron circle for um, deep strike. Oh, yeah, yeah. robots in, which you can do now. Um, you can't deep strike him and per travel, which we might have talked about in the last episode. Yes, anyway, so yeah, you can't, we did. But- 
he's 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 nice uh, i think you know it's a, it's a nice idea i can definitely see myself uh building one of these because there are certain times when you think i could do a deep striking these terminators in or i could do a deep striking this particular squad in um although being obviously an, being imperial fist player we get teleportation transponders yes, that's and true. we get storm shields yeah yes. so but they only get the cheap ones because they have to they have to pay double for the um, custodies. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> have to pay double for the custodies. Shake your face. It's it's obviously it's obviously legion dependent on how useful this guy's going to be. I suppose yeah. the way to look at these things is, which is something that I've started to do is, well, not really. You shouldn't probably do it to this level. But now I'm arguing with myself. Are you, gonna, only... are you going to have like a new? Is this going to be like your secure and standard of, of HQ no, choices? The thing is, I suppose the thing is, once this guy's deep struck your unit, he's fairly useless after that, isn't he? Just, I mean, he's there well, for one purpose. You know, unless you tank him up, unless you make him yeah. no, you know, a 170-point character. If you put him with your um, with your Terminators, you give him that... Um, you give him... Um, can you give him a Storm... Can any of your characters take the Storm Shield? Yeah. Uh, or is the storm shield going to be salamanders? Yeah. Salamanders shield gives him um, plus one, doesn't it? Dragon, their, dragon scale. Dragon scale shield gives him plus one to their. Yeah, so he's going. So it's going to be three plus. Three there. plus in from. Yeah. Um, you give him a thunder hammer. Yeah. Chain with all dig- chain fist. Yeah, with digital lasers. Um, yeah. He's good. He could do quite well. Dep- as I said, it it depends what you're putting with, how you equip him. As with all things, I think this guy could do a lot, dependent on what you do with him and what role you want to fit him in. He's he's a bit more to me. Seems to be a bit more flexible because he's so generic. He yeah. isn't sort of forced yeah. down. I how ha- I can only have this equipment. I can only do this. And you can chuck him in any unit, which is good. Yes, exactly. Well, so, not any unit, but you know what I mean. So nine, once, nine so, he, so he's a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. But once he's given, but he gives that deep strike, which is what he's all about. Totally. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool indeed. At least that's the way I look at him. Yeah. Is I think he's a good choice. Personally. Is he a support character? Or is he a? No, he's a he's a he's a full on he full on dude. He can be your warlord. So okay. okay. Okay, uh, so the Mortar Factor, uh, like a Purveyant, but for Dreadnoughts, um, your 25 points gets you a Servo Arm and a Corpusant Stave, which is a Strength plus one, AP4 Concussive and Haywire Melee Weapon. Must take a Talent of Dreadnoughts, either Castafarum or Contemptor, which must consist of at least two, um, but can be as many as five, and they don't take up a Force Org slot. So whilst the Mortar Factor is alive, they they ignore penetrating or glancing hits on a 5+, and when two or more of his Dreadnoughts attack the same model in close combat, they get Shred and Sunder. Lovely. Dang it's up. a great choice, isn't it? The only problem is that you can't take him with um, that right of war. Yeah, yeah, you can't oh, take him with that. Well, uh, apparently when asked at the weekend, uh, you know, what, why... Why is this character created when we can just take, you know, uh, the, uh, the 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 March of the Ancients, you know, Fury of the Ancients? Uh, and Anuj said, uh, I, I'm told by people who were there, uh, that basically this guy, that eventually the rights of war are going to get redone. And this guy was sort of built with that in mind. I mean, he's a great choice. The thing is, if you're running five Dreadnoughts, I mean, you're looking at a thousand points, aren't you? Well, yeah. probably at least, at least... 750, I would say. Did, did for we, a Cortus <clears throat> type dreadnought. 
did we not discuss uh, having him as a allied detachment? To yes, but I, I couldn't. Could you? I think. Oh no, he's, he's a support officer, isn't he? Is he a support officer? No, I don't think he is a support officer. So I think you could. I think it's a great choice for um for having that kind of master of legion, uh, master of armor, but for um dreadnoughts. Well, I think dreadnoughts are, are sadly you don't see too many of them, and when you do see them, they're generally in singles. Yeah. Um. But I like the idea of this, uh, building an army around him, and I think that's what I did when we used these HQ choices. You did. I've got a feeling he's going to get a model, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Very good. So I would like to see some more of those. I'm going to possibly, maybe that might be something for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, Graham's next favourite band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Primus Navigator, the uh, avant-garde experimental uh, Berlin-inspired uh, 1970s band. If Chris uh, Gibson's All Up Power Fist had like a predecessor, it would I be Primaris Nullificator. I don't think so. I think Chris Gibson's power would have taken a, a whole different musical journey. I think Primus Nullificator would be very, you know, wearing tank tops and glasses and, you know, all looking uh, like from Sparks and electronic music. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> slightly weird. Um, the Primus Nullificator, not a, as previously mentioned, a strange uh, East German band, uh, but the anti-demon console. And uh, he comes with Cataphractor Terminator Armour, an Aether Shock Mauled, which is strength plus two, AP4, which is, you know, basically a power maul. Um, I think it's got Deflagrate as well. It has. It? It's got yeah. a, de- a Deflagrate as well, yeah. Um, hexagramic wards which let you re-roll your invulnerable save against demons and adamantan will so that gives you plus two to your denial the witch rolls uh you can also take a single martial over psychic power for five points which you must be used for the santic discipline and also allows you to take more than a single nullificator squad it's hard to judge these yet without seeing or playing you know in that kind of much more yeah. demon psycho heavy world i think yeah, when we get yeah. to sort of maybe March next year, so coming mm. Legends twenty twenty. I think once we're into the sort of the demons are more settled. Yeah, <laughs> it, if that's, even if that's it, possible, if that makes sense. But you know, I think once now we've got the yeah. Rules once we once we've had a few and everyone's, demons everyone's in settled into them more, and um, you know, you people are going to be looking for ways to to counter them more. And maybe you know, I I think we'll certainly start to see this guy because yeah, you know we're we're at the start of the demon cycle, aren't we? At this point, realistically, totally. totally. So yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem bad, to be honest with you. Just, you know, the Deflagate melee weapon's pretty good. Um, re-rolling one of the against demons and, you know, Adamantum Will. Single martial every psychic as power as well is pretty good. Santic, though, I think it's got quite high, um, you know, requirements in terms of those spells that you need to get off. So, yeah, I think it's an okay choice. But like I say, it'd be interesting to, to gauge later on, I think. Yeah, I think once people have start, once demons have started, have made their impact, and then people have realised, you know, what they need to do to counter them. Yeah. Um, if demons are a big deal, then I think we will see more of him, uh, and we'll see more uh, nullificator squads. Um, but I think it will. It, it, it's also going to depend on what the models are like, because I've got the feeling that the nullificators are something that's going to get a model, mm. uh, because they are really quite. Do you think that it'll be one of those things that, you know, you take a Augurus gunner to, to counteract Deep Strike, you take something with Skyfire to counteract Flyers, you'll be taking something to counteract Demons in a sort of well-balanced yeah. list. 
yeah, whether that be Sai Arcana that you take or uh, nullificators, okay. we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, we shall come back and review it after a year. Okay. Yeah, definitely, next definitely. Next up, uh, next up the Esoterist, isn't it? The Esoterist, mm. Esoterist, which is where you want to, uh, you say tomato, ice, and all that, oh, and all that jazz. I'll just get all those, uh, all those the musical songs out of the way. Uh, right, here's a support officer. He is a psycho who isn't part of the Libris after Nikia and playing with powers they shouldn't be. We're looking at you, Thousand Suns players. Uh, he is 15 points plus two, plus up to two levels of psychic mastery for 10 points each in either the Santic or Malefic demonology. Pretty good. Comes with a force weapon. They're mm. always a bit tasty yeah. and can take psychic grenades for a and an Archaeotech pistol, if not in Terminator armor. Okay. They are cheaper than Librarian, but are more likely to explode and far less flexible. Um, are they? Is it because they're more likely to explode because of taking Santic or casting Santic and Malefic means you're more likely to perils? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because with uh, Malefic, I believe, I don't know if it's the same for Santic, but... Um, you you um, do a perils on any doubles. Double, yeah, that's right. Not just um, not just double sixes. So if you're throwing four or five dice down, you're in a peril. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, high heaven, you're in a world of trouble unless you're very lucky. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen um, an Ultramarines player um, I know online has uh, been using these guys, and on um, uh, one occasion, he's ended up transforming into a bloodthirster. Nice, <laughs> and that's that what you want. Works. That's that's what you want to happen, though, isn't it? I mean, totally. if I was Every day of the week. if I was running this guy, I would take a you know a, a bloodthirster <laughs> just on the hope, just yeah, have him in the box, just on the occasion that he turns into yeah. that. Dude. Yeah, I think Do it's it? one of the one of the psychic powers, isn't it? That uh, yes, yeah, I it it's, it, does um when you're the malefic powers, does the same apply to for word bearers and stuff? Do that, or does demonology give you? Or your demons, if you're a demon doing the summoning, you don't suffer quite as badly, if I remember right. Uh, I can't remember, but I haven't looked at the Demons of the Runestorms rules uh, for that that closely. So We need to give it a look. But yeah, interesting. Yes. Very good. Yep. Uh, okay, so then there's the Damocles Commander. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Ultramarines player summon demons for his yes. loyalist army. Yes, it was an Ultramarines player that was summoning demons for his... Uh, now, army. I mean, we, we, we're not, we're not going to name and shame. We're not going to judge. No, that's, no, not, no. that's not who we are. But of all <laughs> the legions <laughs> that are going to summon demons, mm. the plat that I, I find it difficult to believe that it would be the legion whose Impact. one of their main planets was ravaged by the uh, the spawn of the warp. I, I, it's a hard sell narratively, to be fair. It is. He's gotten some. He's gotten some stick in the Ultramarines groups. If you are Ultramarines players and you are part of some of the, the groups, you may know who I'm talking about. So, um, but let's we, leave we, him alone. We're not. We're not going to say names. But no. um, just say no, kids. It's, it's a bold move. I mean, it's, it's up to you how you play your army. Obviously. Well, I mean that. That's the point. You know, these these are these are librarians. You've been told. You know, Gulliman says, "Oh, right, the librarius is a thing now. Go out and do psychic powers." You know, these guys are like, "Well, okay, fair enough. Let's summon some demons." Yeah, I think what they meant was, look, see that book over there that says Santic. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. This one that's covered in blood and and human entrails. 
and is smouldering, probably give that one a miss. That would be my advice, you know. But who am I to judge your psychic brethren? Yes, indeed, indeed. Okay, so the Damocles Command Rhino. So oh, I'm going I'm to talk this. about this because as a you know, Ultramarines player, this is something that uh, you know the Ultramarines can take as a dedicated transport for our Master of Signal. Uh, mm. But everyone else has to take it as an actual HQ. Sorry. So, oh, so that's we're done with the Centurions now, by the way. Oh, that yeah. All 18 Centurion choices done. Is and that of course, right? We, we whizzed through them. Yep. So that's all 18 Centurions covered. Uh, cons- uh, Centurion consoles, I should say. I don't know what Graham's doing in his... Uh, Sorry. Room. You're not hanging yourself, are you? Oh, auto, a bit auto dark. asphyxiation <laughs> erotica. That I can believe, but I'd rather not. <laughs> that you can believe. What does that say? Unless I can do it with a custard tart, which <laughs> hang on, I'm hang fine. on. For all, I, for all like, some of the listeners know, that's slang for something. Unless not. <laughs> In fact, I believe it was the custard tart that that did for Michael Hutchins. But um, anyway, okay. So bad, Damocles bad Command, form, right? Bad form is a vehicle it's got a transport capacity of uh, six which is a bit different from the uh, 40k version because i don't think that had any uh, transport capacity mm-hmm. at all um yeah. and basically it uh, lets you um uh, it's a non-compulsory hq coise uh, for any legion um applies no scatter to deep striking units within 24 inches and reduces any roll uh, for deep strike miss deep strike mishap outside of this uh, by uh, one on the table, so you know it lowers your chances of uh, having something bad happen. Mm. Um, also modifies your reserve rolls by uh, plus one, plus or minus one, so you can ensure a unit comes on exactly when you want it to come on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you know, it, it helps you. you can roll a two, and it and it still, yeah. Well, yeah, you're all... One will still fail. One will still fail. But, um, yeah, and it's it's a really good, really, really good um, unit, especially because it's got it's it's got a nice little lance, uh, or, sorry, orbital strike uh, with lance, I should say. Um, it is uh, strength 8, AP 3, uh, twin-linked uh, with the lance rule. So. I like the idea of it having a lance, just like a jousting guy on the side. Yes, that's, that's what it should have. Well, it, should, it should be at the front, isn't it? Because it's a rhino. So it really yeah. should be out the front, but anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's an interesting tr- uh, choice, and it's often used for people who've got lots of uh, units coming on from reserve. So uh, yeah, I mean, I I've used it. I've got them in both of my armies actually, for because I hate. There's nothing more depressing, and you really feel for people. And you know when we had the game at Throne of Skulls, Chris, yeah, where they just couldn't get a reserve roll. Oh. Um... Sam and Rory. Sam and Rory. And you just felt for them because it's like every turn, roll to two, roll to two. When you say felt for them, I mean. I did. (laughs) Did you? I did. I did. It was just like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely, Graham. Of course you did. Yes. Oh, you you paint me in a very dark light, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Chris. I did feel sorry for them. And it's just the problem with the Damocles is 100 points. It's a fair old tax. Um, That non-scattering thing is really good as well and not to be underestimated. But it's that 100 points that, um, you know, you're thinking, oh, I can get a Praetor or I can get a Centurion, you know, with something cool going on. So I won't get him and then... You rely so much on reserve rolls and you miss them, and then your your army's knackered because it's outnumbered. But I think so, there are a hundred points to get your army on. That's 
You can still roll ones as I do frequently, yeah. but um, it just it just helps so much. Did uh, we not think of another way of doing this? Was it not the um, Aegis Defense line thing? So uh, you could use the comms relay as cheaper. Yeah. So, that was, yeah. so you can get an Aegis Defense line 50, comms relay is 20, which would, which actually re, re, gives you the re-rolling reserves, which is better than, re, than than adding plus one to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Something, but a lot of the problem is a lot of people, a lot of the sort of deep striking armies, the rights of war prohibit fortifications. So, yeah. You can yeah. also do the, uh, well, some things, uh, or is that just interfering with? I was thinking the Explorator Augury array. array. I think that interferes. Is that just interfering? From the two occasions I've ever read the rules for that particular. Uh, that's the Land Raider Proteus, isn't it? No. Oh yes. Yeah. And and the um, what's the name one? Macarator, whatever it's. All right. Let me let me try and find the Proteus and try and. Uh... Mm. Okay. I think it just I think it just interferes. Yeah. Um, ungentlemanly with uh, people's reserve rolls. Yeah, but I, I've taken it with my Ultramarines um, air, air, air cav because uh, yes. I've got two uh, two Storm Eagles filled with troops, um, and you know you want them coming on. Totally. I mean, I've taken it with my. Um, Blood, um, bloodthirsters with my world eaters. I wish you army of bloodthirsters. Um, yeah, uh, we're not playing somebody, somebody, somebody should do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've taken it with my world eaters because of that very reason. I've also got one for my iron warriors, which I used um, rather unsportingly, I suppose. I did use the, um, you know, the 40k special set you only buy in Games Workshop with the Land Raider and the kind of um, oh, yeah, yeah. Rhino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the Primaris Rhino. Yeah, I used the Primaris Rhino with just getting rid of some some of the stuff on the outside to make it look more heresy like. Why not? It's uh, perfectly fine. It's got the yeah. it's got the, it's got the air it's got the aerial on top. Yeah, it's got the big old radar disc, which is very cool. So I've used it for both armies because I'm just you know getting those reserves in is an absolutely needed if you if you're playing that tactic. I think. Okay. Um, so the, go on. Just so the Explorator array. Just as for those keen to have the memories refreshed, uh, the Proteus or gets the Scout special rule, and the uh, also has two different versions. So it's disruption mode, which is minus one to opponents, and uh, relay mode, which is resolve rolls may be re-rolled. Ah, right there you go. Yeah, so it has, good. but its transport capacity gets reduced down to eight. Right for the that's in the um that's in the Proteus. Yeah, that is pretty good though, isn't it? Two hundred twenty-five points, and the Explorator Array is fifty of your shiny yes, gold points. Two hundred seventy-five points. That's oh, a tax. Is it the Proteus? It's the, um, four terminators in there. Phobos. That's the Proteus. Proteus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Proteus is, is the non-assault uh, one. <clears throat> right. That's actually a hundred. It's hundred eighty points. That isn't it? Base. Yes. Quite points. cheap, yeah. Is it? Yeah, they 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 not. Oh yeah, I do. I, I was reading the Phobos. I do apologize. Yeah, 100, 180 points plus fifty, so two hundred thirty. Two hundred thirty, but that's not bad. And an eight man, an eight man capacity, um, uh, land raider. So you could pop. Yeah, well, no, you oh, can't no, pop you a could, terminator no. squad in there. But you what you could pop in there is say seekers because you can take that. As oh, a you're obsessed, obsessed with seekers. I believe you can take um that as a dedicated transport for seekers. You couldn't take breaches because they need to be a minimum of a ten. Yeah. You could take a command squad. 
Yes, with a command squad. Can you take it with a command squad? Yes, four guys and a Praetor, probably doesn't have Terminator armor. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, yep, that would work. There we go. Solved it for you. And not only that, but then you have a you have a, you have a land raider with las cannons and for less points than buying a actually no, that's nonsense. <laughs> anyway. Just nonsense. Just nonsense. Good good thing to see, but yeah, quite expensive. So next up is as we're going off piece now and we're bringing everything in is the Expeditionary Navigator. Now, we ran into this chap, didn't we? We went into him hard. We we weren't. <laughs> we weren't we, again, whatever you're doing in that hotel room is none yes. of anyone else's business and just keep okay. the belts out of the room. Was that, was that oh. the Throne of Skulls, was it? <clears throat> no, this is when he got brought along with some custodies. Custodies. Oh, yes, when King Fluff brought him along. We weren't going to name names. Okay. We weren't going to name names, but now we have. Yes, he did, and we were probably a little bit uh, harsh with it, to be fair. But I, we didn't. I didn't play against it, so I wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to possibly comment. But the problem, I suppose. Well, let's talk about him first. We talk about where we've, we've we've kind of met him. Um, he was originally an event-only model uh, some years ago, but there's now a really cool um, Blackstone Fortress version. So he is an agent, but he can take in as a standard HQ slot. He comes with an architect pistol. And an Aether Lab, yeah, Aether Lab staff, which allows a unit to fire any deep right, which has a unit to fire any deep striking units arriving within twelve of him. So a bit like a mini Ori scanner, yep. or full boy, bo- ballistic skill if they arrive by conjuration psychic power. So pretty cool. So any um you know demons that rock up within twelve gets a face full of death. Yep. He also causes fear and has navigator powers, which work a bit like sixth edition psychic powers. Don't use warp charges. And can use one per turn on a successful leadership test. Failure pins him in his unit. So his skills out the bag are, and he's got quite a high leadership, if I'm not mistaken. Um, little stare. This is I've been hit by this. Yeah, this is this a is a bad shooting attack, which uses the flame attempt. Like any unit is hit, has to pass initiative test, <laughs> has to pass an initiative test, or suffer instant death. Just that, just gone. Basically, initiative or dead, isn't it? There's no save involved. Yep, that's it. Initiative test or die. Uh, warp prescience. I, so, I think. I think what it represents is the um, psyker opening his uh, opening his third eye, and the um, the people having to duck out the way of it. Okay. <laughs> don't just don't. You're better than that. You're better than that. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! I, I, I work with children. <laughs> To be fair, the fact that you said you have to duck out the way of it did not help. <laughs> Look, I, I held it. Didn't. I held it together. Oh, Don't blame me. It was him. You started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> warp prescience. So enemies shooting at the navigator do so at minus one ballistic skill. So this was actually out of all of them. This is really nasty, particularly if you had a in a big old unit of custodians because you know you're hitting them much makes them much harder to hit so it's a good thing to have it makes it can make powerful units very powerful though um yeah a theoric disrupt disruption uh, all cycles on the table be their friend or foe must roll three dice when determining what happens with perils at a warp and discard the lowest for the purposes of the result a bit confusing since this was written for the sixth edition perils test uh, most of it organizers have had this one come up and simply said this power can't be used Really, it does need a rewrite, but seeing as the Forge World model is, is, is long out of print, it doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon. Yes, that is 
a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's just, useless, yeah. the last one. I mean, we were probably, I think in combination, the minus one ballistic skill does make hard units harder. But, you know, I didn't realise that um, a failure does pin him and his unit, though, to be fair. I probably should have read that. Um, where we, I think what we did was we said that his leadership could, would, couldn't be modified. I think that was the thing. Um, I think it's quite high leadership anyway, so it wasn't a massive... Yeah. He's a psycho, so they're bound to you know. Yeah, I think it was they re-roll successful leadership tests, and so we basically got him to re-roll. The, every time I did, they had to re-roll because of outside influences. But, yeah, he's only 50 points, though, if I remember right. He's very cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that thing, he, what he points. does, he is a bargain. Yeah, I guess you can't deep strike him, though, can you? So he couldn't be deep struck in with a load of... Um, Custodies or another unit, for example. So he'd have to walk. Um, but yeah, quite a, that walk prescience one, I think, is probably out of the two. You know, you can use that while you're getting across the board with a big unit and then little stare. I mean, instant death. I mean, just imagine that against some Mechanicum, for example. You'd be absolutely furious. Oh, yeah. Because um, their initiative isn't, what's it? Their initiative is usually not great. Threes. No, it's about this. twos or threes, depending on what it is. So against a squad of Phalanx, boom, ouch. Night. Yeah, so, yeah. Thanax are uh, has three. I mean, Castellax would be worse because they're yeah. initiative two. Whew. So, yeah, there you go. That's a good anti anti Castellax thing. Um, so, yeah, I think we were a bit harsh there, to be fair. But <laughs> anyway, it's done now. So, apologies, King Fluff. Um, deep striking. So, I think there's a, you know, would I use one? I think in the world of psychers now, I think it's a shame because that etheric disruption isn't going to get a rewrite because that could probably be quite useful. Um, the ability to full ballistic skill and conjuration yeah. is, the, is the one that I think <clears throat> if you're going to use him going with demons going forward, that'll be yeah. the one that you'll see him for because if you know someone conjures up a load of griblies next to you and you can unleash all your ballistic skill, yeah. Do you know if, do, does anybody know if they can shoot again the next turn or whether it's like an interceptor shot? Uh, I'll have to look at the rules. Okay. But uh, what I'll do is I'll put the rules available for download on our... Um, well, yeah. they're, they're on the 412 website. They're still so. after the 412 yeah. website. Is that so, deep striking? I'll put a link that, to that. Okay. Do I assume that they're snap firing at them if they're arriving within... Or if they're, they do a full ballistic skill if they arrive at a conjuration? Yeah, if they arrive at conjuration, it's full ballistic skill. Yeah. Uh, if they arrive any other method, um, it is uh, it's snapshot. Okay, right, cool. So yeah, that uh, apart from the master, um, we didn't do master of armor for for the um, right of war, but I suppose that's kind yeah. Of- I suppose that's something we should probably cover in rights of war. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So he's not a standard HQ choices, he say. What's your favourite then out of all of those? What's your go-to, Michael? You know, when you're building a list, what do you what do you normally start off with well other than the praetor which i'll be perfectly honest i think is a you know uh uh, 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 uh something that most lists should have if you can get a praetor in get your praetor in um i think that's but i think that's too obvious to say praetor um i would say personally for my ultramarines it's a master of signal mm. yeah. that because one of my rights requires me to take him oh yeah what about you chris i know you're um, not a right of war man I'm not right. is there uh, any there that you champion, yeah, the Legion champion, Legion yeah. for both the fists and mm-hmm. um, uh, the Blood Angels. The champion will be the one A because uh, I can't remember, it's Paragon Blade two handed. I can never remember. 
No. No, no. so in which case, Imperial Fist is even better because you can give him a Storm Shield and a Paragon Blade. Yes. Stick him into, stick him into Terminator armor. It's a specialist weapon, though, isn't it? So Yeah, but that's fine because he's doing a ton of attacks. Yeah. But people have been um, using um, Power Fist and Paragon Blade. Or, yeah. Uh, or, um, but if I'm going to, if I want something survivable, mm. um, yeah, Storm Shield, free up, invulnerable save. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said earlier, the champion, the chaplain to represent mm-hmm. um, Sanguinary Guard. Yeah. Chaplain's always the guy that, when I'm choosing a, an HQ, he's always the first guy that I look at. Got you. I think, um, apart from the Praetor, I think, as Michael said, the, the sort of Praetor with all the trimmings, you know, as we mentioned before, you know, digital lasers, um, mastercrafted and Paragon Blade, melt bombs, you know, you name it. Other than that, I think probably um, the uh, Master Signals is probably the one that I go to the most. Um, failing that, I think the new ones, though, the ones that I would probably look at now, I would probably actually have another look at the Herald uh, or the Warmonger, I think. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's the, it. If I'm going to look at one again, um, if we're going to talk about ones, we might look again after looking at these. I might look at the Navigator again. Yeah. yeah I've got one enough. sitting on my table that needs to be painted. Is it the... Um, it's the Forge World one. one. No, no, it's the Forge World one. I got it um, years ago when they were at... Um, it was the first time they went to the UK Games Expo. They just took a Forge World stand that was selling stuff. Um, and I, I got there, you know, I took my lunch break off. I went to the Ford world stand. I bought a bunch of stuff and they, they ran out of navigators, but they made one up for me. So, um, uh, well, you know, this, it took three weeks to get it because, uh, apparently it was a really popular model, but they weren't there the next year, but they came a few years later again. But yeah, so I, I would have to say definitely the, um, definitely the navigator is someone I'm going to be looking at because I, I forgot about the conjuration until it just came up yeah. uh, we were re- you know reviewing this and i'm like oh yeah. actually you know that, that it's, it's not really been relevant that's the thing is it it's not really been an issue until we go forward now yeah yeah exactly exactly but it's like uh and there are there are certain armies that i think that the navigator fits quite well as well and i think custodies is definitely one of those um but yeah there's lots of yeah, definitely want to. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Is there anything you would look at again after this? Um, just trying to the Easter terrorist, I think, but I'm not sure what. I mean, I like the idea of psychic powers. I just don't know where I would use them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, the more, yeah, not really. If I, I don't, for the two legions that I'm sort of playing, where I'm going to use them. I'm kind of set in my ways, I suppose. If that makes sense. Well, the Moratat would work suit the Blood Angels. Yeah, really, the, really the Moratat well. with the Melter. Yeah, absolutely. That's as a terrorist. I'm not sure if you would suit the uh, Blood Angels, though. To be honest, no. Because... Just think about the post sort of siege of terror fists. Which All would right. Be the, the, mm. the thinking for that. But maybe, that's maybe not. But wouldn't that have been about the time they got the Codex Astartes and there were rules? I'm. I'm I'm, I'm trying not to, to to spoil books at this point. Okay, fair enough. All righty. Um, so I, I have read. I have read the book here that you're. you're I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, there are plenty of people that haven't, unfortunately. So we'll just. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so shall we move on to uh, our next section, which will be the yeah. list challenge? Yeah. Let's do Okay, it's time for our list, our monthly list challenge. This is where we sort of uh, challenge each other to write a list, uh, depending, you know, it's for a, a criteria uh, that we decide upon, usually a couple of days before we actually have to record and then we panic. <laughs> um, that is the shows that, you know, we do, we, where we don't have a Legion list. But um, uh, this month, we, we I think we struggled a little bit for a theme because um, we want to start getting in some listeners to help us with this this section um and the theme that came up and kept coming up was legions that we're not that fond of yes so um we're going to insult some people we, now we, yeah, we, we, have, we have we have put a few caveats this, to this as well yes because it's I, not uh, i wouldn't say that you know uh, i think that we should explain our choice of legion though if we should justify why we don't like oh, crikey <laughs> <laughs> Graham's just definitely so going to upset some people. Just so all the hate mail gets directed to Graham. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. There's three people in this outfit, not just me. So anyway, Michael, you, being as you've laid okay. that particular gauntlet down. I'm going to go first, and I'll explain. I've chosen to do an Iron Hands army. Now, the reason I've chosen to do the Iron Hands army is up until Old Earth, I always thought the Iron Hands were a bit meh. You know, I wasn't that keen on them. They're just a bit boring. There's not really anything interesting about them because other than Ferris Manus dying, um, they don't really do much in the fluff. We're going to get letters again, aren't we? We are going to get letters. Iron Hands players are very passionate. Um, Which is ironic what, when you think about it. Yes, it is. <laughs> the one character that I liked, that I really liked, was Shadrach Magician. And if you yeah. read Old Earth, if you read Old Earth, no. you will hate the Iron Hands, if you're a fan of Shadrach Medusan. Oh, I like Shadrach. He's the, uh, so for those of us who only read these things in passing, he's the one who hangs around with the Raven Guard chap, isn't he? Uh, he's he's he's, he's the Lord of the Shattered Legion. So he, oh, he, maybe not then. He commands uh, Raven Guard and um, uh, Salamanders as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So he's like, he's a Terran who sort of, um, who sort of uh, became the very embodiment of the Iron Hands and became their their war leader um, during the uh, during most of the Open Heresy. Um, he wasn't King... in Angel Exterminatus. No, he wasn't. That was the okay. Sicilian, right? Okay. Uh, crew of the Sicilian, I believe. Okay. And he ca- he he came close to killing Horus. Um, did uh, did did Shadrach Medusan. But anyway, wow. I, I like Shadrach Medusan, and after what the Iron Hands did to him. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of right hands anymore. I went from being a eh, to being actively disliking them as a leader. Right. Wow, I, I hate the iron hands. Dislike. I actively, actively dis- active I, dislike. I, I, engaged. Yeah, I, I'm engaged. I, I can't stand the iron hands now. It's like, how dare you do this? How dare you do this? Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so my list. Yes. Um, I've been playing around at the minute with armored breakthrough lists because it's a very good choice. I like the idea of doing an armored breakthrough, and I guess I think that the Iron Hand would actually suit it quite well. I really think it they totally would. would. 
Um, I, I think it would fit with them fluffy informatic wise. Uh, sorry, I'm not just writing a list that is like com- to completely dick them over. I'm not like just filling it, just breaches. <laughs> you know, just six fully kitted out squads of breaches and some, <laughs> yes. uh, and the worst units I can think of. You know, tarantulas and uh, our, um, our 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 three criteria still apply, don't they? Which is yes. Um, does it meet the theme? Does it? Um, is it just, effective on the just, battlefield? And how just quickly, works? how are we going to judge the theme? That is. We can't, right? So, does it fit the theme of the army? As in, does I it agree. fit? Okay, yeah, that's does it. Does it fit that army? Does it still does tick it? the boxes for that? Yeah, army? yeah, yeah. Does it make sense for that army? The uh, challenge is, even though we dislike these legions for whatever myriad of reasons, we still have to put a, li- a list together that best reflects their character without besmirching them. I think is what we're saying. Yeah, 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 basically. And okay, so I went for an armor breakthrough. So my HQ, only HQ, is a master of armor. Yep. In a Sakaran battle tank, uh, as opposed to a Predator. Um, and that's got Armored Ceramite and Laz Cannon Sponsons. And for some reason, I haven't mm-hmm. given this a Blessed Sit Auto Simulacra, which I should have, really. Six mm. plus is ten points. Yeah, I've, I've, I've overlooked that. But my two elite choices are both Sakaran um, battle tanks. Um, oh, yeah. With Laz Cannon Sponsons, Armored Ceramite, and Blessed Auto Simulacras. And then the blessed also not the HQ, which is one that comes the HQ. Yeah, which which, you know that doesn't make any sense because I'm a numpty. Uh, Troops, troops wise, I've gone for some infantry. I've gone for two squads of breacher, uh, ten men uh, with uh, Vexelia's melter bombs. Mm -hmm. Um, Sergeants have um, power fists and cyber familiar, and one squad has got two graviton guns. And one squad has got um, two las cutters, and they're both in land raider Proteuses, because obviously in armor breakthrough they've all got they've all got to be in a transport mm. of some type. Um, type, yeah, with the tank type, yeah. And I've gone for two. My compulsory troop choices are the two predators, um, both with armored ceramite, auto simulacra, and heavy bolter sponsons. And nice. obviously, obviously, just base with the um, uh, with, with the uh, predator auto cannon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fast attack. Um, I was thinking about a lightning, um, but I thought I'd go more legionish, and I've given it a. Um, I've given them a siphon. Okay. Uh, with um, armored armored cockpit and ground tracking auguries. Very good. So, because uh, I thought I I know the the you know all legions had access to everything, but mm. for me, I've always thought that the um, the iron hands. You know, the flesh is weak and the lightning is is something to my mind that it would be piloted by a uh, a servitor or a um, or a human pilot. It's not really a marine piloted craft, is it? And this is where someone's going to say, no, actually, in the fluff, this is where, you know, but yeah, it looks yeah. to me like it's a plane that's piloted by a human. So why would the Iron Hand bring in a human, uh, you know, uh, a fleshy person to? Fly then. Seems, seems fair enough. Yeah, yep. yeah I agree with that. Uh, in heavy support, I've gone for a Sakaran Omega um, with Blessed Daughter Simulacra, Armored Ceramite, and Last Cannon Sponsons. Uh, mouth and I, trousers, this one, I think. think I think this tank <laughs> looks... I think it looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah. And um, I've done that with... Uh, yeah, so that's my only heavy support choice. I was thinking about a squadron of um, Punishers, but yeah um yeah. wanted some more heavy power and then a lord of war i've chosen a falchion crikey you have no, no upgrade to that just plain old falchion that's a that's a big one 
So that is the um, is that D weapon one. Yes, with, with the volcano shot. cannon. Yeah, with yeah. a vol- volcano volcano cannon, uh, which means, it, but it, but it's a fixed turret, so it's got to it's got to, move to physically that. move. Yeah. Um. So it's a uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting. You, you do see them now. I mean, they are a great tank for that, I guess. Um. That is a that's a good list. I'm, I approve. I guess the Graham Mills seal of approval. I, I've come across the fall. That's why. I've come across well, force of mm-hmm. I've come across the falchion once. And it was, it was nasty. It yeah. was nasty. Um, and I, lo- I just like the look of the tank. Um, I, and I don't know why, but it's a tank that I don't think I'm ever going to own because I don't think it fits with any of the art. Well, actually, it could fit with the Ultramarines. I'm tra- <laughs> don't talk yourself into buying a false human, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. You've got Stay a away. Blade and blade, so you might as well get the, the three of them. Sorry. Yeah, I d- no, 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 no. I'm not going to get a false I'm not going to get a false If I was, I've, I've got, um, I've got everything else. I don't need a false. Well, I've got, I've got the glaive and the fell blade. Yes, you yeah. Um, and I like those. But the falchion is a nice looking tank. It's, I just don't, I just can't see myself using it because it's, it's a lot of points, and, you know, if you lose it, I've, I've never. I mean, I love a tank as well. You know, I've never felt the urge to buy one. Simply because I can get a storm blade, which does a similar kind of thing, and I can even make it personal based transport if I wanted. Yeah, that so, was my th- that was my kind of thinking. Um, there are other yeah. there are other um, other bane blade chassis tanks that you can take, which are far far cheaper, you know, money wise. I mean, a, a bane blade what eighty five quid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, much cheaper and um, look as just as good. I like the. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a cracking looking tank, no, no, no denying. And it is there. I mean, it's more of a sort of Titan destroyer, isn't it? It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a Titan, Titan killer. Very good. I like that list. That's not bad at all. I like your, I like your reasoning behind it as well. That's, that's quite nice. And you have a, have put a good list together there. Okay, who's next? Shall I, shall I go? Shall I go next? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go on. So my, my legion is my my nemesis legion from. Numerous battles now, the world eaters. Mm-hmm. They are they are now my boat. I mean, <clears throat> they are my bogey legion because yep. every time I turn up and I play them, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the table. I never get the result. No, you know, I, ne- I've, I I don't think I've beaten them once. Not I've even Graham's. Uh, I beat Graham's once. Ones I don't really count that because it was Dave playing them. And Dave had only played that game that first occasion, so I'm not really. I don't, I don't really count because it doesn't. You know, it wasn't. He isn't. He isn't be worthy of my. Uh, it's not really that. It's, it wasn't really there as a, you know. Yes, it was there, there was no experience in playing the army, so it wasn't like. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All I right, we'll it, give you that. I said, I don't think it, you know. Whereas, you know, the other people like Chris and um, the other guys that I played, you know, they know that army, and and they've they've taught and Tom, you know, they've taught me. Taught me valuable lessons. Taught, taught you a lesson. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's why I've gone for World Eaters. Um, so my list is as follows. So I have uh, Khan the Bloody uh, as HQ. Uh, I have the always friendly and your friend of mine, uh, Garlan Serlak. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now we automatically not. know where this list is going, then. Yep. Uh, and a chaplain with artificer armor, 
heavy chainsword and a refractor field. I think I was right. just I think I was just uh, telling you guys before the show, Garland Serlak, he's in the Angron Primarchs book. Hate him. Yeah, I I mean <laughs> I hate him because he's just a a, a, a nonsense character ultimately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear any positive Don't mention words. No, no, no. He's a nonsense character. I mean, he is in the <laughs> he is in the in the Legion's background. Really important um, now. Really important. Um, uh, and I won't say anything for fear of spoiling the book because it's not been out that long. But yeah, you ought to read that. But anyway, go on. Uh, I have a single apothecary. Uh, mm-hmm. In my elite choice, uh, he has the exhortation of butchery and a chainsword. So the exhortation of butchery uh, uh, for those. Uh, a model with this special rule has joined an infantry unit with the Legions of Startes. Uh, World Eater's special rule, they may choose to activate this rule at the start of any assault phase. Each model in the unit adds one to its attack profile for the duration of the assault phase. At the end of the assault phase, roll a d6 for each surviving model. On a one, that model is slain with no saves of any kind allowed. This has Ooh. no effect on models with the character type. Ouch. Yeah. So, like, uh, punishment for so the nails pushing them? Yeah, basically. Ooh. That's interesting. So, that's, what, that's, just, that's flavorful. I like that. Yeah, just, just, just the one of those. Uh, I have six red butchers, all with double power axes. Ooh. And I well, know seven because it includes the sergeant. So seven uh, red butchers, all with two power axes, because <sighs> because why not? A okay. uh, uh, a assault squad with uh, eleven marines and two power axes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, two seventeen man, one seven uh, mm-hmm. tactical squads that are the inducti. Right, and they all have chain axes. Uh, they also have a vexilia as well. Very good, you horrible man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been on the end of these things, so I know yeah. how horrible and painful they no, can no, be. I mean, rage. So, does it, they get a four plus feeling of pain? The inductor or something, don't they? Uh, I think if he joins them, they get. Yeah, they get. Yeah, he's not very. As I said, he's a nonsense character for 110 points, as far as, I can, okay. as, far as I'm um, concerned. Let me just quickly find his... Are they scoring, though? They're... No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not. That's, that's why, why I've got one, one scoring <laughs> unit. That's not what they're there for. Are uh, the Red Butchers not scoring? No. no. I suppose they're mental, aren't they? So Yeah. yeah. Uh, if Serlak is taken, then any tactical illusion scores in the army may be designated as augmented inductee. They receive one plus one strength... And a six up feel no pain, but suffer minus one blister skill are no longer counted as scoring units. They may only be joined by Serlac or other world eaters apothecaries. No independent characters may join them. Additionally, the enemy psycho player earns no victory points for destroying augmented, augmented inducti where applicable. Right. So actually, I don't need the chaplain thinking about it. Yeah, it does give you it does give you reroll hits, which is great. Yeah, but he can't join the squad. He can't join the squad. He cannot join that squad. You're right, actually. No, I, so I would actually. I would probably jo- stick him with the uh, assault squad. Thinking about it, with the jump pack. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Shave off a few points. 
stick him on, a, give him yeah. a jump pack, and send him off with the assault squad on his way, on, on his, his merry way, on his just off having fun. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. So two squads of those uh, in duct eye, just swarming like zombies. Crikey! I told yeah. you this is you know uh, nothing in the fast attack choices. Funnily enough, who needs, who needs fast attack choices? Uh, a two Spartans. Not yeah. one, but two Spartans. Not one. Well, sure. I've got to get those inductor around somehow. And that's going to do it. And that's going to do it. So, and they are fully kitted out. Armored Ceramite, Auxiliary Drive, Flare Shield, Frag Assault Launchers, you know, all the toys. All the, all the business. All the business. Yeah. They are getting those these guys out and into the into the party. Yeah. And a Charybdis Assault Claw. What's going in that? The Red Butchers. Okay, fair enough. And Angron. Oh, oh, crikey! And, and you can put the cha- chaplain with them, like saying, and like probably Khan as well. The chaplain would give um, Angron rerolls on his first round of attacks yeah, as well. Just, just let him roll around with the assault marines, really. <sighs> okay. Uh, right, and yeah, that is my right two thousand nine hundred ninety-three points. That is a right old handful. That would take some stopping. You're gonna, you're gonna need to work on that. There's a lot to chew through. Yeah, I mean that's okay. the thing. Just get them out, shove them into fights, outnumber, win by volume of attacks. And uh, I suppose the thing is, it's getting that charge, isn't it? Because the charge is key for them. Yeah. If you can charge them first, or you know, if do I'm, something to destroy their charges. Yeah, I mean that would be the thing. But when they're busting out of the Spartans, that's going to be tricky. Okay. Because I'm gonna, yeah, you're going to line them up, aren't you, so that you get the charge. Basically, that's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, I so would keep be... them in. Yeah. So what they got? They've got the tactical marines. Have got uh, close combat weapons, and they've got um, chain, axes. chain axes. Yeah. So they're beyond two attacks because they're close combat weapon, and yeah. four attacks on the charge because of range each. Yeah. And there's Whew. seventeen of them. Ooh. What's that? Uh, I can't do it in my head, unfortunately. It's about six or seven to sixty-eight. Sixty, yeah, seventy attacks. Yeah, per unit. That's not bad, is it? That's you know, volume. Volume is their friend. Definitely. And of course, the chain axes are plus one strength, aren't they? So they yeah. against so normal rings and wounding on threes. Yeah. Ouch! 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 Okay. Spartans up, you might have a bit of a chance, but other than that, you'd have to have well, a lot got, of firepower to deal with them. I've got the flare shield, I've got the auguries, I've got the yeah. armored ceramite, and I've got the auxiliary drive. So, trying to nullify that immobilized result. Yes, that's true enough. That is very you know, true. This is, it's, it's a one trick pony list, but it's, it's, it's a hell of a trick. I mean, also, yeah, then you've got the Caribbean as well coming in, hopefully yeah. fairly early doors, but you can't guarantee it. No, with and there's, and but there's enough there to tie up and annoy other people. Butchers, you know, yeah, yep. that's uh, that's that's a wrong one. Okay, that's a serious list. I'll give you that one. Um, so my then the, the, there was a bit of a queue of, of legions to be honest with you that could have been a bit <laughs> <of> a <laughs> Uh, first of all, I dallied with the Empress Children um, just because of Angel Exterminatus, just for that, really. Um, also, they've got some really whiny, crazy characters. 
that just great gr- grind my gears. Uh, Lucius the Internal, for example, I would just like to see. I'd like to put that name to the test. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they they were kind of up there. Also, they are kind of the antithesis of the um, Iron Warriors. You know, they're all show, aren't they? But, yeah. Um, I'm not that I'm going to just have the Iron Warriors, obviously, but they just, yeah, they never really appealed to me, and so they were a potential for this. Um, but in the end, I settled for my, my Nemesis Legion, uh, which is the um, Space Wolves. So I know the Space Wolves are hugely popular, and this is going to be hugely controversial. Well, actually, nobody cares what I think anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but they are the Legion that, that I have put in the, 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 the basket of... They're on your naughty step, aren't they? They are your... You know, there's... The Mechanicum are at the top of the naughty stairs. Correct. But the, spa- the Space Wolves are sort of halfway up, looking half, over their shoulder, half, sticking their tongue out. Basically, you know, every time I play Space Wolves, part of me kind of... So there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, I had, you know, I had a very bad experience with the Space Wolf player. Um... And secondly, not, not in heresy, let me point out, this is in 40k days. And secondly, um, Prospero, you know. Secondly, Prospero. Just want just to put it there. Magnus did nothing wrong. And, you know, this wonderful culture that these guys were making, all right, they may have been tinkering with forces they couldn't control, but, you know, yeah, you I, can I, allow that, I think, for the question. Well, uh, the first time I met Graham, he was wearing a thousand suns mm. top. I did have a thousand. Yeah, he's never played them. No, I have played them. Oh, in 40K. you played them in forty k, didn't you? Uh, yeah, they were rubbish in forty k. Um, yeah, but they were all zombies by that point. Yeah, they're, they're not the, so bad now. They were all the Rubik Rubik Marines. Yeah, Rubik. So, I've got, um, I, yeah. I, 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 I I like the models they got now, though. Yeah, those yeah, they are the mint. But anyway, be, because of Prospero, uh, I have firmly my ire has been turned upon the Space Wolves. And a particular player who will reign nameless for eternity, but he really was, he just, everything about the way he played the game was wrong. And that is weird how it kind of rubs off, although I've played some spectacularly lovely uh, Space Wolves players since, um, and recently as well. Um, against Paul, had a game against Paul um, with his uh, Space Wolves, which was really good, and people like Robbing and all the rest of it, um, really great players, but yes, this guy in seventh just absolutely <laughs> the hell out of me, and it's just, I just do, can't shake it, just can't shake do we it. Need, do we need to get the, uh, the, 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 the sort of the plush out and just ask where he hurt you? <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but anyway, here's the thing. Um, that was That is my reason for a slight Disregard for Space Wolves, just to caveat that. Mm-hmm. Um, people who play Space Wolves, who I play against with Space Wolves now, are really awesome, and I've had some of the best games ever against Space Wolves. But here we go. So my uh, attempt to do a Space Wolves army, so you will have to bear with me a little bit on this one, gents, because I didn't have a copy of the book uh, with all of their rules in, so I've been doing this based on Battlescribe, which is in has the odd inaccuracy and um, can be somewhat... Uh, it's arbitrary. right, Book 7 has the odd ac- inaccuracy, so I wouldn't worry too much. That's true. And also, actually, also, if I'm being more on the subject of Space Wolves, every other every every other uh, thing that came out of Book 7 got a nerf. Yeah. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> I suppose they did get Lehman Russ nerfed-ish. I think it was more of a clarification than a nerf, but you know what? <laughs> just saying. Anyway, 
without that threat anymore. antagonizing anymore the massive number of Space Wolf players. Uh, so in my Space Wolf list, I have got a Damocles Command Rider. We talked about that earlier. Um, very good for making sure your reserves rock up where they need to. I've also got Havel Redblade or Eddie Redbeard, as I referred to him uh, in an earlier episode. He's a right old handful, this fella. He really is nails. Expensive points-wise, I guess, but um, 210 points, right? He comes with everything under the sun. Um, Tartarus Terminator, in, but he has got an iron A-leg in the 4+, plus, 2+. Plus. He's got this half-splitter axie thing, plus 2 strength AP2. Um, immediately an armor bane. It looks like it's, I can't tell, so I might be wrong. It's a normal initiative as well. So AP2, strength 6. Flipping heck, the guy can even wield a heavy bolt off of funds as well. Um, he's got a ton of other uh, special rules, which I'll have to come on to in a moment. But his stat line is better than a Praetor, I think. Um, four attacks, initiative five, leadership 90, plus save, weapons go six. Yeah, that's probably equivalent thereof. But he's a very good HQ. And finally, I've got our Speaker of the Dead. Yep. Yep. Which is this kind of amalgamation, isn't it, of um, excuse me, of a uh, chaplain and um, apocryphy? Yes. Yeah. <coughs> Which is you know, 145 points, and you get two things for the price of one. Just saying. Um, he's not quite as good as a uh, as an apothecary, though, and I don't think he's quite as good as a is it a, as six a chaplain. Oh, I can't remember, but. He's sort of like not quite as good as the individual units. So he's a yeah, priest of Fenris. Um, ton of special rules that I'll have to read in a moment. Um, does he get priest of Fenris on, uh, with ether rune armor, refractor field, frag grenades, frag grenades, you name it, he's probably got it. Um, yeah, ether rune armor counts as a suit of artists for armor, <coughs> giving a two plus save. In addition, Increases the wearer's wounds characteristic by one and allows any to know the rituals. Do you need a drink there, Graham? Uh, no, I'm just going to speak in a very funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink. That's, that's how much I, space wolves affect me. Just talking about them makes my throat wither. Um, so 30 points, that is, actually, for a suit of armor gives you two plus save, but also gives you an extra wound, which is pretty good. Um, and they... Um, Taken so this is they also have this neither which um can be re-rolled so brilliant um he's got all sorts of weird stuff going on um I've never seen that used if you have the 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 Garm blood vial eight inch range uh assault d three one use poison four rending I have not seen that neither have I great floss blades is another fantastic weapon for your for your money. Um, oh yeah, frostblades are good. Yeah, strength is plus one, so paragon blade AP two again, normal initiative going uh, melee uh, reaping blow, mastercrafted two handed, um, absolutely monstrous. You can see why the poor old thousand sons got absolutely kicked off Prospero. Um, so that's my HQs. I've got the Death Swarm, which I think, if I remember rightly from my people who played him, the Speaker of the Dead has to go with the Death Swarm. They can't function without him. So I've got uh, seven Death Swarm, um, all armed with what they come with, which is uh, 
Did they come with uh, power axes? So no slouches there. They've also got that special rule, whereas if they die, they still get their attacks back at initiative one. Um, they've got a two-plus armor save just out of the bag. Absolutely monstrous. Um, and I put them in the land raid of Phobos. So they would probably be going with um, Eddie Redbeard and the Speaker of the Dead to make Ooh. quite a tasty nice. unit. Yeah. I say. It's, it's um, those um, stasis bombs that I think are quite cool with those. Yes. Yes, they have got stasis bombs. I can't remember what they do. Uh, they've got rad, I've given them rad grenades as well to make them even more um, intimidating. Yeah. And melter bombs in case they run into anything bigger than a, uh, any infantry models. Um, I can't remember what the stasis bombs do now. So I've got book. I, I, oh, I've got book here. So uh, da, 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 a unit equipped with your your Miri class stasis bombs counts as being equipped with defensive grenades. And in Great. addition, models falling back. Models making falling back rolls from fleeing from combat with the unit must roll an additional d6 and select the lowest roll for their fallback distance. Nice. In the shooting phase, one model in the squad may throw a Yumiri class stasis bomb. The weapon has the following profile uh, six inches strength. No, uh, oh, there's a special. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're flesh brain three, basically. Uh, AP two, three inch blast, oh. pinning, they get hot, and yeah, two plus flesh bane. Flipping egg. AP two, two plus flesh bane. Yeah. But yeah, one per, <laughs> one per shooting phase. Well, that's inconvenient. That, that um, is inconvenient. <laughs> so that is an absolute monster unit, right? Seriously monster. Hundreds, and they come with those stasis bombs as part of their basics. Yes, they do. You know, 175 points for those chaps, standard. Yep. These guys are, they, they came to play, let's yeah. put it that way. Um, so anyway, I've got them in an assault vehicle, so the idea is I drive them forward, jump out with uh, Eddie Redbeard and the Speaker of the Dead and just go to town on whatever was in front of them. They can deal with anything, basically. No problem at all. And then they, then I've then got um, three squads of the best troop choice in the game for free, which is the Grey Slayers. So um, counter-attack, fantastic rule, right? means they're always getting a minimum of two attacks. Extra weapons means they've got three attacks for a troop choice. This is spectacularly good. Yeah. Um, Basically, and also you can give them, uh, unlike normal tactical squads, of course, you can give them things like power fists and one in every five to make them even more uh, useful. So I've got them in a, in a so I've got 10 man uh, Grey Slayer squads. Uh, they're in rhinos. So I'm going to have Land Raider with my, my Death Sworn squad and the HQs in, the uh, rhinos with the Grey Slayers in. So I've got um, three of those. I've got a squad of uh, Vargirir, whatever they're called. Varagir. Varagir Terminators um, with Paraxes because they look cool. Um, and, you know, you need some Terminators just in case. It doesn't have too much AP2 or 2 plus armor. We've got tons of it. Um, and I've also got in my troop choices, I've got a recon squad. Um, the idea being is these guys would infiltrate up close with a Nuncio Vox so that the um, Vargir squad with their Dreadnought Drop Pod, sorry, with their Death Claw Drop Pod. Dreadclaw. Dreadclaw Drop Pod would come in. Um, I've got, so that's the idea with them anyway, basically. They've got sniper rifles so they can start, you know, precision shooting things. They've got shroud bombs. Um, I thought that was quite good because in 40k, if I remember rightly, um, scouts are better than the normal Marines, or they used to be in um in their law, basically, you went from being a Marine to being a Scout, whereas I think the other way around is that you go from a Scout to being a Marine, I think. From my in 40k, 40K you go from a Scout yes. to being a Marine. 
Yeah, yes, I think right. you still have that in 30k. You still start yeah. off in the scout, but recon marines are different from scouts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, we, we don't have scouts in the game. We've got recon marines who are different. Right. Because scouts are basically initiative, initiates in, yeah. in, in heresy. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, so I've got that um, that unit there. So they'd be quite good. Like I say, get forward, sniper things, be there with a nuncio box so that stuff doesn't scatter too far um, when it comes in. And then in my fast attack, I've got the Dreadclaw, as mentioned, which I'll put the Vargear in. I've got a obligatory Javelin with las cannons and uh, hunter-killer missiles and the multi-melter. So just in case anything is particularly annoying and needs to die quickly, that'll be, that'll be doing it. And also the Damocles Command 9 will help getting that on the board when it needs to because it will come in outflanking. Then I've got a Death Storm drop pod. Um, always quite good fun to drop that in and cause havoc to any gun lines. And then a Derradeo for a little bit of shooting and anti-air if I need it. So um, I've got the last cannon version with the um, missiles on the top because those missiles are usually usually very good actually they usually pay their way although it's quite an expensive unit and probably an arcus would have been better but i didn't think it felt really hit the theme of the army yeah. and then um finally i've got a leviathan with the close combat weapons the siege claw the siege drill um armored ceramite uh phosphex discharger um volkites in the, the belly guns and with a drop pod as well so that is it so the idea is that most things are going to be driving forward and everything else is going to be deep striking, um, trying to bash holes and stuff. So that's nice. me. Nice. nice. Very nice. Quite okay. Cool. So going for theme, what do we all think? Um, I don't think there's anything that stands out, to be honest with you, as non-thematic, if I'm completely truthful. It's hard not to, but um, unless it, the only one that may be slightly different would be mine, but I think I've managed to go for the strong parts of the army i would like to have three of the legion's characters in my army just uh just saying hashtag just saying <laughs> um i'm gonna counter that go on khan and <laughs> serlak didn't fight together with the initiate uh, initi- uh, legion um you know the the yeah. initiatives guys Khan's there to hang out with Angron, you know. Yeah, and those and guys, he, those not, guys, not... those guys were all far away um, on another world, being made, um, and they didn't oh. really fight with Angron. But, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but that's opened, pick, that's, opened him up for a, that <laughs> pick, that's picking up a fluff hole. But it does. It, it does <laughs> I, Don't I, you I, talk to me about fluff holes, young man? Good I think Lord. it's. I think it's still thematic. Ducking out the way earlier. I think it's still thematic, but um, yeah, yeah. There, okay. a, there is a minor fluff Ooh, fluff hole there. Uh, I suppose that's, get, that's getting really, really oh, sort of. Uh, I, I see where we are now in season three, Michael. I see where we are now. That's you know, <laughs> we're, we're calling we're calling things out on fluff these days. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, that's me completely screwed. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, no, but, no, I think I think I think you're. You're that, absolutely correct. You are. Well, I can't fault the it. Only fault I can I can come up with on either of those lists. Okay. So uh, there is nothing more Iron Hands than Armor Breakthrough, really. Like that's. I mean, yeah, that's a tough. I, I, I think, as as we always generally do, we've done what we set out to do. We're gonna have to just stop scoring for theme. 
I think I we are. I think, so. I think we need to, need to come somewhere right, else. Listeners, if you can come up with a third, another way for us to score this, yeah. then by all means, write suggestions on a postcard. Uh, you know. Yeah, because we're always hitting the theme. So yeah, because we're ace. I mean, um, the only thing I would say, Mark, with your list is you know, breaches, flesh is weak. You know, I'd have put, I'd have gone for full on predators, but that's you know, that's just me. That's just. Haters gonna hate, as they say. Oh, it's a fair, it's a fair comment. I just wanted, uh, I just wanted some boots on the ground. Um, Yeah, the land raid approaches is no slouch either, so it does make total sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. So, what about effectiveness effectiveness on the battlefield? These these all feel like strong lists, to be honest with you. They do, they do. But I'm going to pick on Chris again. Yeah, one one scoring unit. Yeah, that's a big problem. But big problem. I'd like to. Okay, I've got one scoring unit left. Mm-hmm. How many scoring units do you think my opponent's going to have but at the end of the game? Yeah, okay, you, you, you could argue that, but you, you, your tactic is then you have to wipe somebody out. You lose, you lose that assault squad. You've got to wipe everything out. And an Angron is not the strongest Primarch. No, he's not. But you know, his seven of his mates, eight of his mates will help. Plus the other thirty-four guys. I mean, I think you could kind of... It depends on the mission, right? Because... Oh, yeah, there are some that are... It's an objective one. You're you're right. You're going to... But with only one scoring unit, it means you have to basically be in denial positions with those, all the other stuff that you've got. And you haven't got a huge amount because it's expensive, right? Yeah. So if it's a mission where you have to get from one side of the board to the other, for example, you're going to get your one squad, which is going to die really quickly, probably, because if anybody's got any sense, I'll take target the assault squad... And then see if they can weather the storm from the rest of it, I suppose. It's whether, in reality, you've got enough there to guarantee that you will destroy everything. Yeah. You know, every single thing on the board, because you will have to probably do that three out of four games. Uh, Armoured breakthrough would be an issue for me. I don't think it would be, actually, as an armoured breakthrough player. I I just don't. I think the. I suppose I get on assault on rear armour, but anything armour 14, things like that, it's going to be tricky for me to chew through. Yeah. I don't have a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of melter. There's yeah, not a lot of big anti armor. I'm relying yeah. on, to, you know, I'm basically relying on Angron to chew through that up close and personal. And, he, and he's not that great at that either. He's not that great at that. Bitter experience. You'd think it'd be an absolute. I mean, this is a bloke who, who could who basically held up a warhound titan yep. with one hand and struggles horrifically on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, armor breakthrough would be a problem. I think everything else would be okay, but you may end up getting possibly tar pitted by dreadnoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I have. There, there are holes. This would. <laughs> I know what I've, you mean. I've, I have, I have fluff holes. Um, it would this, win. This would or not be a spectacularly or lose spectacularly. Yeah, which is generally how I've played for a thirty k. Anyway, is <laughs> go big or go home. Ultimately, <laughs> that's just how I roll. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, dread. Um, uh, what's the dreadnought talon thing? The list, the uh, the ancient fear of the ancients. Yeah, fear of the would, ancients. Yeah, that would cause me all sorts of bother. Um, just because I wouldn't be able to get through. They got no- that inductor. I got nothing. They got one like one melter bomb or something. Yeah, this is one melter bomb. Yeah, so you can. Just, yeah. They're a tactical squad, aren't they? So they're not. Yeah, no, um, totally. They're not close. Yeah, they're, they're strength five. Uh, and that's it. They didn't get fierce charge or anything, so they're only going to be strict five ever. Um, 
they get furious charge. They do get furious charge. So what's that? Strength six. They, they got Angron. If they get, I think they get furious charge if in their in their opponent's deployment. Yeah. Something like that. Which, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, bear in mind the Spartans have got quad lascans, which are generally not bad. Yeah. There's, don't there are already two of them, so it's yeah. not an awful lot of firepower. But no, I think there's there's problems. I think. Yeah, there, there would be issues. Okay. I mean, uh, also, you know, somebody with a lot of air power would absolutely murderize. But it's hard to really oh, the, uh, Yeah, I couldn't do anything about that, and it would just be a, yeah. a crazy it'd matchup. Just, it'd just be flying around shooting things, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, okay, so Michael's then. Um, you've got four scoring units. Yeah. The Predators can be weak, but the um, there's nothing weak about those um, Lamb Raiders. Yeah, because no. you know you could get unlucky and get them mobilised early doors, but you'd be unlucky if that happened. Um, that would take some stopping. But other than so, the breaches would kind of go in and hold. And the Iron Hands rule is you know minus one to shooting strength, so they'd be tough, tough cookies to crack. I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah, so Karens as well are a great tank, multi-purpose tank, really in just normal form. Um, I'm not convinced about the Omega even playing against one or two of them. They still don't really float my boat. Um, Xiphon's a good, very good anti-aircraft thing as well, or aircraft thing. So there's not really much, much fat on yours, Michael, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can't rate my own, so you don't have to do that. Um, um, I, think the, I think you've got a similar problem to... Um, to Chris, and that you can get tar pitted easily. I'd love to see our two lists go for a full on punch up. Oh, yeah, a full on Knight of the Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. full on Knight of the Wolf there. But, um, yeah. Those, those Grey Slayers are going to be hard to. They are great, that Grey Slayers. And old, um, so Death Swarm, they're the thing that I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed with them. <laughs> I'm giving, heart, giving um, Space Wars a hard time, but Death Swarm are a great unit. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just trying to think. Again, I think you suffer similar problems in my list, if that makes sense. You know, as Michael said, I think you've got... They're both assault armies. Yes, this is definitely an assault army. You know, there's... They're going to be good for a few things, but not everything. Yeah, I mean, you haven't got anything coming in from reserve either, other than no. one big drop pod. I've got quite a lot that's dependent yeah, on reserve roles. Yeah, and you're not... Doing anything to help yourself with that, yep. are you? I've got the damage. Oh, you've got the toe, yeah, you've got damage skimming yeah. through. Um which is always a boat. I mean tough, we're tough, making tough. those re-rolls. I can't really um I, I wanna go with Michael's one to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's hard to I think those grey fifteen grey slayers, three packs. You've got javelins versus sorry, I'm just I'm just uh, <laughs> Com- comparing the lists, yeah. Two squads of breaches, but the ten-man breacher squads. You could probably deal with those. Uh, yeah, I think the Grey Slayers would probably deal with them. Sakarans. Yeah, they, they'd be trouble. Is that mind you? He has got a falchion, and you can't. Oh, flipping heck! Yeah, I forgot about. Just No, no, wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a the falchion at the bottom. Oh, yeah, of you, you got it, Michael. He's the. Uh, He's not one to be messed with, is he? Let's be honest. That's no, uh, right. I, I couldn't uh, do enough to that quickly enough. It's too many points for a start. You, uh, uh, you got it, Michael. The, the falchion tips you over the balancer. I yeah, think there. Sure. 
Okay, cool. Uh, what about cost? What about cost then? Um, I'll go first, seeing as I'm, you know, currently in the lead with uh, yes. two one, but yeah. I'm gonna lose this bit because my cost is one thousand and thirty nine pounds. You're talking my kind of language. I could save some money by getting Games Workshop Predators because at the minute I've got Diamond Predators in there. That's, yeah, don't do it, man. Always go for the diamonds if you can. But you're not going to save a huge amount, are you? You're going to save what, hundred? No, maybe a hundred quid, I suppose. What's uh, what's uh, Let me just have a look. Uh, a Dimos Predator, because I, I went for the Dimos because they're quite cool. They are fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Um, on Games Workshop, how much is a Predator? Thirty quid. Uh, predator thirty-five. Yeah, so you're saving twenty quid. So you're going to save forty quid. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so you're saving, you're saving, not yeah, you're saving yeah, twenty twenty two quid. Yeah, hardly worth it in the big scheme of things. Yeah, and the Diamos one looks so much better. Although yes. I, I, I don't know, I'm still a fan of the um the Mars pattern. It's still quite cool. They used yeah. to do an upgrade kit for the Mars pattern that made it look even cooler, I think. But anyway, um, so. You're that. I am £875, um, which isn't bad for me, really. Um, no, surprising. It's because I've got a lot of Mark Three Marines yeah. in. That's the thing that makes the difference. Now you can get yeah. those that much more cost-effectively. Yeah. Uh, well, I see you're £800. Oh, I mean, actually, I'm... also, I did use the... There's a bundle, £130, uh, um, where you get... Um, I think you get a, a, the Vara Gear, uh, Grey Slayer, uh, and... Uh, possibly HQ as well. So pretty good. Uh, I come in at seven eight four. Oh, you sneaky so and so. Yeah, uh, it was seven three four, but I added the chaplain and yeah. the apothecary, which you know twenty five quid for each of those realistically. Yeah. So yeah, seven seven eight four is my wow. uh, you know my my usual standard cheapest chips army. That's not bad actually. Not well, bad for that. I mean. F- so I think Spartans aren't cheap. Actually, no, it'd be less than that because yeah, I'm only having two Spartans, not three Spartans now. So mm. yeah, yeah, I could. But okay, I, I'll be coming in cheaper than your eight hundred pounds. Curses! Sorry. So but, in the big scheme of things, Michael is on Michael two. Is, yep, and you Chris and is on both. two. No, Chris, Chris is on two. So we drew the first one. Yeah, right. We drew you won the second one. Oh uh, yeah, it's a draw between you two. Yeah. Curses. I didn't even get through to the public even, vote. You're not, you're not even through to the final. I feel like I've been knocked out of the Eurovision Song Contest before the Eurovision Song Contest. Wow. <laughs> you you are Ireland, basically. Uh, That's I, I will have to put a uh, poll up for this one then. Yeah, no, we yeah, should have to. Uh, yep, absolutely. We'll put the lists up and let people decide and uh, tell us all the things that we got wrong because there never should be. It's going to be something. so many things we got and, wrong. Uh, and I said, all the world, all the uh, Space Wolves players, uh, please direct your attention towards Graham Mills. <laughs> uh, don't worry, the Iron Hands will be coming after me next. Yeah, to be fair, when you, when you described them as bland, I believe it was earlier yeah. on. I mean, it's not the first time we've had issues with the, the Iron Hands players. and It's nothing personal, chaps. It's just... Yeah. You know, and there's going to be I just hate your le- be- I just hate your legion. <laughs> The views expressed by Michael Bottrell are entirely Michael Bottrell's and are not representative of the Age of Empire podcast or any affiliated podcast to do with Age of Empire in any way whatsoever. 
<laughs> there's going to be riots outside Edge of Empires HQ. You yeah. do know that now, Michael. There's going to be yeah, protests. There's going probably to be a, probably a dirty protest. There will be placards. What is it with like, dirty protests? Look, he's in a hotel room. Just don't don't ask too many questions at this point. Yeah. All right then. But, a hotel room at uh, Silverstone. Yeah. Uh, in case you were wondering what all the noise was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay guys. All right. Well, we'll go on to what events are coming up then. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well played, right. gents. Cheers. Okay, so uh, after that list challenge and probably the um, we're in preparation for the amount of hate mail we're going to get, mm. um, let's run through the events. So as always, we keep a list of events on our website, so you can always keep an eye on that. If Or there's the uh, UK um, Horus Heresy Events Group on, on Facebook. People always post events on there. Um, or email if you want us to drop – if you want us to talk about it, drop us a message on Facebook or email us on the rush at edgeofempire.co.uk. So the ones that we're, what we've got coming up. So 12th of July, so a couple of weekends. Um, we've got the Onion Ploy opinion opinion. The opinion, Onion Ploy. That's what I thought it said as well. <laughs> yeah. Consolation. The Opinion Ploy uh, income gaming. <laughs> that is a um. That's the Gino Five Two event <coughs> one they're running so far this year. Includes Centurion. I think it's got Ophian Ophian Ploy. Ophian, I don't know. They, I know on their show yeah. they call it the Onion Ploy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, um, and it includes Centurion events, Adeptus Titanicus events, and I believe No Mortalis. So it's kind of that all encompassing event that I would love to run for Company of Legends. Maybe one day when we've when we've got the experience and skill. Um, uh, then twentieth of July, there's Imps Titanicus Day in Lincoln. That's Imps Gaming. Um, never heard of that, but obviously hopefully cool um that's going to be on the 20th of july um the 21st of july we've got uh, the brilliantly named one day of heresy at bristol independent gaming in bristol one day of heresy one day of heresy i love it you know um, it gets beat by um, an event that's uh, 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 later on um for a name then we've got the fall of kiron in eastleigh that's in 21st of july as well all right a week later is the Dispute of Iron 2 in Polesworth. That's a King Fluff event. Um, 27th of July is the um, Titan Death narrative play scenario at the Dice Saloon in Brighton. And then this is the one that, that, that takes it the biscuit for the name. It's, it's a great name. 18th of August, it's the Imps Heresy One Day Free Games. It does what it says in the tin. Exactly. Right? Very much a Ron Seal. Latin Lincoln. We, uh, we, we, we agonize for days over names of events, and they just like, it's a day of heresy. There's three games. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ron Shield. Okay. Well, we, we've been playing this game wrong. <laughs> we have. It's, we, what it should be Durham, <laughs> three days, five heresy. games. Bring your stuff. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um okay 24th of august um is the best bank holiday weekend um you've got beta garmon the sea of fire at the bad moon cafe in london that's a mixed age darkness and adeptus titanicus event mm-hmm. then also that weekend is the reckoning of dalan prime at firestorm games in cardiff that's an imperial truth event i know he's saying there's plenty of tickets still left for that one i think the, i think the problem he's had for that one the same problem i've had you know it's just it's just bank holiday weekend it's hard to get a pass for that one Although my reasoning is I will have just gotten back from D- Dublin the, the, the Tuesday before, and um, I really don't think I could manage. 
another oh, weekend. Cardiff is a long way. If I was going to do another weekend, then I would be going to Eurocon, uh, um, t- well, Titancon, which is Eurocon um, in Belfast. And it's a two-day two- one, though, isn't it, that event? Yeah, that is a two-day event. So. Oh, okay. Sorry, Greg. Um, I'd love to go, but I don't think I can manage it. Um, and 31st of August, there's Flashpoint Cortana. That's at Common Grounds Games in Sterling. I was interested in this, but it's just a one-day event. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not going all the way to Sterling for a one-day event. That's just me. I, if I drove, maybe it would be a different matter. But uh, 13th of August, it's the London GT in London. Uh, 27th of September, some chances up in Durham are running Company of Legends. Are these folks still going? Yep, for which um, another ticket is going to become, looks like another ticket going to become available because someone who said he wants a ticket and hasn't yet paid and has ignored all my messages. So I'm going to give him one last chance tomorrow. Ooh. And if it comes out, I will put that ticket up for sale. <laughs> On Monday. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wonder who the scallywag is. Yeah, what a... Uh, Yes. Um, And 26th of October, we've got the Cataclysm of Iron Free. That's a King Fluff event in Polesworth. Um, Then the 1st of November, it's the uh, Blood and Glory um, in Derby. So we have the dates for that. We just don't have the event details. Nope. Uh, 16th of November is Return to Harmony 2. That's at Borden Brum in Birmingham, uh, for which they tell us that plenty of traitor tickets are available. We yes. had a message from them just earlier today. We so, did. Uh, 23rd of November, it's Titan Death at Gerala Station. That's in Polesworth. That is a Titan and Knights only event. Uh, just, just very quickly, did uh, Titan and Knights only event. Did we haven't discussed that picture that we all saw the other day? Oh, I meant I meant to do that in my post bag. Oh, wow. Which picture was that one? The this one of the, the um, full scale Titans and Knights being pl- used as uh, uh, the Titanicus rules. Oh, the Titan Master. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That looked amazing. It's, it, yeah, they did that before at um, at, uh, at a at a Heresy Weekender. A few years ago, so okay. um, it's an amazing idea. I'd love to do that. I can't remember how you much you've have, have titans. I've got one titan. It isn't even built yet. Um, I'm still debating whether I leave it until I know if I'm moving home or not, um, or just getting on with it because it's sort of like I've got. I'm paranoid that it's going to get destroyed in the house move. And mine's been fine, but then I've never hardly ever used it. I mean, you, I've got one. <laughs> we've got one titan. And I've got four knights, which I never use. So I've I could got... potentially get another knight and then run a one titan and some knights. I've I got suppose. five knights and I've got another three to build and paint. Crikey. So All right. I could do knights. Um, okay. So the next day is also the Titan Muster um, run by... That was the uh, Titan Owners Club, the one that's just gotten taken over. Uh, the minute, I believe... Oh, no, they've taken tickets off sale for that one. So I don't know if they're still going to be doing that. Okay. But he's still doing his Titan Titan event. So maybe the Titan must be still happening. Maybe it's not. We don't know. Gotcha. Um, because it was going to happen the day after that Titan death thing. That would be a cool to do, though. You know, a Titan, you know, a Titan and Knights only event. But yeah, oh, that would have been incredible. But they have the Titan muster down in um, Milton Keynes every year. And I definitely want to go down to that next year. So yeah, absolutely. Um, because have you seen photos of that? I think that was from the one that we saw, wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. I think that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so t- 
8th of December, we've got The Merchants of Venetia, The Realm of Shadows, that's in Stratford-upon-Avon, that's being run by the Scribes of War, so they put on a good event uh, earlier on this year, so lots of positive reviews, so that's a possibility. Um, other events that aren't uh, gaming-related, we've got the two College of Artisans, uh, the first one on the 29th of July, and the second one on 5th of August. Okay. Okay, and that's that's the events. So That's it. Yeah. Well done. So what we'll do now is we'll run into the close where Chris will and his uh, um, what's the word I'm, what, I'm looking, for, I'm looking for a fancy word dulcet, dulcet tones yeah. is that uh, a... I'd have gone with oh imitable was it inimitable style can't remember now but anyway yeah Chris and his um, and his <coughs> uh, smooth jazz style okay nice. take us out. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and that draw. No, hang on. I can get this. I can get this. <laughs> you, I know Jonathan Keeble, my friend. <clears throat> I've just got. I've, I haven't had a drink for an hour, so my voice is now a little bit. It was was meant to meant Erebus. Instead, it sounds like Alec Guinness. If you listen to Erebus, so John Keeble's Erebus, you, you can't help but see Alec Guinness, weirdly. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. <clears throat> and that draws to conclusion another episode of Edge of Empire. Now, now you just sound like Johnny off the Sons of Heresy. Oh, okay. Well, forget that noise then. Yes. All right. Uh, so... <clears throat> Please feel free to leave us some uh, reviews on iTunes, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all the other social media platforms everybody uses, many of which are completely lost to me, especially Instagram. Um, sorry, Michael. We're, we're going to get you using that. We're going to get yeah, you to using yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, links are in the show notes. Um, obviously, it'd be very kind if you gave our Facebook page a like too, um, just because if we don't get a certain number of likes every month graham does send a message out to us slightly I concerned i do i absolutely do. the number of exclamation marks at the end are getting slightly worrying we've had to call we've had to call the crisis team on a few occasions yeah <laughs> to, to soothe my damaged ego yeah she's so frail at the thought of not getting a like paper thin paper, paper thin paper thin um so if you want to get in touch with us you can post us on the facebook page uh wall send us a message uh we all see them we all try and answer um as best we can you can mm. also email us at the rush at edge of empire.co.uk if you want to help out the show we have our affiliate link with audible uh, so you can sign up to get your horus heresy audiobooks through them which we all highly recommend uh, for a month's free trial so you get one free audiobook and it's eight pounds month basically 7.99 a month uh for a free well not a free audiobook but a cheap audiobook and all the black library books are on there and available we have over the last couple of months uh instigated a patreon page uh of which graham campbell is a very kind and and generous do we i see i don't pay attention I, I don't pay attention to this. This is, we've this got is your, pa- your we've thing. Got three, patro- we've got three patrons now. Do we? Do we um, should, yeah. we, should we 
So we should so give should them a shout. Mention- out. You know, I, I meant to give should. them a shout out at the beginning of the show, and I completely forgot. I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh, we've got all these great guys. So uh, um, I didn't know. I didn't know. This is outside of my remit. I apologize. Yeah, we've got three patrons now. Um, so we have um, oh, Graham, Graham Mills, Christopher Gra- Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Uh, I'm all right. Your I'm, current I'm... patrons. Okay. Um, we have got um, Ed Reynolds. Thank you. Hi, Ed. Ed. Hi, Ed. Yeah, thank you for coming in. That is amazing. Um, we love you, dude. Um, and Jonathan Strugnell. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. Cheers, fella. So you're an amazing guy. And obviously, Graham Campbell. Yeah, awesome as ever. So absolutely. thank you very much. You guys actually mean that, that this show is essentially self-funding, so um, it's not taking up all my pocket money. Um, and <laughs> you know, the Mac- macarid explorators. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I put, that on the, I put that on the credit card, and Lindsay wasn't really um, that much that conscious at the time. And, and, and she find, and she <laughs> this find, is going to end. This is going to end poorly. I feel. That this is going to end poorly. This is going to end poorly for me. Okay. Um, she will find out. It's not as if she's not going to find out, bro. No, no, it's in her name. <laughs> you know, Isn't I've that credit got, card fraud? No, I've got, I've got a, I've got a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a second. I'm a second card holder. Oh, okay. Right, I won't go. be after this. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but it was last chance to buy. On the plus side, you it, can it was say, last chance to use the credit card. That's yeah, what it was. Love, you can say on the plus side, Michael. You can say thanks to the sterling efforts of our very much appreciated patrons. You don't have to pay twenty five dollars a month plus for hosting fees and the like. So yeah. you know. You can pay it back in next to 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 10 months installments off. Yes. Um, but no, it's, it's, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Thank you very you much. Know, guys. All right, yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. Um, uh, where were we? Uh, yeah. So then we can d- also, um, when you go through the Edge of Empire website, which is edgeofempire.co.uk, I think. Although yes. I'm generally terrible at remembering our respective. Uh, email addresses uh you can help us out by going through the uh, the element games uh links on there um when you're looking to purchase your toys from them uh we sort of make like six pence uh for every click i believe it is something crazy yeah wow as much as that Impressive, like like a farthing. I think I'd, I'd you know, tuppence halfpenny. Tuppence, yeah. When I say sixpence, I don't mean we get six pence. I mean we ah, get like a, a six six of a pence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. So, so that yes. So that uh, yeah. That so all month. those usual things. Uh, we don't have anything planned for next month yet. Oh, freestyling it in August, gents. Well, we've, we've got the doubles event, haven't we, Michael, on the fourth of August, which will be next month, I believe, or will it be the month after? Uh, it'll be in the next show after that. Yeah. Oh, curses! Well, anyway, we're preparing for a. We've got a doubles day uh, at South Shields. No, it's at uh, Heaton. 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 My apologies. Oh, there is a there is a South Shields event, but that's a, that's a later on. I'll slip that in in the end. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back <laughs> all this already, time. All already, this time, and you get and we get to there, and then there comes the double on time. You'll have already heard me say this so <laughs> we've I've, already heard you slip it in at the end I, I already, i've already said it. um no i don't i don't know what should we do next um well we're gonna have uh try and get a one of our 
listeners in to help oh, us with yeah. our list challenge. We're going yes, to get them to set us a challenge I think and get them on board. Coming up, coming up yeah, first, aren't they? Once, once we ask them the question, because we haven't organised that yet, but we'll get that organised in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And everything else, we'll, I'm sure we'll come up with something to, I'm, I'm to, to hoping, chat to you about for about four hours. Hoping to get time to do the interview. So one of the things we were looking at doing an interview was with Mark Frost and the people from Models for Heroes. Oh, yeah. Right. Cool. Okay, yeah, if you can set that up, that's next month's feature. Well, steady. No pressure. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> pressure on you now, Graham. Sort it out or we've got no show next month. Oh, okay. No pressure at all. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we'd like no, to... There are, other, there are other ideas we have. But, um, yeah, I think that was that was the main thing. And like I said, we're prepping for this doubles event that Michael and I are going to go in the same team, which will also be a first. I don't know. Wow. What army are you thinking of taking? So the interesting thing is going to be, right is at the end of the next month you know you're going to get asked the question aren't you mm-hmm. What's that? who did you prefer well yeah this will be a very interesting very very interesting who? it's only 750 points each so it's only 1500 points and it's for an evening so it should be quite quick so, but it reminds, it reminds me of a it reminds me of a joke i saw recently um, <laughs> don't, let don't. me get ready with the end <laughs> man, man asks man, um, woman asks his, uh, her husband oh, am dear. I the only one you've ever been with and he goes um, yeah the rest of them are all nines and tens oh dude seriously <laughs> you can't leave well, that in there everyone uh, have a good month <laughs> yes thanks very much for the people that are left listening to this podcast after we've lambasted at least a third of all the legions and uh, made a massive <laughs> sexist joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I read it. It was the wife asking the. Uh, it was the husband asking the wife. Oh, so you made it worse. Yes. I, I made it. I made it worse. He's, okay. he's full of mischief. This character, it's full of mischief. Stress. Anyway, okay. thank you very much. So, August. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you have an excellent month, as we will. And like I say, next month we should bring you lots of cool and exciting things. Hopefully, from the world of heresy. <laughs> Yep. All right. Perfect. Take care, everybody.